You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of uh, former Bellator fighters, Liz Carmouche, getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week, it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who, of course, uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check him out. If you're at home, check him out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Monday, February 7th, 2022. Hello again, everyone. Hope you're doing well on this kind of wet and cold Monday afternoon here in New York City. A little bit of snow, a little bit of rain, a little bit of sleet. Make up your mind. It's always weird. I mean... This should be the Monday after the Super Bowl. I hate the fact that every, everything's a week off now. They ruined everything for everyone. Like, this weekend should be the NBA All-Star Game. Yesterday should have been the Super Bowl. Not the Pro Bowl. I hate all of it. Watched a little Olympics. Can't quite get into it just yet. I mean, it feels weird. It feels sterile. It feels off. I don't know what's live, what's not live. I don't know. The whole thing is weird. Uh, I did go to, if anyone's in the area, I went to the American Dream Mall yesterday, which was quite the fun time with my kids. I don't know if anyone in the back has been over there. Uh, they'll probably get back to me in three and a half hours and let me know. But uh, it's a great time. There's an aquarium. There's a Legoland. There's an indoor ski hill. There's an indoor water park. My guy, Action Bronson, likes to surf there. And of course, what you care most about is the fact that the UFC uh, was back on Saturday. Entertaining card. Solid main event. Sean Strickland extend his winning streak to uh, six, five in the middleweight division since uh, moving up to uh, 185. He defeats Jack Hermanson. A a methodical win, a workmanlike win, not a win that he seems overly proud of or even impressed by. I think he was being a little too hard on himself. I thought it was a solid win over a solid fighter who was coming off a nice win over Edmund Shabazian. And I think part of the reason why Sean Strickland was eh, sort of uninspired 
or unimpressed by his own performance is the fact that in the back of his mind, he probably thought, all right, this is coming at a great time. Uh, the following weekend, the middleweight champion of the world, Israel Adesanya, is fighting Robert Whitaker. He's already defeated Derek Brunson. If Derek Brunson beats Jared Cannonier in the co-main event Saturday at UFC 271, Houston, Texas, H-Town Toyota Center, maybe I can cut the line. And then he probably came to the realization at the end of that fight that, yeah, maybe that's not the performance that gets me in front of Derek Brunson if he wins. Now, if Jared Cannonier wins, Izzy has talked about wanting to fight Cannonier, so he probably gets it. And of course, if Robert Whitaker wins, all that is thrown out the window because uh, they probably run it back for a third time. So a lot at stake this weekend. But I thought it was a solid win for Sean, and he's turned into one of the best fighters at 185. The jab is great. The output is great. The cardio is great. He's hard to take down. Hard to close the distance with him. Uh, the guy's a machine. Now, are his post-fight press conferences and interviews and all of that a little dicey-dicey? Yes. And does he care? Doesn't seem like it. Will he have to probably answer some, quote-unquote, tougher questions if he makes it to title fights? I mean, I guess. I mean, like, who's showing up? Are the, are the New York Times showing up to the press conference? No. I mean, it's uh, Jabroni B and Jabroni C on the payroll. So, like, do we really... Do we really feel like anything will change? No, of course not. But it would be nice if he cleans it up a little bit and doesn't bring any unnecessary stress to his life. All right, so we're going to talk about all that, uh, of course, later in the program, GC, New York Rick, all that stuff. And we've got a super stacked show, my friends. This is an old school show. Now, old school, old school was like 12th. There was a period, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this. I mean, just going to the archives. There's a period where we were doing like 12, 13, 14, 15 guests. And, and New York Rick always used to say to me, like, you should probably have more just in case. I mean, and I was like, you know, 12, 13, 14 is probably, I mean, like, that's enough. How I was doing that, why I was doing that, I have no idea. Uh, but these days, a super stack show is six guests, six very solid, relevant, newsworthy guests. Before I tell you who's on today's show, a quick word from our good friends, over at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, as always, is the presenting sponsor of this here program. They are the official sports betting partner of not only the UFC, not only the NFL, but most importantly, of this here show, the MMA Hour. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code THEMMAHOUR for a special offer when you sign up. Again, that's code THEMMAHOUR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. So last segment of the day is a fun one. You know, I reached out to Bam Bam Tuivasa on Sunday evening, last night, and I was like, look, man, I had you on the show. I had Derek Lewis on the show. Both of you are like, nah, we're not fighting so soon. Derek's talking about not fighting in Houston. You're talking about like, yeah, sure, one day I'd like to fight Derek, but not anytime soon. And now you guys are fighting each other on Saturday. It actually didn't even occur to me that this fight was happening so soon until I looked at the lineup and I was like, oh, my gosh. On Saturday night, I was looking at the lineup, wrapping things up. I was like, what? This fight is happening already? I feel like we just saw these guys fight. That's what happens when I get excited. My voice starts to go to a fever pitch. And uh, so I said, Look, I mean, we need, to, we need to close the loop here. We need to figure out what this is all about. And so we're going to have Bam Bam on. Bam Bam Tweetbus is going to join us at uh, 4.30 from Houston to talk about how this fight happened so soon, why it happened so soon, all that and more. At 4 o'clock will be joined by New York Rick. New York Rick's going to stop by for Rick's picks. We'll see if he's here. Sometimes he's here. Sometimes he's not. It is Monday afternoon. 
uh, and it'll be 4 o'clock, so that's really the afternoon, so we'll see if he shows up. GC will stop by at 3.30. We'll recap his bets from this past weekend. I think he did well. There was no wrestling to bet on, but I think he did well with the MMA pick, so we'll check in with him at 3 o'clock. We'll talk to Casey O'Neill, who's also fighting this weekend. King Casey, one of the best nicknames in MMA, and of course a rising star at 125 pounds. In the uh, retirement fight, she is of one Roxanne Modafferi this Saturday. Roxanne calling it quits, the happy warrior. And she's going up against the very tough, the very game, the very hungry Casey O'Neill. That's at 3 o'clock. At 2.30, one of my favorite people in MMA, the great Arnold Allen, the almighty one, will stop by, talk about uh, Tesco, talk about Tim Hortons, talking about taking showers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at truck stops. I kid you not, I go through this man's Twitter and all I do is laugh. Most importantly, he's fighting uh, Dan Hooker on March 19th. Uh, that's at 2.30. At 2 o'clock, we'll be joined by Anthony Showtime Pettis. He's got some exciting things happening for him this week, so we'll check in with him. And at 1.30, we'll talk to uh, Alexander Gustafson, uh, who I have not talked to in like three, four, maybe even five years. It's been a while. The Mauler returning to action May 21st against Ben Rothwell. Felt like a good time to check in. Uh, of course, Sean Strickland had a big win on Saturday. A lot of people very excited about Shavkat Rachmanov, who had a big win as well, who improves to uh, 15-0, eight via strikes, eight win via strikes, seven via submission. Uh, but there was another big prospect that I was very much looking forward to. I told you there were two to look out for on this card, Rachmanov and Nicholas Maximov, who we, of course, know is a product of the Nick Diaz Army, he is very close to Nick and Nathan Diaz, and he had a big fight against Puna Soriano. I didn't think he should be the underdog, and he proved me right. And so without further ado, let's go to the Zoom machine and say hello to our first guest of the day, the recently victorious Nicholas Maximov, who's kind enough to join us. What's up, Nicholas? How are you? How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. How's everything? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, it's great to have you on the show for the first time. And I see you repping uh, Ellie Sekback reporting. The man. Yeah, yeah, I kind of just picked it up. Yeah, Ellie's the man, though. He is the man. He's been supporting us in the academy for a long time. So I love Ellie. He's cool. He's a great guy. He is is an OG of the fight game. So it's it's great to have you on. Congrats on the win. Uh, A lot went into that fight for you because you got bumped all the way up to the co-main event. So, you know, a little more attention and eyeballs. Can I ask you, after all that, like in hindsight, I I saw what you said at the press conference, all that you were excited, you were grateful. But did you feel a little extra added pressure because you were (laughs) fighting in the quote-unquote co-main on Saturday? No, not at all. I think he had the pressure. uh, You know, he came in as a favorite. He came in uh, with a loss, too, looking like he was trying to avenge a loss. Um, he had all these knockouts and whatnot, and then um, I think he had a little bit more pressure than I did. I didn't really feel any pressure, you know. Um, I felt fine. I was just happy. I was excited to be there. Uh, what about the fact that you were the underdog? I was surprised by that. You? <laughs> yeah, I just don't think people really realize or know who I am or was at the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think my team and everyone believed in me, you know, ever since the start. But other than that, yeah, I, I can. I, it was kind of weird. You know, um, maybe, what was it, 2000, 2019, I was uh, working for ESPN, and I was going to work on my first uh, basketball game as a sideline reporter, and I was super nervous because it's a really big deal for me. And so I called mm-hmm. up this guy. I don't know if you know who he is. I think you do. Zach Rosenfield. You know Zach? And he gave me a pep He's talk. A man. 
about situational pressure. He gave me this pep talk, yeah. and it has stuck with me. And I heard you got the same pep talk about situ- situational pressure on Saturday, or maybe it was Friday, right? Yeah. Am I am I accurate it with that? It was Saturday morning. I was at Starbucks, and he gave. I talked to him <laughs> for about ten minutes about it. It was great. It's a good. It was a good call. It was a great story, man. I thought about it the whole day. About the did he tell you the story about the golf and uh, you know how it's yeah. just another day? It's just another Tuesday, right? Another Tuesday. That's and that's what I said in my post fight press conference. Yes. I'm like, it was just another Tuesday at sparring. That's <laughs> I where I got that. it from. And when you yeah, break it down cool. like that, that, right? When you break it down like that, it <laughs> alleviates a lot of the stress. It really is simple. Um, you know who really started that for me was Chill because I, I wrestled up in Oregon and I trained with Chill a little bit. And Chill's like the only difference is there's just a few cameras and a few more people watching you. Other than that's the same thing you're doing on Monday through Friday. Amen. You know what's it, that's the only difference. And, and that kind of stuck with me. And it's like, I'm just trying, it's just another training camp. It's just another training session with a different guy. You know, um, we, we, that's how we kind of train at the Academy when we box and whatnot, you know, we, we fight like that all the time. So to me, it was just another, uh, just another training session with another guy. So when did you meet Chael? Oh, probably, uh, 2016. 2016. Yeah. How old are you now? I'm 24. He had the submission undergrounds yep. and I did the second one yeah. with like John Jones and Dan Henderson. That was the first time I met him. And then he would kind of come in the wrestling room when I was in college a little bit. Damn. So you met him when you were, if my math is correct, like 18? 18. Yeah. 18 wow. years old. And I kind of went to his gym. He was like, it was Gracie Baja Portland at the time. Yeah. Now it's American top team Portland, but I went there. Paige Van Zandt was there. Austin Vanderford was there. Um, it was a pretty killer team. And, and so but, at that point, did you know you wanted to be a fighter? Oh, yeah. Even when I started, I wanted to be a fighter. You know, um, when I, like 12 years old, I knew I kind of wanted to do this for the rest of my life. What, why? I, like what happened at 12? It, it wasn't the fighting aspect. It was the training. Like I, I said it the other day, these guys train to fight. You know, we train as martial artists because it's our way of life. Mm-hmm. You know, even if I wasn't a competitive like a fighter, I'd still be doing jiu-jitsu. Or, or karate or any of that stuff, just because I don't do it to fight. I do it because this is like my, the medicine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just like my way of getting everything out. Like if I want to go to the gym, I won't think about anything except training. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just something relaxing about it. You know what I'm saying? It's just the way you can practice martial arts can just be really peaceful. Mm-hmm. Who, um, who, who introduced you to martial arts? To be honest, it was the uh, Bruce Lee marathon that was happening on like TBS or something like Come that on. when I was 12 really? years old and I was just watching it. And uh, it was like Enter the Dragon, I think. And I watched like all his um, Bruce Lee's movies. And then like a couple weeks later, I watched like all these Jackie Chan movies. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm going to just start doing karate or some shit. And I talked to my dad and he got me into it. And ever since then, I've just been going up with it. So prior to that, you did no martial arts, like as a little kid, none of that. You didn't come from a background of family. It was just watching those movies that really got you into it. Yeah, Bruce Lee, you know what it was? It was weird. I was 12 years old and I didn't really understand philosophy, but Bruce Lee's philosophy really spoke to me. It was just something about him that I really enjoyed and really liked. And uh, um, listening to him talk was just pretty, pretty uh, special, you know? What kind of kid were you? Like, did you get in trouble a lot? Did you fight a lot? Uh, yeah, I uh, I ha- I was all right. I wasn't that great. I wasn't that bad. I got kicked out of school a couple times for fighting. Oh, but that was like really young. Um, but other than that, after that, I was a pretty good kid. You know, I didn't I didn't really like doing that. I didn't really like. That's why I kind of want to do martial arts because I didn't like fighting people, but I like training. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like one of those weird balances. So I wanted to learn how to fight just in case. 
anything ever happened, you know. Um, but I played like football and stuff and all that. I always was a contact sport type of guy. So, uh, so when you watch the movies and you get into it, um, do you realize right away, like, oh, my, like this is for me. I, I found the thing that I love. I found the thing that I want to be a part of for the rest of my life. Did you realize right away? Yeah, I think so. It's just, I mean, I'm sure you're like that too. There's like a little spark that hits. Something yeah. just connects and you're like, it's like that gut feeling like, oh, wow, I like that. And then you just kept doing and doing and watching those movies. And then eventually, you know, you start training. You're like, dude, this is awesome. And then you get deeper in the, you know, all the martial art movies and whatnot. Um, so yeah, that was just kind of one of something that clicked with me. And so when do you go from Oregon to California? Sorry. I so you, I, I actually started in California. Sorry, I actually start. It's dry here in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so actually, I I lived. I was um I li I was raised in California my whole life in Chico. Okay. And whatnot, and I'd go back and forth from Chico to Stockton to go train and whatnot, and then I went to Oregon for college for gotcha. about two and a half three years. Okay. Um, but weren't you born in Oregon too? Back. Yeah, I was born in Bend, but I mean, I I was like there for like a few months. You okay, know what gotcha, I mean? gotcha. And, um, so that was kind of like, I was born in Bend, Oregon, but raised in like Chico and then always training in California, but I just went up to Oregon just to wrestle, you know, that was the big thing and, um, trained out there and whatnot, but I was always trying to train at the Academy, you know, in Stockton and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah. Um, yeah, I went up just to Oregon. I went to like Clackamas community college. I don't know if you heard of that. We were big rivals with the John Jones is actually community college, okay. Iowa Central. Interesting. So that kind of actually put my eyes on like wrestling in college was watching John and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's how it all worked out. How old were you the first time you went to the Nick Diaz Academy? Uh, like 13, and 14. Did you know who they were? Oh, yeah. I was a big, I was a big, uh, uh, nate fan but i was a really big nick fan uh-huh you know what i'm saying like i really like nate but i really <clears throat> nate but i really like nick um something about his style i just really liked um just his fighting style you know i didn't even really care about what they I, what they said after in interviews and stuff like that i just liked how they fight um and it really just spoke to me you know just how they do jitsu how they box all that stuff was it a little uh, surreal for you as a young kid? You're there. I mean, they're at the gym, right? You probably see them. Maybe not every time, but sometimes. Is that surreal? Yeah, dude, they're, they're, it was pretty intimidating, you know, being a little young 13, 14-year-old <laughs> kid. And what's even scarier is their training partners because they all get beat up all the time and yeah. they all fight each other. So then they see me come in and then they all just want to beat me up because I'm the new guy. <laughs> and it was just – it was kind of – it was pretty rough at first, like – the training you get beat up like no doubt um I, I i see black belts come in all the time nowadays i get tapped out by blue belts wow. you know what i'm saying it's just like a, it's a hardcore gym but it's like a mar i like it because it's a martial artist gym right. you know we train martial arts not just fighting it's all about martial arts so it's a deeper philosophy than just fighting it seems um, like especially uh nathan now like he's really taking you under his wing he even shows up to the apex events <clears> i mean it does you know, it's it's not a, a common thing, as you know, for him to show up to these. But he really, really seems to like you and think highly of you. Why do you yeah. think that is? Why do you think they like you so much and believe in you so much? Well, it's cool because he doesn't do that for anybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? He just does that for the homies. And uh, well, it's because I think I train like how they train. I do what they do. You know what I mean? I don't really just ask questions. If they tell me to jump, you know, I'm going to say how high. Uh -huh. It's just one of those things that's a respect thing. 
with uh, our head instructor is Randy Spence. If he tells me, Hey, put on a gi today. Hey, put on, go put on your boxing shoes. I'm gonna go do it. Okay. Hey, go run five, six, seven miles. I'm gonna go do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be like a robot or nothing, but it's also at the same time, these guys built a recipe and I'm going to go follow it. Mm-hmm. I think Nick and Nate are the, arguably the greatest martial artists to ever grace the octagon. You know, Nick won every title. If you really think about it, like he won strike force, you know, he beat talking origami when he was the man elite XC. I think Nick was the man. <clears throat> um, so if they tell me to do something. I'm going to do it. Um, and I'm always, I, I train with them all the time. If not, I try to add more training sessions because I'm trying to catch up to them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's never catching up to those guys. But I'm, that's like the goal is just try to like be under their wing, be as good as them one day, and then bring somebody else under me like that and just keep the lineage going. Because some of these teams fall off. Mm. Some of these teams have a st- stellar year, and then they're done and they fall off. But our academy has been around, it seems like, forever. And there's always guys that were fighting strike force or the ultimate fighter and whatnot. So I just want to keep the lineage going. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I got big shoes to fill, but that's part of the game. And that's part of the journey. You know, you got to love that stuff. Um, yeah. Like when people ask for like co-main event, it's like, that's like cool pressure. That's mm-hmm. awesome. You know, that's what I want. Just so when it's down the line and you know, you're fine for a world title, it's the same, same shit, you know? So yeah, it's a lot to fill, but it's cool. Do you feel, you know, because it feels like you're the, you're like that new, you know, guy coming through the 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 team, right? Like you're the guy. You're the guy that everyone's talking about, the latest product of the Nick Diaz Academy. Is there pressure that comes with that? Like you want to live up to whatever their expectations are, right? And whatever they feel you can become. Do you feel like, man, I can't let these guys down because they've really done a lot for me? Yeah, I want to exceed those expectations, you mm-hmm. know, out of everybody. That's the whole goal. And if if I don't do it, I'm, I want to die trying, mm-hmm. you know? And then if they see me doing that, then I can live with that. Um, I know they, they probably have high hopes and everything and I'm going to keep trying to fulfill them, but it's like, I'm, I'm going to either do it or die trying. And they know that. And I think that's why they like it. You know what I'm saying? Like being like a writer and that's what it's all about. Just getting the job done. And if you can get the job done, then you got nothing to worry about. You know what I love about your story? Uh, you get on the contender series, short notice, you're an 85 er you fight at heavyweight for goodness sakes, you win that. And then I'll never forget, you win that, and in the back they're like, hey, uh, congratulations, Nicholas. Uh, we're going to give you an ultimate fighter contract now. Like, what the hell? I thought we just went through this thing to get into the UFC. Yeah. Now you have to go through another thing. And I know there were some talks back and forth, but essentially you were like, nah, I'm not going, right? You're like, I'm not doing the ultimate fighter, and you eventually make it to the UFC without going to the ultimate fighter. So good on yeah. you. Why did you Thank decide you. to not go the ultimate fighter route? Well, you know what's funny is I don't think – I think everyone's, like, afraid to say no. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone. And then I said, no, because I'm like, I'm not going to go on a reality show with a bunch of dudes and just wait in a house all day and fight each other and try to make. And it's just weird because like all these guys want to be buddy, buddy and friends with each other. And it's like our my mentality, my whole life and our mentality is like, I don't want to be friends with any of these guys. So why do I want to be in a house for six, eight weeks? knowing I'm going to fight all these guys and be all pissed off and cut weight the whole time. Like, it just didn't sound like my type of thing. And, uh, and then you saw the ultimate fighter fight this weekend. And I was like, I'd smoke both those guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like, that's why exactly why I didn't do it. Um, and yeah, with contender, it's like, I know it wasn't a great fight, but I'm like, I'm fighting a guy who was reached the heavyweight limit. What did you want me to do? Like, what? Did, <laughs> and crazy. same with like my last two fights. I'm like, these guys are all eight. No first round finisher guys. And I'm like, do people just want me to stand right in front of them and just, go trade for trade. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. I'm trying to 
get to the top, you know? And, uh, yeah, people are funny, man. It's just, it's weird. That was a weird experience. Cause I'm like, I, th- I thought I did him a favor or not a favor, but like I fought this guy on two weeks notice, a heavyweight. And then I don't get the contract. You know, I get the ultimate fighter thing. And I was like, it was like kind of like a backhanded like compliment. Yes. It was very bizarre. Were you worried yeah. that by saying no, you'd, you know, get put on ice or something like that? Yeah. I, I kind of was for a minute. Cause it, it it was hard because I was going to like either take fights on short notice and these weird little promotions. And it's like, do I risk it and gamble it? Yeah. Or do I just keep waiting? You know, and I just kept waiting and waiting and it, eventually it all worked out. But uh, it was kind of scary for a little bit. Cause I'm like, for like five, six months, I'm like, well, what do I do? Cause I, I'm not going to fight an easy guy. Cause I just fought on contender. Right. So you're probably going to give me a UFC guy who just got cut or something. And I was going to probably have to fight one of those guys. And I'm like, well, that would suck if I lost, right. you know? Of course. Not thinking I'm going to lose, but um, that was kind of my mentality. I was like, that would be a fucking bummer. But it, eventually it worked out, you know? Yeah. So uh, I think you made the right call. By the way, uh, how was your eye? I couldn't help but notice when you took off the glasses. Yeah, I, I sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, dude, the worst part is I get like, like when I wake up, it's so dry and I, like, I feel like dry skin around it and I can't really get anything out of it, you know what I'm saying? But it's all good. It's okay. uh. It'll be good in like a week or two, hopefully. Get back to training and get back on the high horse, you know? Are you happy with your performance on Saturday? Yeah, dude. I think I did everything better than him. I thought I won all three rounds except the knee. Um, I just took a bad shot, but I felt like I was outboxing him. I kicked him. Um, On the ground, I was, you know, just – I broke the record for most takedowns, if you ask me. Um, I control him. I did everything – I just had to be careful because after I got cut, I just couldn't, the blood's just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? My eye the whole time. So I couldn't see. So I was like, do I risk it and kind of play it on my feet or do I just try to go the safe route? And I'm like, you know, this guy's too dangerous to just, you know, fuck around with, <laughs> you know, he just knocks everybody dead. So why do that? Like, it, is, it is a crazy thing in our sport. Like even Strickland got this a little bit in the main event. They're like, Oh, it's boring. And I get it. It's entertainment for us at home. But you guys are still in there with another human being. You have to do the smartest thing to win a yeah. fight at the end of the day because there is such a big gap between winning and losing, and you can take a step back. And so that's why, unless it's like a total du- – like it, it kind of drives me nuts when people are, you know, ragging, let's say, on you. Oh, that was – you know, you were wrestling too much. Like the, the name of the game is to get the W and not to stand yeah. there like a, like a dummy and get punched and then get knocked out or get cut up. So yeah. I wouldn't listen to any of the – the hate that you made. I don't. I think it's hilarious. I kind of just go through comments, and I said, my mom and my mom sends me the most comments out of anyone, like the most <laughs> negative stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, she'll just laugh, and she'll kind of like play with me, like make it as like an inside joke. You know what I'm saying? And be like, "Oh, you're boring, Nick." Da, 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 oh, and just start man. laughing. And but like it's little banner, but it's like tough love. It's good because you need it for this sport. Because sure. people are brutal. The MMA fans are brutal. <laughs> They're assholes. You know what I'm saying? Most of them are assholes. They they love you on Monday and hate you on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's it's all good though. Yeah, it's just it's it's something I'm used to. I don't mind it. You know, being with Nate and Nick too. If people already hate them, they're already gonna hate me. Yeah, it's just how it's built in. It's just the system, you know. Um, by the way, it's all good. Though. Could you hear Nate in the fight? Yeah, you know what's funny? I heard him in the back each round, and each round he got closer and closer. <laughs> and eventually, in the third round, he was damn near in the cage with me. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" Like him, mean, he's about to hop in and fight this fool for me. You know, uh, it was cool. Um, Gilbert was there too. Uh, 
Gilbert Melendez. He's a really good, uh, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you know Gilbert, he's a really good coach though. He's like a, he might not even be a better coach than he is fighter. He he's so like detailed with everything and breakdowns, man. He's a, I like Gilbert a lot in scrap pack there. They're yep. a great team. A great analyst as well, man. You got a lot of OGs looking after you. I mean, it's a pretty special pretty group. Pretty lucky. That, yeah, man. Uh, and I know you appreciate that. It's uh, it's an amazing thing. So in your mind, like, is I saw something pop up on TMZ. You want Hamza next? I mean, I don't think, I think he's booked. But did you say that today? You wanted Hamza? Yeah, because, well, it's just funny because everyone, he's literally called out everyone in the middle way in the welterweight division and no one's saying anything. It's like, someone's got to say something. Yeah. Like, he can't just walk up. Or like I said, die trying. He's walking over everybody in the whole division. He's literally talking over everybody and nobody's saying a thing. And it's just like, how are you just going to let him say that the whole time? He's literally, I see him call out everybody every single day. And I'm like, is anyone going to say anything to him? You know, it's just like everyone, I, I know he's a good fighter, but it's like, I mean, at least try, is someone going to try to beat him? You know what I mean? It's just, it's funny to me how the MMA world, it, they're all athletes, it seems like. No mm. one's like a fighter fighter anymore. Everyone's like an athlete now. Mm. So they don't really have that mentality of like, oh, I'll fight that guy. They're like, oh, I'll let this guy pass me. And then I'll, maybe I'll fight the guy next to him or something like that. It's just funny how the game works nowadays. It's not how it used to be, So you, in you, my opinion. So you would take that fight. You would be down. You think you're ready for that? Hell yeah. Why not? <laughs> By the I'm way, trying. I feel like uh, I feel like you've heard this, and I say it with the utmost respect. You, you've heard that you sound exactly like you're a Diaz brother, right? Like, that's NorCal. Okay, that's that NorCal okay. slang. <laughs> no, I've always talked like this. Is we everyone talks like this? No, it's I, just a Nor- no one really comes from NorCal mm-hmm. like us. You know what I'm saying? Not make it to the UFC, so I don't think people really hear people. So we just associate you know it with the Diaz brothers. Oh, yeah, but everyone's just, like, talks like this because we don't understand. It's a NorCal it. accent. Yes, I love it, yeah. man. I love it. I feel like it's, like, their their spirit coming through and yeah. returning to our lives. It's amazing. And, yeah. and uh, I don't mean to sound like anybody. No, no, it's no. just it's an accent. Even your hand movements and stuff remind me of them, which, again, I, I'm saying with the utmost, I love those guys. But okay, it's, it's, it's all great. good. It's yeah, great. <laughs> it's amazing. I love everything about yeah, it. it. Um, Maximov, by the man. way, your, your family is from – Russia, but you're obviously you didn't grow up in Russia. And I thought for a second maybe Russian Jew. Maximov sounded like a Russian Jew. Is there any Russian Jew in you? It is. Yeah. It's a Russian Jewish name. I did the twenty three and me, and that's how I, we knew we were Russian. But the twenty three and me said I was a lot more Jewish actually than I was Spend. almost anything. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, my grand great grandparents came over from Russia, and like I forgot when, but they came over as like doctors or something like that. And then wow. the Arlenians just kicked down and. And whatnot, but yeah, no, it's a pretty cool little history, actually. Man, so, first Jewish member of the uh, the Nick Diaz Academy. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> if you don't, yeah, mind. yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. So, I'll take that and run with that. <laughs> and you say your dad is your hero. Why is your dad your hero? Oh, dude, my dad's kind of taught me how to like be a man and everything. He's kind of taught me a lot about life. A lot of stuff I didn't want to do when I was younger. He kind of just helped me through everything. You know. Um, He's a, whatever his gut feeling says, I usually go with type thing. You know what I'm saying? He's, um, he, he deals with all my stuff. He, he's like my biggest supporter. Yeah. He's a, my dad's the man. Was he at the fight on Saturday? Oh yeah. He's never missed a fight, a wrestling match, a football game. He's one of those guys. Oh really? He he never missed a thing. That is amazing. Yeah. He's a, he's a, oh yeah, dude. He'll uh, take the shirt off his back for me. You know, he, he's that type of guy. Does your mom go too? 
Oh heck no! I put too much. It's too much pressure for her. Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, you know how it is. I, everyone's moms are like they don't want to see their kid get hit yeah, in the yeah. face. You know, I don't blame them. I wouldn't want my kid to fight. You know. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I don't blame her. By the way, was it a trip to go back to the apex? Because that was probably your first time fighting it, right? I mean, since contenders. Yeah, I like. Um, it's cool. I like fighting in. Uh, like the T-Mobile was pretty sweet. Yeah. That was pretty surreal. It, it was even more cool about that. It was Nick's comeback fight. Yeah. So I think that was the coolest part about that whole week. For sure. And the whole camp, I was training with them the whole time, you know? Um, that was pretty surreal. That was pretty crazy. Has he been to the gym recently? <clears throat> Is he training again? Um, He's out and about. He's just doing his thing. I think he's just, you know, uh, enjoying life and uh, just, you know, doing his thing, doing yeah. Nick's stuff. Yeah, you know, he's, he's a character. He's I, a good guy. I saw he's got the big beard now. I, I know, like it. man. Respect. Yeah, it's a different look, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Once for you sure. recognize him. Uh, he's got so, the long hair. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, he looks yeah. like Forrest Gump. Um, <laughs> so perfect world, when do you return? As soon as possible. Hopefully, um, I already talked to the UFC about fighting, so I don't know if I can say anything, but oh, damn. I, uh, probably sooner rather than later. Okay, I love it. Yeah. Hey, man, I wish you the best. I love the, the moment you said no to Ultimate Fighter. I was like, this is my kind of guy. I love this. Tell them what you want. Follow your own path. Create your own path. Uh, continued success to you. Much respect. Big win on Saturday. I thought it was crazy that you were the underdog. You proved everyone who thought that uh, right. And I, I, I hope to see you uh, continuing to climb the ladder there at 185. Thanks for coming yeah. on. And, and thanks for doing this. I know you had to change your travel a little bit to do this. So I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. All good. Thank you so much for having me, Ariel. I really right. appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon, yeah. Nicholas. All right. Take care. Good, there he is, you. Nicholas Maximov, a uh, rising star in the middleweight division. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a product of the Nick Diaz Academy. Academy Army, tomato, tomato, 2 0 now in the UFC. Uh, had a decision win over Cody Brundage back in September and then uh, defeated Puna Soriano. And I like Puna a lot, but I just thought, given his style, and uh, he's not your typical, you know, Diaz Academy product in that. He, uh, you know, he's got some strong wrestling. He's got a great wrestling base, can strike as well, but knows how to use his wrestling to his advantage. I really thought that uh, this was a good matchup for him. And so much respect to him. And uh, they're very high on him. You see Nathan there in the front row at all. I mean, he's always at his fights, guiding him, talking him up. It's cool to see. So congrats to him and uh, hope he heals up very quickly and we'll see him back in there and uh, props on calling out Hamza it's probably going to be Hamza and Gilbert Burns but props to him for calling him out he's right not a lot of people do that now I'm very excited for our next guest I was trying to think and it's been like three four years if not more since I talked to our next guest and we found out last week he is going to return to action on May 21st at heavyweight to fight Ben Rothwell and I was like man we got to talk to Alex Gustafson again. It has been way too long since I spoke to the Mahler. And so without further ado, let's go all the way to Sweden now and say hello to my old friend, Alex. Alex, long time no speak, my friend. How are you? 
Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great, Alex. Wow. It, you know, I was thinking, I was like, oh, three, four years, maybe even more since I last spoke to you. We used to speak all the time. It's been a long time. Yes, yes. And so when I saw you coming back, I uh, bothered you. I know you love doing the interviews, so I figured I'd bother you uh, once more <laughs> to, uh, to talk to me. And so uh, thank you for doing this. So let's get into it because thank I, you. I was a little surprised, Alex, when I found out you're coming back at heavyweight only because there was talks of you coming back at light heavyweight against Craig. And so I was like, okay, he's going back to 205, but now you're going to heavyweight. So why did you make this decision? I just want to do one more fight in heavyweight just to uh, – to get a really really good feeling uh, of it, I didn't really have the, the the time to feel it when I fought for Doom because the fight went so fast. So I just want to get in there and fight the heavyweights, you know, a little, you know, get get a couple rounds in and get a feeling of it. Okay, so a few months ago there was that talk of you fighting Paul Craig. That that was legit, right? It is, it is. But then I, it's, you know, it's been. Uh, I've been, you know, I walk around maybe two, two forty, two forty-five, and and uh, and then also when I'm, you know, I feel pretty strong, and when I started cutting a lot of weight, you know, I, it wears on my body. Ah, uh, it's, it's been many, many miles on my body, but uh, if I do it properly, I probably will make it, no problem. But uh, this time I did it the wrong way a little bit. So I went down too much and I, and I felt my body sore and I felt like, and I also, even if we had that fight coming up, I still felt that I wanted to do at least a couple rounds in heavyweight just to get a feeling of it, you know? And so like, like now the fight is, uh, what is it in uh, three, a little over three months. Like what do you walk around at? Like you say two, yeah. 240 or something like that? No, 245. Wow. Were you walking around at 245 when you were fighting at lead heavyweight several years ago too? 240. 240. Okay, fair enough. I mean, we get older, right? We get older. One second, sorry. No problem. I'm back. Yes, those are the kids. Um, so, okay. Yes, it is. Uh, Snap time. No, I, I totally understand. So, you, so you're going to stay, stay around at heavyweight. Are, are you done at light heavyweight, you think? Never again? No, uh, no, I'm not saying that. It's just I want to have that this fight done, and I want to fight Ben. I think it's a good matchup. Uh, he's a big, heavy guy, and uh, I just want this fight now, and I take this fight, and uh, we take it from there. I'm not finishing light heavyweight either. I just it's some somewhere in between, but uh, we're having this fight now, and then let's see what's what's gonna happen. You know. After, you know, because like I said, it's been a while. Uh, after the Anthony Smith fight, when you said that you were done fighting, ultimately, what, what was the the reason for that when you felt like you didn't want to do this anymore? It was just uh, so many, it, it was just a lot of, it was a lot of uh, things going on for, the, for that fight. I know we filled an arena, the biggest arena, or, or the second biggest arena we have in Sweden, four o'clock in the night. And it was just a lot of pressure. I think and, and uh, that it was a fight I felt good uh, coming into and uh, and uh, I got caught so it was just a lot of emotions and ultimately when you came back which was the the Verdum fight what was it about the sport or just being away that made you say like okay I want to like how did you go from I'm done to coming back what changed what what led to you changing no I, you know I, at the end of the day, you know, I give it a couple of weeks and I just need to get back to the gym. Uh, th this is what I do. And 
it's nothing you can just stop for one from one night to another, you know. And uh, I'm a very emotionally an emotionally person, you know, and uh, very. And I felt that right away after a fight, uh, and I still feel it, you know, when I lost to Verdum, I just fuck this, I don't want to do this anymore. But then I give it a couple of weeks, and uh, I'm back at the gym. So this is what I do, you know. Mm-hmm. So even in your mind after the Verdum fight, you were like, I'm done. You know, they, I just felt that was, you know, you just get so pissed. I just yeah. say everything to my team and like, I don't, you know, it's, you know, it's a nothing, you know, it was a, it was a, a, a fight that finished early and I didn't have a, a chance to throw, maybe I threw one, two punches and I just like, what, what just happened? He just, you know, he did, he did a good thing. He did, he did the right thing, Verdum, take me down and, and go for the submission and he did it good, but uh, I just want. I just, you know, I want to have a good fight. I want to have a good fight. I want to throw some, some, some combinations and, you know, get into it a little bit more. And and after that, I, after that, I just felt very. Of course, you get disappointed for every fight, basically. So sure. But uh, you know, it's all about winning from now on and forward. I just need to get those Ws. That's all it is. Nothing else. And you know, I'm 35 years old and I got a lot of miles on my body, but uh, I still feel good. I feel fresh. I did. I, I'm doing good at the gym. I'm, I'm injured free and uh, totally free of injuries. I feel, you know, I feel good. I, I felt like that, that I'm, I'm having a good schedule I can follow and, uh, you know, I'm still developing my game and I'm, I'm still working on my stuff and uh, pretty much generally I feel good, you know. I was just about to ask how your body is feeling after all these fights, but it sounds like uh, you're in a good spot. So that is... That is very good. You know, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about as well was those two fights that you had in the middle of the night in Sweden. Do you regret agreeing to that? Like, is that just weird to fight in the middle of the night for you? Because you had the Rumble fight, you had the Anthony Smith fight. Do you, do you feel like... Uh, 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 no, re- no, no, no. It, 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 was, it was good matchups. And, and uh, we were, you know, I felt good, uh, you know, coming into that fight. So I don't I don't regret any, any of that. I just... It wasn't just my night and... Uh, <clears throat> You know, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty tough to fight at home, but at the same time, I love it. I love the crowd. Win or lose, you go in there and, and you battle, and you have your home crowd behind you, and uh, you know they support me in, in in wins and in losses. So I don't regret regret it at all. You know, I still think you got screwed with the John Jones rematch. Do you regret <laughs> that one? Do you think about that one a lot? No, not not so much actually. It's really? uh, a fight is a fight. You know, it comes down to it. A fight is a fight. Even if it was in Vegas, LA, it doesn't. But they you know, changed was, the whole location. Fight. fight week. I mean, that's all. That's crazy. This in retrospect. They did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. But you know, I was in. I was. I was in Vegas. I was there, and I was ready. You know, it would be a different thing if they put the fight in. I don't know, but it was still in. You know, uh, on the on the on the on the right on the right coast of America. So it was all good. All right. Um, well, you're you're a bigger man than I am. Uh, they they did induct the first fight that you had with John into the Hall of Fame back in, in yeah, the fall. Did. Congratulations! My, I think it's the greatest fight in UFC history. To be honest with you, um, I appreciate that. Thank you. You weren't there. Uh, was it because of COVID that you didn't come over, or was there a different reason? Yeah, it was the COVID thing. It's uh, you know. I need to apply for for visa and stuff like that. It was just, it's just a, a, a really it's, it's a pretty big uh, thing for me to to just uh, get clearance to come over. You know. Okay. So we didn't have the time for it. What, did that mean anything to you? I mean, like, how did you feel when you found out they were going? Of course, that? of course. It's a 
It did. It's a, it's a, it was a milestone in, in my career, and I was always, I will always, uh, you know, wherever I go, I will have that fight with me. And uh, I went from basically, even if I lost that fight, uh, I went from basically a, a, peop- a fight that no one really actually didn't know anything about to, to become a pretty big. Uh, name in, in the sport so a lot of things happened for me that night that i'm very grateful for you know and uh yeah so that fight means a lot that part that uh, uh to get there with john uh with the big guys it's uh it's a big honor for me when's the last time you watched that fight have you watched it recently no it was a it was a while ago okay uh, I've seen it so many. I've seen it so many yeah, times. So I bet you know, it's uh, I, you know I, I know every round of it. So, <laughs> As someone asked me last week on the show, was there ever a time when you spoke to someone before a fight and they had a confidence, and everyone around you was kind of saying like, "Oh, this guy is speaking so confidently," but no one thinks he's actually going to win, and then he went on to shock everyone. And I and I said you that week in Toronto. I remember talking to you that week in Toronto, and you were so confident, and everyone was dismissing you like you were just like a tune-up fight for John. And then while watching the fight, we're like, yeah. "Holy crap! This guy knew something that we didn't." <laughs> Um, so I know you. I know you didn't ultimately win the fight, but it's like the closest thing to a victory. I feel like even when you look back on the fight, you look back with fondness, right? Because of the fact that you shocked yeah. so many people. Yeah. Now it was an it was an amazing night, and uh, I'll never forget it. The, the feeling, the the emotions you had after that fight, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was just it was, it was a big thing for me. Any truth to the rumor that you're moving up to heavyweight so that you could fight John at heavyweight? <coughs> I don't even know if he's fighting again, is he? <laughs> I don't know either. I don't think anyone knows, to be honest. I mean, uh, there's a lot of tweeting, but uh, we don't know about the fighting. You think he fights at heavyweight? I think he's going to fight. I think he's going to come come back and fight at heavyweight. He's, it seems like he's working out and he's doing his, uh, uh, you know, his strength and he's lifting some weights and stuff. And, you know, he looks heavy to me. Yes. So I think he'll probably come back in heavyweight. You think he has success at heavyweight? Hard to say. You know, it's a it's a different breed of fighters. They are heavier. They punch harder. It's it's hard to say, man. It's a, it's a bit different kind of animals to deal with. Right. They're you, heavier. Do you have any kind of relationship with him? To John? Yeah. No, no. I don't know if you guys DM. We're just sharing a fight. No, oh, two fights. No, no, not no, not really. No. no. Okay. They just had two fights. That's it. All yeah. right. Yeah, I know there's a bond that is created. You know, Hall of Fame. I don't know if you guys were secretly friends behind the scenes or, or anything like that. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. no. Um, I'll probably say hi to him if I see him. But that's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Uh, you opened a gym recently in Spain. We're working on it right now. Yeah, and we we just uh, at the end of the we're gonna open it any any time now. So. It's uh, it's been it's been a lot of things to to do here on the on the side, not just the, the fighting part, but we have a lot of things going on, and we got that gym in Spain, and it looks amazing. It's a, it's a big place, and uh, I believe it's going to be a pretty big thing. Why Spain? Uh, why Spain? I think it's it's just happened. We got some really good contacts there. We got this. Opportunity on this, uh, this, this 
big building we, we're working on now and uh, it's a pretty good place to be in, in Europe. It's very, you know, it, it's it's in a, in a good spot. It's it's in Spain. It's not far from anything or, or, or anything. You know, it's, it's easy for, for other guys from different countries to come in and to train. We got uh, we got basically everything down there. You got the sun, you got the beach, you got yeah. uh, on the winter time it's just really summer. On the summertime there it's it's pretty hot and uh, it's it's an amazing place, you know, close to the beach. Um, and for me to go from door to door, it's about five hours to go. Okay, so it's not far at all. Uh, and will this be an All Stars gym there or your own gym? All Stars. Okay. We're going All Stars. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Man. But All Stars is my gym. So. I know, I know. I mean, are you the yeah. are you the sole owner of All Stars? Yeah, I am. Oh, yeah. really? When did that has that always yeah. been the case? Pretty much, yeah. It's me and it's my coach Andreas Michael. Yes, we're doing it together, and also my my one of my best friends and my my colleague and my partner in crime, uh, Maiji Chamas. Maiji, yes, you know Maiji, yeah, of course, of course. Legend. So we're three. We we'll, we're doing everything. We're doing everything together. So okay, okay. From the uh, start, you know. I I, I yes, I, I knew I knew that uh, obviously it was your gym, your home. I didn't know that you actually were one of the owners of it. So my apologies. And, yeah, I am. And you guys are killing it lately, of course. I'm sure everyone loves to talk to you about Hamzat. Could I ask you when's yeah. the first time you you met him? When was that? You know, I don't really, really remember, you know, what exactly, you know, when and where. And he just popped up to the gym and uh, he, did, he did his thing there. And, uh, yeah, we all were like, were you like holy crap? Is guy? Who is this guy? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. He's <laughs> it, like a, it's like, he's like a, no, he's a, he's a welterweight kind of guy, but he's like a heavyweight, strong as a heavyweight, fast like a lightweight. Crazy. How many years ago yeah, was that? It's great. I mean, I don't, the years just flying yeah. by, but a couple of years, we were pretty, we have, I saw a picture not long ago of us too, and we were pretty young, both of us. So, right. a couple of years at least. And did you realize right away this guy was, spe- like, you, you knew from the first time you were in there with him that this guy has something special? Yeah, you know, yeah, I did. And I felt like he, but he 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 was missing a lot of tools. Uh, um, he he was a, he always been a great wrestler, good wrestler, good good freestyle wrestler, <clears throat> very strong, fast, and very flexible. Uh, it makes him really good as a wrestler. And <clears throat> and uh, but that was basically it in the beginning. And then he just everything just you know. Went, went very fast and he just developed like his striking game his grappling game and you know he works harder than than i ever worked i think right now he's he's doing five stations a day at least five yeah at Holy least smokes i'm telling you this guy doesn't this guy doesn't have anything else than the gym wow <laughs> and uh and, and fighting that's that's what that's what he eats sleeps and doing all day long it's crazy you know i in my in my in my prime, yeah. Uh, if I allowed to say that, in my prime, I, you know, when I fought John and those guys back in the days, I, I did three sessions a day. I right. did three, and I sparred like I did twenty rounds every sparring. I conditioned like my condition was crazy, but this guy, he outworks me. Wow, it's crazy. Five. Um, he doesn't get tired. And so now that you're a heavyweight, he's a welterweight. Obviously, he fights at middleweight too. Do you, do you spar with him? 
Yeah, I do. Wow. I better keep I better keep my hands up. Really? Hits, I'm not kidding. He, he you know, he hits hard. <laughs> you know, it's it's he has this thing that is he's fast and he very good precision, very good. So he doesn't need a lot of power to just knocks people up because his precision is very, you know, he, he knows what he's aiming at and hits every time. Mm. So you be you you have to be, you know, I, I play sport with a lot of guys who just laughing and joking around and having a good time. But this guy, you know, when he comes to sport, it comes to sport. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, if it's me or if it's another guy, he just goes. So during that period where he was maybe considering leaving the sport, he was frustrated. He wasn't feeling well. Did you help him? Did you guide him? You, you know how difficult mentally this sport can be. And obviously he was dealing with something specific he was not feeling well, but I, I was wondering if you were kind of like a mentor to him and trying to tell him to take his time because he has so <clears> much <throat> potential, right? I mean, everyone thinks he's going to become a champion someday. Um, were you helping him during that difficult period? I think we all did our parts, you know, in, in the gym, in the team. Uh, we're like a family. As soon as, if I got a, you know, I still have some issues sometimes and I got the team coming up and also Hamza is, is we, we're there for, for, for each other. So we all did our part to help him out. And, uh, and uh, he's a very, he's a guy with a lot of emotions and uh, a lot of like feelings and, and stuff. He's, he's a pretty sensitive guy. And, and uh, so you have to like, you know, we all are different species, you know. So, you know, we help each other out as in different ways as much as we can, you know. Hamzat a sensitive guy? I didn't think he was a sensitive guy. He is. He He's is. like a killer not, out there. Not no emotions. Not right. when he sports and when he fights, but outside of the, the of the of the field, he's a very you know a good guy, Gen- a genuine guy. Takes care. We take take care of the guys at the gym. You know, he had been living at the gym. He makes sure everyone has a has a good staying there, and uh, yeah, he's a good guy. Does he ask you for a lot? Of, like now with the path that he's on, it seems like maybe he's fighting Gilbert next, and after that, you're probably fighting for the belt. Like, are you are you helping in his in his growth as a fighter? Since you've been there, done that, you're you're the leader of the team, you're the veteran. I'm wondering, like, how how much investment you are putting in his career? <clears throat> well, we, you know, I, I help him if he needs my, you know. I, I, I see stuff. I see some stuff. I try to give some input in, but uh, I'm not trying to interfere too much either because uh, he wants to do his, you know, I'm not his coach. I mean, right. I'm, his, uh, I'm, his, I'm his training partner, his friend, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I, I make sure that, uh, you know, the coaches, they, you know, I know and I'm very I'm 100% confident that they, they do what needs to be done when it comes to his training. Uh, I'm tra- I'm just trying to be there as a as a some you know support when it comes to you know sometimes it's just like a you know crazy shit going on inside of you you know feelings thoughts big fights coming up big crowds big arenas uh, so I'm just trying to be there as a friend if he needs my help I'm always there uh, whenever he needs it you know how many more years do you want to fight for Alex uh, a couple of more a couple more yeah. And then when you're done, as long as my body allows it, what do you think you'll do when you're actually really done? Probably out in the in the wilderness hunting with my dogs and take my my family out and living on the land. I don't know. That's that's where you're truly the happiest. Something peaceful, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, hundred percent.
outside? Uh, on the countryside. That's right. what I you know, love to be. And, and if there's a new, you know, there's so many new fans that I feel like every year the sport keeps growing. Like you versus John, the first one, 2013, I feel like it was 100 years ago. I can't imagine how you feel about it. If someone wanted to, like, prime Alex, your favorite fight, your favorite moment, what would you say it is? If, you, if a new fan wanted to go back and see you at your best, the, the, the fight, that, the moment that, you know, means the most to you that you look back with the most fondness, at least for now. There's well, many I great got... moments to come, but at least for now, what do you think? For now, I will say the first of all is must be my debut when I when I knocked Jared Hammond out in in, in was it in Manchester? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was uh, you know it was my first fight in the UFC. I knocked him out, and I think it was fifty seconds or something. <clears throat> it's a really good, uh, really good uh, moment in my in my career, and also when I fought uh, I fought the first time uh, in Sweden uh, at the Globe. I fought uh, Thiago. Uh, not what what's it called now? Thiago Silva. Silva, yeah, in the main event. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, John Jones and Glover Teixeira also in in my hometown. That was amazing. I honestly thought after the Glover yeah. fight, I thought Glover was done after that fight. Like the the beating that he took against you was so bad. Does it blow your mind that he's yeah. champion now? It's amazing to see. Yeah. He's a tough dude, man. He's a really tough dude. <laughs> Did it give you inspiration when it's you saw impress- that? It's very impressive. I saw the fight. It's very impressive. It's just like, uh, you know, he's a beast. He's a beast. And, you know, he, it's not only me, you know, this, you know, he, he got a pretty tough beating against John too. Mm-hmm. And a couple of guys and he just comes back. Like he has a, he has a, you know, he just goes one direction. He doesn't care. And it's impressive to see. And now he has the belt, so all all respect to him. I'm sure that kind of gave you a little bit of a push, right? It's some inspiration. This guy could come back, win the title. He's, he is an inspiration, yeah, of course. How old is he? 40, 41? 40, 42? I, yeah, 41, I think, off the top of my head. It's amazing to see. And it's, it's, it's a very, it's a lot of inspiration for me to see and to see him succeed like that and uh, it's crazy. It's amazing to see. I, I was wrong, by the way. 42. He's 42. So he's even older. He's 42. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. So, okay. So crazy. last thing. So for you, uh, you say a couple more years. You are you are going to return May 21st against Ben Rothwell. Big boy Ben Rothwell. Wow. What a size difference there. Yeah. That is a, that is a large, large man. But I like the matchup he's for you. He's a big dude. Yeah. But your days of fighting at 205 aren't over. To let everyone know, we're not done. Aren't over yet, it's just this fight in heavyweight now, and we take it from there. I got all my my, my eyes are on, on Ben right now. My focus is on Ben. I know he's a pioneer of the sport. He has like 50 fights, and uh, it's going to be a, a great fight. I can't wait to get step in there again, and, and it's been too long now, and uh, just to, to perform and, and get those Ws, get those wins back, and take it from there, and... Let's see if it goes light or we go heavy. Let's see what happens. And is it Apex, this one? Don't know. Don't, don't know. know. I know it's in Vegas, but I don't know where. That's a small cage for two big guys. <clears throat> it is. <laughs> but uh, I know it's going to be on top of me, but I'm not going to allow it, though. Okay. Uh, well, great to catch up with you, Alex. I really appreciate the time. Like I said, uh, I know you don't love these interviews, but uh, anytime we get to talk to you, it's always nice. It reminds me of the good old days. And I'm I happy love that talking to you, Ariel. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm happy that you're back and feeling good. And I wish you the best May 21st against Ben Rothwell. Thank you so much.
Appreciate that. Thank you, my friend. All Thank right. You. All the best. There he is, Alex Gustafson, Alexander Gustafson, the mauler, uh, who is returning May 21st at heavyweight. And so there was some talk that he was going to return at light heavyweight against uh, Paul Craig a few months ago. And uh, that was back in September, but uh, Gustafson uh, withdrew. And now he says he's healthy, he's good to go, and he's going to fight Big Ben Rothwell. Wow. How about that? And in case you want to write him off and say that he is done, remember, back in May of 2017... He viciously knocked out Glover Teixeira in the fifth round. Remember that finishing sequence? It was like three straight uppercuts. Bang, bang, bang. And he knocked him out. Coincidentally, that's Alex's last loss. After that, he went to fight uh, John Jones for the second time, December of 2018, which was a crazy, 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 crazy story. Remember, they were supposed to fight T-Mobile Arena some irregularity with John's uh, pre-fight drug test, so they moved it to Inglewood. Fought for the vacant light heavyweight title. John wins via third round KO. Comes back, fights Anthony Smith. Huge win for Anthony Smith. Submits him after the loss to John Jones for Anthony Smith. A lot of people, including Anthony, didn't want to, you know, didn't want to see him return so soon. He took the fight. Remember that whole story, and then he came back. Two summers ago, amazingly, and uh, I can't believe July 2020 is now almost two years ago. Where is the time going? He moved up to heavyweight and fought Verdum in Abu Dhabi and lost in two and a half minutes via submission. So this is a big one. This is a big opportunity for... Alexander Gustafson to get back on track and to get back on track, excuse me, and that All-Stars team is doing really well right now, of course, with Hamzad doing his thing. And Hamzad and uh, Gilbert Burns were going back and forth. Is Has there been a fight that has lasted this long in terms of the back and forth? Like, they both seem to want it. April 9th, April 9th, April 9th, April 9th, April 9th, April 9th. I love the fight. Who doesn't love the fight? Massive respect for Gilbert, you know, taking this fight. Amazing. Massive respect for uh, Hamzad as well. But I feel like every few days we get April 9th, April 9th, April 9th, April 9th, April 9th. April 9th. Like what's, what's taking so long, guys? We found out April 9th is going to be in Jacksonville. So we can stop talking about that. We don't know where the May pay-per-view is going to be because it was supposed to be in uh, Brazil, but they moved it. May 21st, I reported last week, is going to be headlined by Holly Holm versus Caitlin Vieira. A lot of you didn't seem to like that fight, if I'm being honest. I don't know why you didn't like it. Maybe because it's the headliner? I actually think it's a good fight in the 135-pound division, but a lot of you didn't seem to like it at all. Um, In any event, in a matter of moments, we're going to be joined by, I believe, Anthony Showtime Pettis. Anthony has a big week coming up. Uh, 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 uh. A lot going on for him. Let me just... First ever Showtime FC event this Friday in Lakeland, Florida. It's his own event, his own promotion. 
He also has his own management company, Showtime Management. Pettis making some big moves. Became a dad again. Back in the PFL. There's a lot to talk to Anthony Pettis about. Without further ado, let's go back to the uh, Zoom machine and say hello to the one and only Anthony Showtime Pettis. There he is. What's up, Anthony? Joining us in beautiful Hawaii. That does not look like uh, Milwaukee. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Definitely not Milwaukee. Um, How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. I saw, you know, your your guy Damien hit me up to, you know, have you on. Big week for you. I was happy, but then I saw that you were in Hawaii. I was like, this is really early in Hawaii. Is that cool with Anthony? But I guess you're a dad now, so you wake up early these days. You're a dad again. Oh, yeah. We, we wake up. We, she wakes up at like 5 a.m. now, man. So, yeah. yeah, I'm up early. How did you feel about going back to, uh, you know, the diapers and everything? Because, you know, I know you were a dad already, but, you know, to go all the way back to the beginning, how was that for you? To rewind the tape. Yeah, it's it's different this time around, man. Technology definitely changed. Like these cameras, <laughs> these these breathing machines that tells you the, the baby's breathing. Like it's definitely different this time around. But now it's a, uh, it's it's cool, man. It reminded me of like that love that I had when I first saw my first daughter. Like that that that, that you know, as dads know what I'm talking yes. about. But once you see your child, like it reminds you of that and just it brought me back to that moment again. And um, you know, it feels good to be doing it again. I saw a video that you posted of uh, I believe it's your daughter, like sucking on your cauliflower ear or like (laughs) chewing on it that's crazy man does she do that a lot all the time it's weird like every time i'm holding her especially on on this side it's like my right ear that's the only one i got cauliflower on right she's on this side she like looks at it she goes she goes right at it it must feel good on the the teething yeah yeah yeah. do do you feel anything when she does that no man the ear is like pretty much done there's nothing no feeling in that ear at all even when i get haircuts the barber can't even like push his ear down wow that is wild. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, I'm very, very, very happy for you and happy that the baby is doing well. Like I said, a lot going on in your life. So uh, let's yeah. go in order here. Showtime FC, debut event this Friday in Lakeland, Florida. You're going to be on Fight Pass as well. Why did you want to start your own promotion? Yeah, I already, I, well, actually, this was going to happen uh, last year, actually, in October. We were supposed to do it in Wisconsin, but everything with COVID um, just slowed everything down, man. It just made everything, you know, take a pause. Um, probably for the better part for me, you know, there's a lot to work on with these fight shows. It's not as easy as everybody uh, thinks it is or, or you know, that it looks, I guess, that right. these shows make it look like. So, um, yeah, um, I, I think, uh, you know, just having my management company, all of the fighters that I had in Milwaukee that I saw up and coming myself, you know, I used to fight in like corner bars, people smoking in the rooms. That's how I got my chance at the UFC and WC and, you know, where I'm at now. So kind of just for me, it's like just giving these guys a, a platform that can, um, show these bigger organizations what the local and the, the regional talent looks like. And um, now I'm definitely going for the, the best of the best, not just like the guy who sells the most tickets or who has the biggest fan following at that stage. Now I'm bringing in guys from all over the place, even for this first card. So your goal for 2022, how many, how many shows do you want to put on? Um, four to five. Depending on uh, just depending on scheduling, I got my PFL tournament as well that I'm still yeah. doing. So I got that comes first. Um, we're sneaking this one in there to, to start with. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of got the year planned out. I got a great team of, of you know, people that were in the industry that I made friends with that I like the way they operate, that, that they perform and, you know, in this, in this side of the, the industry. So um, I got a good team behind me. Last time we spoke, we spoke about the management company. I want to ask you about that as well. But, you know, doing this, the promotion, the management, was this always the goal for you when you got into MMA that eventually you do all this stuff? Or was there something mid-career recently where you're like, I want to transition into this world? Because not everyone does this, obviously. No, I think, um, you know, having my little brother you know, behind me and, and him following in my footsteps and me guiding his career gave me a lot of um, experience in this on this side. And also now I've been in this since the beginning. You know, I've seen 
I've seen the merger from the WC to the UFC, UFC to WME to where it's at now. And, and, you know, PFL, Bellator, one FC uh, coming in um, from affliction days, you know, from all, all these shows, yeah. you know, so I'd like to see, uh, to have that experience and to know, um, you know, what, what works and what doesn't work. And I'm, I'm really looking not to compete on that big level. I'm going to the regional level to show these, to the big shows. Like these are whoever wins my championship belt. These are the nice guys that are aligned for their shot at the big show. So would it be fair, and I say this with respect, like to sort of compare Showtime FC or at least what you want it to become like sort of like an LFA? Yeah, no, definitely not. It's definitely respectful. When I look at like LFA, even all the local local shows, like the guys that are operating on the more professional level that give these, these, these low, these, these athletes that are trying to make their way to the top, you know, these bigger organizations, um, give them that platform. And I think, you know, even with UFC Fight Pass, giving them, uh, the fans' opportunity to see that that journey, like you know, there's really no place to watch the uh, MMA athlete make their way to the big shows. You know, the, the UFC Fight Pass came around, and now you can kind of see a little glimpse into that. But I think it's going to get you know further and further along, just like these bigger other organizations. So, what's this uh, Showtime Kick bonus? They have to actually pull off the Showtime <laughs> Kick. Yeah, we're still working that out, man. So I was talking with my team, and I'm like, yeah, I want to make this fun. And uh, now, obviously, my fighting style speaks for itself. Showtime, my, my style, everybody knows I put on a show. So with my matchmaker, we're trying to make it exciting and, and trying to make it my own. So I think, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put some bonuses in there um, for these athletes that can you know land some 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 fun things or something that makes it uh, interesting. So I'm not gonna get into the details yet because I don't know exactly how I'm gonna play the structure out. I don't want to say something that's wrong, but. Yeah. Uh, the first fight show will have a fun fight uh, structure bonus. Showtime kick will definitely be one of the bonuses, <laughs> probably the top bonus. That is amazing. Um, how many? So how many fight on this first card on Friday? How many fights? We're gonna have five on uh, Fight Pass, but we're we're we're, we're hoping we, we had ten scheduled, but we'll see what what falls off and what goes on. COVID's just messing, man. It's really hard with COVID. I mean, honestly, yeah. right now it's probably the hardest time for the fight promotions to make these fights happen. Right, right. And uh, I think you just signed someone recently, like a Brazilian prospect that you were very excited about. I saw on your Instagram. Yeah killer man yeah i have he's not fighting on this first card but yeah i mean we got we got we got even like a we were talking about the management company but scotty uh stockman one of my first guys he actually came and tried out in milwaukee um drove in and and you know got picked up by my team he's fighting on the pfl contender series coming up in march so it's cool to see all this coming around full circle i mean that happened a year ago and he's already like you know one, one of our guys two of our guys are, are two steps away from wow. the big show we we purposely went to, to the guys that really had no fights. Now I, I signed a lot of guys that just had no experience that just had a hunger that had some skill and, you know, see who made it a year later. Um, you know, we, I think we signed like 82 guys and there's probably like 16 to 20 left that actually made it all the way through that are getting opportunities now. Wow. So how many guys do you have under the Showtime management group? Uh, about 48. Oh, actually 52 as of wow. today. 52? Yeah. And they're all over talent wise. You know, there's not, there's not guys that are like, you know, we're not, we're not we didn't go up for like sure. guys in the UFC, Bellator, PFL. We're trying to get guys that are up and coming, um, especially with my fight show in place. Now we have a place for, to showcase our talent. Um, just all, it all just makes sense. Wow. Okay. And, and so some of the, like not everyone who fights for Showtime FC is under no, that not team, at all, right? Not. Okay. Yeah. No, we're, we're looking for, I mean, we're, 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 we're putting, sparely putting our guys on our cards right now we're definitely like right now i'm trying to make the, the best fights for the fans that are watching ufc fight pass you know the, the guys that are relevant right now and that are knocking on that door and uh just curious because when i think of showtime obviously i think of milwaukee uh and yep. i know you said october was the plan to do it in milwaukee why did you choose lakeland florida for the first show i think because i mean well florida is honestly the easiest place to put a show on yeah, right now right. and uh it, that's where all the the, the the leagues are going in florida right um we had uh we had the arena set up for October in Milwaukee. Um, I was in the Panther Arena, where uh, the college right, right right across the street from the the um 
Pfizer form, the, the, the new arena. Yeah. Um, but just with the COVID protocols and our, their, the vaccines and everything, like it was just hard to, to put a show together and make it profitable, not even profitable, just sustainable right. to do another one. So we had to pull it back and you know, Florida was the place to go. Is this more expensive than you thought it was going to be? Uh, most definitely. Yeah, I'm funding this one, you know, all out of pocket of my own. But I mean, I hired, wow. I hired, you know, professionals that I, like I said, like guys that I came, that I crossed paths with and I, I saw their shows and I saw what they did. Um, but yeah, it's definitely more expensive than I thought it would be just based on um, everything, man. Like, you know, it, I see all this talk about fighter pay right now. And, it, and it's just weird to see when a budget's made for a fight show, how much of it's geared towards fighter pay, even at this level of, yeah. of fighting to see how much is uh, uh, available for fighter pay. And it's just, you know, the, 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 with, without that budget and that business flowing, there's no platform for these fighters to actually fight. So, you know, I, I see both sides of it right now. I'm, I'm seeing both sides of it. Yeah. And so in addition to all of this, you're still fighting, obviously, and you're going to be a part of the PFL season 155, yes? Correct. Uh, when you think back to last year with the PFL, how, how do you feel about last year? I was horrible, man. I think, I mean, now that I'm talking about seasons, like I can talk about my, my season. Last season was probably the worst season I ever had. You know, like I, I didn't know what to expect, you know, coming from the, the format that I fought on, which was like, I right, take a fight, take my time off as much as I need to get my body right. And then get back into a camp fight again. Um, and I know it was my, it was my timeline. Whereas in the PFL, you, you take your fight, you got eight weeks to get ready for the next one, eight weeks to get ready for the next one, no matter what happens in the fight. So strategically, I came in there trying to be, you know, showtime and do these cartwheel kicks and all these like crazy things against the first first fight. Um, and it didn't play in my, you know, in my favor. You know, I, I almost caught him, but I lost all three rounds pretty much. And then, uh, you know, the second fight I go in there and fight in Haush, you know, the champ, the guy who just won. Um, I really focused on boxing because the canvas in the PFL was like super slippery. I was slipping every time I threw a high kick or I threw any kind of kick. So like I never fought in that kind of canvas well that style of canvas for a long time you know I've, I've been fighting on that the uh ufc canvas for a while but for my whole career pretty much I, I i was used to that it's a lot of new things that happened but i think the biggest thing was the format just just not not having that time in between fights to bounce back and get your body right to jump back in there um you know it was uh it was different for me so this time around i kind of understand that you know, all the uh, bulk of your training has to be done at the front end and the fights have to be strategically planned out you know like my mm. first fight i can't go out there. I, it, if i don't get the knockout i better make sure my body's healthy so i can get into this next fight eight weeks later and, and feel you know the way i should be feeling for a fight i feel like this is a silly question to ask someone who has done it all in this sport but like there was a lot of buzz about you coming over there the face of the promotion all that stuff did any of that get to you yes all of it got to me really i'm telling you it was, the, 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 the biggest thing that got to me would be the quarantine so we got we had to go there and, and stay there 17 days you know, yeah. inside this little bubble that they made for us, which was dope. I mean, the bubble was amazing. Whatever they, they spent a lot of money on that setup for us to, mm -hmm. to, to be, you know, make sure the tournament can play on. But sitting in that hotel room and away from my family, my girl was about to give birth, you know, it was just like a lot of that play that was like, didn't made me not want to be mentally there in that hotel room. Like it kind of felt like I was in jail. I'm like, bro, like if this is how jail feels, I'd, yeah. I'd never want to go to jail. Like <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I can't, I can't deal with it. So like doing both of those quarantines, you know, it was like mentally, it made me, it gave me time to think about everything. It was, uh, it was nerve wracking. So by the end, you're probably like, just, you just want to get the hell out of there, right? Like 17 days is a freaking lot, man. Holy smokes. I had my, I had my bags packed before the fight, even before fight week wow. even started. You know, I had all my stuff ready to go. And do you think that kind of made you overthink things and, and get at, you're, you're just kind of alone with your thoughts for, I mean, you could train, but for the, yeah. I mean, 17 nights alone, that's a lot. 
I mean, I've been working on my mental, you know, training a lot yeah. this, these last couple of years, you know, but like to, to, to be there with your thoughts for 17 days and without, you know, without my family and without the, the, the amenities that I'm used to of, of a fight week, you know, being able to at least do a run outside and cut some weight. You know, I had to like, we, we had like scheduled time for treadmills. It was just a lot to, right. to adjust to, and, and to, you know, from, from coming from the UFC to, to the PFL with all the COVID rules, it was just a lot of new adjustments that, you know, didn't go my way. And, you know, I understand now where I'm at. Like, I can't, I, I can't change the past. All I can do is change what's, what happens this year. And I'm definitely more aware of how these seasons work now this, this time around. Are, are they doing that again? Have they told you? Like, uh, are you getting... I got, I got vaccinated. They, they, they sent out an email and they were like, Hey, you know, un, unvaccinated athletes. I think it was like, it was actually like December. And I'm like, yo, I'm not doing, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> you know, that's something I, I got vaccinated just to not do the quarantine. Wow. Okay. That's how much you didn't yeah. like it. Um, but have, so, so, so this time you're just, it's just normal fight week, right? No more, no more. I hope, I hope so. I mean, we, we haven't had nothing, no, no other emails. I mean, their, their, their communications is like via email. So like the last communication was, uh, sending your, your, um, your vaccine cards with your corners. And then uh, I was thinking they were going to respond with like what the protocol was were, but nothing yet. Okay. Do you know when your, you know, your, your next fight is your first fight of the new season? Well, their, their season starts the end of April, the, the, yeah. the last Wednesday of, uh, April. I want to say the 20th or 27th, and then it goes into May. So one of one of the three dates will be the, the lightweight date. So I'm getting ready for the first the last week of April. Do you know who the first foe is? I don't know. I and mean, that's the crazy thing about this style as well. Like you kind of just have to get ready because like you don't know who's in your division, whether it's a wrestler, a, a kickboxer, you know, a, the champ from last year, who you don't know who you're facing. So you kind of just have to get your your yourself ready to the best of your ability and then whoever they pop up with you'll have eight weeks to get ready for them and boom you fight them on to the next one so i don't know if you saw this but last week old foe of yours jeremy stevens signed with pfl um yeah and you guys fought once before uh you beat him and so i was wondering how you felt about maybe potentially running that back with him no problem honestly i want to run back the ones that i lost you know i want clay collard and how manifield um but no stevens makes it fun you know stevens is one of them guys that just can can knock out anybody if he connects so uh you know i think um him adding adding him to the division makes it fun but my real focus is on the guys that i lost to you know how manifield or clay collard both of them guys i want to see next season so he was on my show last week stevens talking you know announcing the uh the signing and I obviously asked him about running it back with you because I would think that he would want to since he lost to you. Um, yeah. He wasn't very nice with what he said. And I have the clip if you want to hear it, but I actually feel bad playing it um, because, like, he said some mean things. Uh, so I don't know if you saw the clip. I think I think I saw I, I saw some stuff on Instagram about cheeseburger cheeks or some. Yeah, what's you know, up with that, man? Boy, he got paid too much or something. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, whatever, whatever he wants. Like, look at my UFC – career and, and WEC career and look at his UFC career and WEC career. I mean, his career, like um, I beat him. So of course he has to talk shit, you know, like he has to say <laughs> something, but uh, I'm undefeated in rematches. So if he wants, to, if, if oh. we run it back, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing him again. You know, and he wants to see how, how these cheeseburger cheeks feel. My chin's, my chin is, t- has been tested and it's proven top, top notch, baby. I love it. I love it. Do you like what they're doing PFL? Like, do you feel like, Oh man. Yeah. I love, I love where the MMA Everywhere MMA is at right now, man. Where I was up and coming, there was only two places to be at, you know. And then some, some other places started popping up. You know, we had Bellator, Affliction, and some short, some short brand you know, stints. But like right now, like PFL is here to stay. They're not, they're not going nowhere. They're spending money in the right, you know, places. They're, they're attacking uh, 
the fan base from a different angle. Cause like these, these, these hardcore MMA fans understand, all right, if you win a lot of times, you might become a top 10 contender and then go and become a champion and you're the best in the world. Whereas PFL has a real season format played out. It happens every year, a new champion. Um, the average fan that like, follows a season, like a, a, a baseball season, a basketball season, a, a, a hockey team, like they, they understand preseason playoffs, championship, new season, preseason. So, so they're attacking that side of it. Um, I think they're trying to figure it out and how to like make it work for MMA athletes. Um, but it, it's definitely becoming more entertaining. They're, they're making bigger names, you know, signing, signing bigger names to, to attack the uh, MMA market. But um, they have the right people in place to grow this thing. I don't know this for sure, but I would imagine a lot of people probably hit you up. Other fighters, like, what's it like? Tell, like, is this worth considering? Should I consider them? You know, I feel like you're, you were one of the first guys to make the jump. Do a lot of people hit you up and ask you about your experiences there and how you feel about it? Oh yeah. A lot of, a lot of yeah. guys. Yeah. I mean, right when I made the announcement and I had my text message was full of fighters. And I think that's what's kind of the, the, the thing that's wrong with fighters. You know, they don't want to talk to each other about their pay and like finances. And like, it's such a new sport that they, they haven't got to that spot yet. They're competing with each other. Like who can be here? And what, what and I I've been to that spot as well. Like yeah, I was going for my title run. I became the champion. I was on the Wheaties box. I, I, I lost a couple in a row. I've been, I, I felt all the aspects of, I think a mixed martial arts career can feel. And um, I'm still here, you know, and I think um, that that's, that speaks for for itself. And I created a brand in this in this in this you know this space, and I'm playing that to the to the best of my ability, man. Whether, whether it's the fight show, the management company, my gyms, um, just just everything I I can you know get from this. Speaking, you know, while we're talking about the fighter pain, all that, what do you think of what Jake Paul is is, is saying about MMA these days? Well, at first I didn't I didn't know what he was like what he was doing, you know, like when he was just coming over and and, and you know, causing ruckus. I'll tell you one thing. He knows how to get people to look at, you know, look at stuff. Like his his audience is insane. You know, like he bought. He literally became the face of boxing in one year. You know, he, everybody's talking about. Even the boxers in Vegas that I'm training with are talking about Jay Paul. So it's wow. like he's doing he's doing something right. Um, but I think now that he's like advocating for fighter pay and you know for for health benefits, I got I stand behind that man. You know, me as being a fighter and as athlete and knowing. What, what happened to some of my friends and the guys that I looked up to and seeing like Spencer Fisher, like seeing his, his you know, documentaries, like, man, I trained yeah. with Spencer Fisher when I was 18, 19 coming up and the series at now, I was like, damn, that's scary. So yeah, anybody that's advocating for, for any benefits for fighters or at least fighters is even talking about fighter pay together. We all should be ever to talk how much money you making, how much money you making, yep. how are they treating you? That, that should be somehow there, but it's not there yet. Mm. And your brother made uh, a really good business decision going over to Bellator and getting paid. And look what's happened to him. He's one of my breakout fighters of uh, 2021. Could you tell me where were you? You were home when he fought Horiguchi, right? You weren't there, correct? Yeah. And yeah, what, yeah, I was in Vegas. What, what, what's going through your mind those first three rounds? What are you thinking? Frustration. You know, it was, it was weird because we, 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 we've been there. Both of us talk about that all the time, like losing a fight and like breaking, breaking rank or breaking your um, game plan. And, uh, I saw him started taking more risk. I'm like, are right, you starting to get a little more risk here? He started opening his style up a little more, but it was too late at that point. I was like, oh man, he has two rounds now. He has to get the finish um, and to see the way he did it. But after speaking to him after, he was like, he, he remembered uh, Crawford. When Crawford's coach was like, yo, you're down. You got, you got to get the finish. His last fight. And he's like, what? I'm down? Like, what? I'm down? And like, he went out there and got that knockout. Search that went through his head. Like, right when Duke was like, yo, you're down, you're down three rounds. You got to go out there and get this. You got to get the job done now. He's like, when, that that uh that moment went through his head, and then he just went out there and man, fucking beautiful knockout, spin back fist from from. Oh my god! From, One of the I don't greatest know where finishes. I came from. That was beautiful. Come back. Were you freaking out? Well, like, how did you react oh, when man. he pulled that off? Well, I, 
I had money on it, so I was I was double happy, bro. I was so like, is that legit? Go. That picture like, that you posted, that was legit. All my bets are legit, of course. Well, no, because you know people were calling you out there like, oh, it, it wasn't the final betting slip. Yeah, because I use I use William Hill, and William Hill takes forever to load. So if you don't like Snapchat it before, uh, like snap screenshot the picture before it goes through, it like it like it says confirmed and boom, puts you right back into the actual like place to bet again. So I just screenshot it before I put it through. So how, can, can I ask how much did you win? Um, he was a favorite, so it was like, um, man, I bet so much. I think seventeen grand. I, I won seven off of a ten thousand dollar bet, but I had him parlayed um, with Manny as well, so I lost the parlay for ten. So, uh, eh, it didn't work out as well. Damn, seventeen thousand on your bro. That's a lot. Like I'm sure man, that's, you're you're nervous I've, as I've, is. I've got, I've got some big big hits on bets, man. I've got I've got some. Uh, I think my biggest payout on sports bets is like my last one was like seventy two thousand. What? On a five teamer, seventy two thousand. Five teamer, MMA, uh, MMA and boxing, half and half. Which one was it? It was a five teamer. It started in like October and it went all the way through December. <laughs> so the last guy got hurt, so I I won I won in like November. So the the, the last guy didn't count. Oh really? That were okay. Which fight? Do you remember the fights? Um, I don't, bro. I got I have to go look at my sports are, history. Are bro. you big? Uh... I mean, clearly you are a big sports gambler. Well, no, when I when I when I when I feel it for sure for like uh, fighting, you know, for like fights, especially my teammates. I've been yeah. like last year, I killed it on my teammates. I mean, Rafian with that, Rafian with the upset, Gerald with all his wins, um, Serge with his wins. Like, I, I've I've killed it on my teammates last year. Bilal? But if I feel if I feel the plays, Bilal, of course, yeah, one on Bilal, yeah, we had some some good wins. Yo, Rafian is quite the character. When he showed up on that broadcast talking about the taco meat and stuff like that, I didn't realize he was such a character. That guy is great. Man, me and Rafian had a lot of talks back in the like in our locker room, bro. So we had in 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 Rufusport, we have a fighter locker room that's like in the back. It's like this dungeon. It's like the floor is not even finished. It's like just a couple lockers put together, pro locker room. But me and Rafian had some talks back there, bro. I'm like, yo, you gotta get out once once it's your time. Like you gotta let your personality shine. Like be you and and watch watch how everything changes. And he's doing it to see him to see him doing it. I'm like, yeah, exactly what I was talking about, bro. So yeah, a lot, a lot of them things like that is why I started this management company. Like hmm. my fighters, I give them like I'm trying to give these guys the insight on that side of the sport, not just like get to the. Get, this is who you're fighting. This is how much money you're making. Good luck. I want to talk to you if you make it to the big show. And and do you like your your goal is to take them to the big show, right? You don't want to just yes, hand them no, off no. once they get to the no, big show, right? No, well, our goal is to start them from the ground and, and taking the big show. Yes, okay. like we're just on our we're on our journey on that, so we're kind of doing it together. I mean, if Scotty makes the PFL, he'd be fighting the PFL with me. That's which is crazy. That is wild. One of my you know fighters fighting with me in my own organization, which is cool. And so, who's the? Can you give us a name who you think will make it to the big show first? I mean, he's in the PFL challengers, but like actual ufc bellator pfl who do you think gets there first do you think it's scotty well, I, I think scotty has the best chance i mean he's wow. next month so I, I think he's the he's the next guy in line you know if he wins this fight he's in uh, and he does it the way he the way he fights um dude's, dude's slick man i like his style like, you, gotta, you gotta watch him and see how he fights what's his last name stockman stockman scotty stockman all right so uh to recap showtime fc first event this friday uh ufc fight pass do we know the time yeah, it's going to be a 5 p.m. Um, on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Okay. And uh, and then also, it's, it's Anthony Pettis fighting championship. We're dealing with a, a naming come uh, on. issue right now. With it. Yeah, but I'm telling you, like, uh, I, I can't catch a break. It's always something. It's like we got the we got the place, we got the tickets out, we got everything going, and then we got a letter that we, we couldn't use Showtime. So what is it from the, that. from the kickboxing group? Nah. Okay. It's, it's from Showtime. From Showtime, I can't really speak on okay. the, what, I got what you. was said, but like it was from Showtime. But yeah, so right now we're rocking with Anthony Pettis fighting championships until we figure out what's uh, 
what's happening. I don't this. hate it. APFC. I am, and I'm with it too, man. I'm just, I'm just excited to give these guys a platform to, uh, you know, to, to showcase their skill sets on. I hope it doesn't deter you. you know, I hope you're not saying like, oh man, screw this. I don't need this stress. Because I think it's all, great man. what you're no, doing. I mean, that that's just one of that's just one of the many things that happened, you know, to get this first show going. But now we're here. Like we're one week away. I'm excited to get to Florida and, and get this thing going. Okay, and it's this Friday, right? This Friday. Yeah, this Friday. Okay, Anthony Pettis fighting championship. Sorry, I didn't get that memo. Uh, and then you got the Showtime management. And you said 52 fighters, and you're back PFL uh, maybe end of April and uh, maybe early Pretty May, bad. something like that. And uh, you, hopefully, I fight Stevens. Yeah, you got cheeseburger cheeks. I mean, come on, this guy <laughs> talking about cheeseburger cheeks. Uh, congrats on everything, Anthony. Thanks for doing this Thank while you're you, on bro. vacation, and congrats on uh, the new child as well. Much love. Appreciate it, man. Thank All you. All right, talk to you soon. There he is, Anthony Pettis, joining us. A lot going on in his life, as I said. And uh, the guy's doing big things, big moves. He's like the Oscar De La Hoya of MMA. He's got the promotion. He's got the management team. Good for Anthony Pettis, who went out there, got the big deal from PFL. And yeah, of course, uh, he was disappointed last year. Didn't work out the way he wanted it to work out. Ended up being 0-2 in PFL. Did not work out. Remember that Clay Collard fight kind of surprised a lot of people. Collard had a nice uh, little run there. Also a nice little boxing run. But now, you know, he wants to, uh, of course, when, when, when you sign one of those big deals, there's pressure because you want to prove that you are worth that kind of investment. And I think he brought them a lot of attention. All these little pieces matter for the PFLs of the world. Uh, Jeremy Stevens is a great piece for them. Uh, the Kayla Harrison situation, still not quite done. I would equate it to they were at the goal line, first and goal. Maybe there was a sack. So now they're out of, you know, that 10-yard range. But it's still like second and goal, but you're on the 15 and you're marching back. You know when that happens? So it still feels like they're the front runner, but it probably should have been wrapped up by now. And I think it gets wrapped up by their first show in April. They've got this Challenger Series thing, which I think is really good. Very smart to have uh, fighters under your own umbrella, bring in youngsters, 1-0, 2-0, that sort of thing. Worked pretty well for Strike Force back in the day. So obviously she's not a part of that, but... I know some fans were disappointed that she was going that route because maybe there were bigger fights, obviously, in the UFC. But even in Bellator, right, the Cyborg fight is arguably... Right now, the Cyborg fight would probably happen next if she signed with Bellator. And it's probably the biggest fight that she could have right now because Pena and Nunes are fighting. So even if she signed with the UFC, she's not going to get someone like that. She'll probably get someone like, I don't know, a Norma Dumont type, an Aspen Lad type, if Aspen fought at 145. I feel like Bellator would put her in there right away with Cyborg. The only thing I hope, I don't mind that she goes to the PFL. Get that money. Secure that future. You're a mother of two. Don't listen to what everyone says. I, I wish it was a just a little new wrinkle and it was at 145 rather than 55 because 55 is just a division that doesn't exist in uh, in women's MMA. I know people have dabbled here and there, but 45 is, you know... I know it's not the deepest division, but a lot more respected than 55. And since we've seen her win 
twice at 55, a new wrinkle, fun wrinkle, a different wrinkle would be fighting at 45. I don't know if that's going to happen. She resigns with uh, PFL, but I'm excited for the return of PFL. They just uh, resigned with uh, ESPN. More linear shows for them, uh, more opportunities. That was a big thing for them and their investors to be on television, not so much uh, all ESPN+. Plus. So I am looking forward to seeing what they do. And uh, they, might, they might sign a couple other names. Sort of, you know, no one huge, but sort of in the vein of a Jeremy Stevens type. I don't think there's anyone massive right now, but there's a couple of those guys who are kind of trickling out there who, uh, you know, could give them a little more name recognition, a little more star power. Very excited about our next guest. As I told you, one of my favorite people in MMA. And uh, like anytime I just go, I go through the rabbit hole of his social media and I just start cracking up and we found out he's returning to action. Finally, we are getting him back in our lives. Uh, March 19th, the highly anticipated return uh, to the UK. And it's a great fight. And it's a fight, by the way, that a lot of people think should have been the main event. When you talk about the star power and you talk about the winning streak that he's on, I think there's a very strong case to be made. I know some of you UK fans out there are disappointed with the ticket situation. I'm not too sure what happened, but I know from some people that uh, they were kind of left in the uh, in the cold on that one, and that's a bummer. In any event, I'm very excited, as always, to talk to the almighty one, the one and only uh, Arnold Billy Allen joining us right now. There he is, not in his car this time. Hello, Arnold. Uh-huh. Yeah, mate. How you doing? I'm doing great, Arnold. I have to say, I mean, we have a lot to talk about here today. Welcome back. You're you're on the show again, but most importantly, welcome back to the UFC. You're fighting March 19th, big fight, Arnold. Your social media these days is just on fire. I mean, the Twitter is just <laughs> it's incredible. I sit there and I just I'm openly laughing, like laughing with tears. How are you so good at this, <laughs> Arnold? Tell us, tell us your secret. I don't know. I, I thought I was really bad at it. To no, be you're honest. incredible. You're incredible. <laughs> I'm glad someone's enjoyed it. <laughs> I have a lot of follow-up questions about the uh, the social media, like like something like um, this this tweet right over here that I have: uh, trousers with shallow pockets. What's the point? Like, what prompts yeah. you to tweet that? Like, what like what happens where you're like, I'm going to share this with the world? I don't know. I thought that's what Twitter was for. <laughs> I thought you just have them thoughts that annoy you, and you put them on Twitter. That's that's what it was made for. And that is a good point because my car keys keep ending up underneath my seat. So like, what is the point? <laughs> so you have a lot of trousers with shallow pockets? Yeah, well, the new tracksuit bottoms, like maybe they're saving money on like the, the right. pockets or something. That's like, Less pocket. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't trust tracksuits for keys. I feel like they always, because it's very slippery. It's a real yeah, keys, wallets. It's risky. You need something like a fanny pack or like a jacket with a oh. zipper. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I just go for complete comfort when I'm in camp. I just I just track two bottoms. All right. Well, what, over there, no jeans, no Yeah. Whatever you're doing, no keep it up on that front. Um so you're good to go. The hand is okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm uh, I've been sparring hundred uh, percent, hitting pads, all that, training. Yeah, everything's good. Yeah, no issues, nothing so far. So unless it goes next week. But no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> that must no feel issues. good, right? Weight lifted when you yeah. were finally clear? Yeah, it was nice. Like the first time I hit pads, it was like, yeah, yeah it felt good. <laughs> I was really happy. I bet. Mm. Um, when they came to you with this fight, what did you think? Uh, yeah, it was um, an immediate, yes. Yeah, so obviously, 
got a lot of respect for Dan Hooker. Obviously, I don't I don't know anyone that hasn't. Yeah. But yeah, he's a huge challenge. Obviously, he's got a lot of wins over some big, big names, and uh, he's been in there with the best of the best. So, if I if I can prove myself here, then I, I don't know what fight will. Right. Um. Are you surprised he's moving to forty five? Uh, no. I guess he had some sort of hit and miss scar, like goes, you know, a bit, a couple of losses here and there, and knowing he can do forty five, he's done it before. I mean, I think he did a test cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? I guess, but uh, yeah, I've seen some of his fights at lightweight, didn't he? I mean, he looked he looked like a big boy. Yeah, <laughs> but of course, he's gonna have to lose a lot a lot of that to come down. But yeah, was there anyone yeah. else that was talked about? Um, not not really, not at that point. We were, I was expecting Korean Zombie. Remember last time yeah. we spoke, we were expecting something like that, but then obviously you got the call up for the title shot so obviously that's off the cards but yeah yeah no i'm happy with the matchup i think it's uh it's a good one this should be this should be the one if i get the win here <laughs> put my name out there finally yes and then if i could stay active after that and try and not break my hands right a hand at least uh were you in discussion hmm. at all for the uh replacement for volkanovsky because zombie did get it was there any talk of you uh no but to be honest i kind of saw all the people that were open to taking it and i'm just like <laughs> i'm not gonna get it ahead of any of these guys so yeah you have a longer yeah. winning streak than all of them you know this right yeah he's nothing <laughs> <laughs> so you were just enjoying all those you know every single top featherweight was calling him out and then zombie yeah. got it yeah i saw that i was just like yeah whatever <laughs> just keep doing what i'm doing um, and, I, and I'm assuming there's probably a part of you that wanted to fight on that UK card, right? Get the love, mm. big deal. Yeah, for sure. It's been a long time. So I think I fought in the last one in 2019 as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, mm. Do you think you should have been the main event? Uh, nah. I'm a big fan of Tom Aspinall and he's doing great. So uh, And he's a heavyweight. You know, that's how it goes. Everyone loves the heavyweights. Me too. So I'm a fan of the sport as well. Yeah, and who the cares, right? You don't need those bill. two extra rounds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I get to get done earlier. Right. For like 10 minutes. Right. Because <laughs> you're the co-main, correct? <laughs> I think so, yeah. People keep telling me that. I don't know if it's official. Now, what about all these fans? I, I feel like they're coming to you as well, but complaining about the tickets. Yeah, I know. I keep getting asked if I've got any for sale. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I need a couple extra myself. I don't even think I can get them. But uh, yeah, I know. It seems disappointing. All like the ticket stubs, I think, keep buying them and then... You know, like the fifty-pound tickets get sold for like five hundred pound, and yeah, yeah, the prices just get driven up. Obviously, that's just the world we live in now, unfortunately. But yeah, it's a shame. I saw that you tweeted uh, to the UFC account, which you know, mm. sort of like tweeting to Joe Biden. I don't know if they're going to respond to you, but uh, that they should have gone to Wembley. Now you mean the big Wembley, right? Oh yeah, the Wembley, yeah, the Wembley, because there's the SSE Wembley, isn't there that one too, or the SSE? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, baby Wembley. That's the Bellator. No, um, the yeah, I, it's stupid. I, it probably everyone said it made a good point. They would have had the same problem. Everyone would have just bought the tickets and then sold them for more, and they would have had a hundred thousand tickets to sell at a stupid price. Right. But I don't know. It'd be cool to do a show there. Of course. But it, seems, it seems like it would sell out. I don't know. Well, you do bring up a good point because, like, you know, I see uh, Leeds having events there, and you know, uh, you know, when Tyson Fury back in the days fighting there, he's going back. Um, Anthony yeah. Joshua, like the, the football stadiums would sell out, I think, for a big MMA yeah. card. Yet they don't do it. Yeah, and we've got some with roofs as well. So I mean, why not? Yeah, Old Trafford. Does Old Trafford have a retractable yeah. roof? Roof? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, no. 
but it kind of has a little bit. No, it doesn't have a little bit. I, yeah, I'm an Everton guy. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to <laughs> Manu. That sorry yeah. franchise, you know. Uh, what about Frankie Lamps? <laughs> you saw him on Saturday. Well, you and Frankie Lamps. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, he what he, happened? He was named a new manager for uh, for Everton. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and they uh, won four <laughs> one. Why do you support Everton? <laughs> I support Everton because they bought my soul. They bought my heart. Meatball Molly tried oh. to get me on the uh, the train, and and then they saw that we were talking about it, so they sent me a bunch of shirts and stuff like that. And that's all it takes. I could be bought. Oh, really? I don't know if I'm in the books of Ipswich Town. I don't know if they'll send you any. They no. follow me, but I mean, I don't think they'll send you a shirt. No, I'm not looking shirt, for any so. shirts. I'm Everton now. I'm a, I'm a toffee till I die. Yeah, but they're a different league as well, so you know, maybe. Well, what do you mean different league? Ipswich and like League One. Oh, Ipswich. I thought, you, but aren't you a Man U guy too? No, oh, when I was a kid, I used to because just like I really like Wayne Rooney. To be honest, I was always a massive fan of Wayne Rooney. Obviously, if you know, Everton, yeah, Everton legend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I was a huge fan of Rooney. And then obviously, being a kid, I was a bit of a glory hunter. So I just always watch uh, Man United because at that time they were sort of winning everything. Sure. And uh, then I got a little bit older, and I was like. It doesn't make sense. I'm an Ipswich boy. I have to be in with the losers. We keep losing. Yeah. So that's like that that level of play. What is that comparable to? Is that like MLS level, or do you think MLS is better? Uh no. I had this with my my girlfriend actually. Uh, what was the team in Montreal? The um, Impact. Impact. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we were talking, and I think Ipswich would be better than the Impact. Really? So yeah, I think so. Wow. I'd like to think so. But maybe you set up a friendly or something just so I could see. Uh, could you imagine how big of a deal that would be? Yeah. Montreal. Now they're known as Montreal FC, by the way. They changed their name. Oh, okay. They changed um, it. Right. But uh, what what a huge I, – I feel like the world would stop. Ipswich versus Montreal FC. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big one. That's, That's what we're here for. <laughs> oh, um, there we go. By the way, I, I saw, by the way, big news in Ipswich. True or false, <laughs> Tim Hortons came there? Yeah, yeah, Tim Hortons is open, and it's been uh, it's, every time I drive past it, it's packed. So people are loving it. Well, I didn't even know there were Tim Hortons in the UK. I didn't know. I didn't know. Apparently, there's a couple, but yeah, yeah. So obviously, I'm, I'm with my girlfriend. Here. She's here, and uh, she's very happy to see a Tim Hortons. Now, um, does it compare to yeah. the Canadian one? Yeah, I had a French vanilla the other day, and it, it tastes pretty much the same. But the wow. only thing that's a bit different, they got some burgers and stuff. Oh, interesting. Which uh, I don't really have that, do they? There's no, no burgers at Tim Hortons. Yeah. No, yeah, it was strange. The the donuts, the Timbits, are very popular. Do they have those? Yeah, they got those. I was meant to pick some up on a Saturday for a cheat day, but I forgot. So. Mm. Your yeah. cheat day is crazy. <laughs> I saw you have you posted a video. Which, by the way, the YouTube channel is blowing up. I hope you keep doing it. Q and A's, yeah. and I'll get to something else on the YouTube channel very soon. But uh, you had a ten thousand calorie day video yeah yeah that was hard that what does that hard. consist of i don't know just a lot of crap <laughs> a lot of bad food and i had a three-day hangover because of too many calories oh my but, uh, i remember paddy paddy was saying uh paddy pimblet was saying he was gonna do a twenty thousand one, but i don't think he ever did so jeez he told me to do it easy <laughs> i believe him as well i see i think he can eat <laughs> do you ever see yeah. uh the rocks instagram when he has a cheat day Incredible, yeah, yeah, right? exactly. That was what inspired the uh, pancakes. Okay. Yeah, and he and, does the uh, massive stack of pancakes. Yes. And so when you do the um, like you 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 do cheat day during training camp. 
Yeah, yeah. Every Saturday after sparring, I, I have whatever I want. Oh, wow. So, like, what did you have this past yeah. Saturday? Uh, I had KFC. I had free meals. <laughs> I had free KFC meals. Wow. Uh, and then on the way home, because I, tra- I trained in Birmingham, which obviously you don't know. That's, that's uh, three hours from me. So, every Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, I've been training at Renegade, which is uh, Leon Edwards' gym, funnily enough. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I've been driving up there three times a week but on saturday i have a cheat day so i drive home and every service station i stop get a burger stop again i get something else and i stop again get a milkshake yeah so it just sort of eases the drive even when you're in training camp yeah every saturday no problem why are you doing hmm. this why are you doing these uh, long trips to birmingham uh just good training really they've got um, a lot of really high level guys there and uh, yeah, yeah, I like the people there. Uh, I know Tom Breeze. He he's uh, one of the, well, he trains. I think he's one of the owners of the gym. Actually, I knew him from TriStar, funny enough. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, so while I'm back home, I've just been making trips up there. And yeah, the guys there are great, great, great level, good people. And uh, yeah, I like it. Is this the first time you've done that? Yeah, yeah. It's well, I've been doing it for a couple of months now. But yeah, no, no, like for the first first fight that you're doing this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, is Leon there? Yeah, yeah, he's been giving me some uh, tips and helping out. We've been wrestling and sparring a little bit. This is fun. I like this. Now, um, I also <laughs> noticed uh, because, uh, you know, like I said, your your Twitter is great. Um, this one tweet here, which I would imagine is is because you're going to the gym. I've been known to frequent truck stop showers way off the road, boys. <laughs> this was back in December. Um then uh, there was another tweet um, back on January 10th, truck stop shower a success, another three-hour drive for session number two. Uh, then there was another tweet on January 15th, rule number one of truck stop showers, don't you even think about using the chair provided? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? The, yeah. First of all, why are, you taking, why are you taking truck stop showers? Because it's a new gym and they haven't got the showers put in yet. So obviously it's like three hours away. I'll have to stop in the service station to shower on the way home. And uh, Come on. My, dad, my dad's obviously a trucker. And my dad's just like, why don't you just stop in the truck stop? I'm like, all right, yeah, that makes sense actually. So yeah. <laughs> How yeah. dirty is it? And, uh, oh, they're not that bad, but that chair, there's a chair. There's always a chair in there. Like, Don't even look at it. The chair is... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Is it just a freestanding chair? Like, is it just like in the middle of the shower? Yeah, there's just a chair. There's just a chair that's like in the room. I'm like, why is there a chair there? But yeah, I, I don't sit on that chair. I don't know what happens on that chair. But I've seen some of the guys that come out there. I ain't saying nothing to the truckers, but I mean, no, no, no. there's some funny, funny looking guys. Any of them ever recognize you? Uh, no, but I did get pulled up in the uh, when I was eating Burger King the other week. And someone, someone, some boy walked up to me. He's like, He's like, uh, you're Arnold Allen, aren't you? I was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, well, you're fighting in London? I was like, yeah. He goes, well, why, why are you eating a burger? I was like, it's a cheat day, man. I was like, come on. It's a cheat day. He was like, oh, no. It looked like he was about to go change his bet or something. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking, too, when I heard about all the KFC. So, wait, um, the truck stop shower, I mean, it kind of blows my mind. I'm a bit of a germaphobe myself, Arnold, so, like, the oh, idea really? – of take how many people are there at the same time when you're is it like just one oh, big communal shower no there's two they're like separate separate okay yeah 
in... I'm no stranger to taking group showers though. I used to go with the rugby team and they, you know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and is there a specific one that you always go to? Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I'm frequent in the same one every time, so I'm becoming a regular. <laughs> how, no how, loyalty. how far into the drive is that is that one? It's like ten minutes. Oh wow. wow. Like so you're... Five minutes. And you don't want to yeah. just go the the whole three hours home without showering, right? That's all. No, it's gross. That's gross. Yeah, <laughs> that's more gross than the truck stop. Nah, see, I was the same. My dad's a trucker, so I mean, yeah, I'm used to. It's in the blood. It's I'm in the blood. Uh, I didn't know your dad yeah. was a trucker. Still to this day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wow. And so the videos mm. with your dad, by the way, are, are incredible. <laughs> like the last one that you posted, he is massive unbelievable yeah how much does he weigh uh, right now he used to be uh, so i don't know in pounds uh he's about 100 kilos so 100 kilos so he's not that big anymore gigantic what, what was his like was prime that, like, oh, okay they all like weigh weird numbers he said he was 20 stone in his prime stone i think that's let me see 260 i think 270 but he's a little bit shorter than me so i mean he was like a square 280 280 yeah. yeah yeah he's like five foot eight so two he was like a little little square why, why did he get into this into what trucking no 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 the, <laughs> the 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 weightlifting and all that uh i don't know why i don't know well it's funny he always said he was always uh built like me and my brother like he was small like lean so right, right, right. and he hated it he said he hated having a six-pack he hated having really all that yeah, so he started eating, started lifting, wanted to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think he found out he was pretty strong, so he just sort of went for it. And Amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was, I think he was pretty successful in his day, like, and in, uh, in the strongman. Did you ever watch him as a kid? Yeah, all the time. I was so bored of watching because we're going every week to watch events. So. Wow. So, in your, and he was competing, like doing crazy yeah, yeah. stuff, pulling trucks and stuff like that? Yeah, I remember one time they had, um, it was a tank on the back of a truck and oh they were gosh. pulling the, they were pulling that. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Hmm. What did your friends say about this? Yeah. They, they thought it was pretty cool. I think everyone thought it was the, uh, the thing of fantastic four. Everyone thought that was my oh, dad. Right. You know? Cause he was just like, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> like coming to school to get me and like, Whoa, who's that guy? <laughs> that is amazing. Um, I love the video that you posted with him and 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 you working out. Your brother also. Your brother's uh, in the strongman stuff, correct? Yeah, he's a he's a freak athlete. My brother. Yeah. Did he ever fight? He should, yeah, he boxed, but he had a. I think he won like one and lost six or something. Oh wow! But yeah, he 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 can punch really hard. He just can't box very well. Okay, interesting. Did he ever try yeah. MMA? uh no he's come training a few times but like nah he never fought never competed or anything does he compete in strongman yeah, yeah. uh he's the under 105 kilos he competes in so they're not like the massive massive guys but yeah so he's yeah i saw recently that uh, usada came and tested you you got the 25 time shirt do you think that they target you because of your dad Nah, i feel i, I feel like i don't get tested that much to be honest oh really but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Because there, there was a lot of time before, like I hadn't been tested once in England and then suddenly they started testing. And then during COVID, there wasn't much testing. Right. And then, uh, yeah, so it's a bit of a bit quiet. So like mm. this test that you got, um, 
I'm assuming that's No, they just sent the shirt. Oh, they just sent you the shirt. Wow. Yeah, so it was from like a test from months ago, then they sent that. When was the last time you were tested? Uh, I don't even remember. Wow, it's been that long. Maybe before Christmas. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. But I'm I'm also like traveling everywhere at the minute with these drives three times a week, so I don't know. I don't know how they would work that. I put it in the thing, so in the app to tell them where. Maybe they'll come get me in the truck stop. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in the shower <laughs> but Arnold I'm a little concerned if I'm being honest because that's th- you're doing six hours a day driving yeah three times a week yeah but you're probably exhausted after training nah nah I'm alright I'm uh I, I, yeah I thought so but like, I was fine that's why yesterday when you texted me to do it I was like I'm going to bed now yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, 10 o'clock at bedtime but um nah it's, it's fine I'm, I'm used to it I, I love driving around every, anyway Really? And, uh, what do you yeah. do to pass the time? Listen to music. I beep at sheep every time I drive past them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> everyone sort of, I, I literally do. Every time I see a herd of sheep, I, I beep my horn and I shout sheep. Why? That's, I don't know. I just started <laughs> doing it. And uh, I was in Wales the other day and there was too many sheep. Like I've just sheeped out. There's sheep That's everywhere. A, really? Wow. Mm. Why were you in Wales? Yeah. Uh, it's got, it was a couple of hours from Birmingham, so I went down the mountain down there, Mount Snowden, just to have a little look around. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So you're nice. doing six hours, three times a week. That's a lot. I used to drive uh, four hours back and forth, so like two hours one way when I was going to ESPN after doing my okay. show. And that was, I mean, I was exhausted by the end of that. That's a lot of driving for really? one day. Six hours. And I, I wasn't know. training I in the middle. Really... Yeah, fine. Fine, yeah. Fine. What time really do you leave good. at? So... I leave at 7, and the training starts at 11, so I always get there a bit early. Yeah. Hmm. And then what yeah. time do you go home? Uh, well, I got home today because I trained this morning, and then I drove there, and it's 8 now, so I got home about 6.30. Okay. But, um, yeah, so I left the house at 7, trained at 11, drove straight back to the other gym, and I did my Muay Thai session, and then I drove home. Dang. W- would you consider like getting an apartment there and just kind of riding it out, or...? Nah, I'd have to be somewhere in the middle because I like training there. I like sure. training here. Right, right, right. And I've got my dog around here, so. How's and he doing? family and all that. Yeah, he's good. Just uh, Sino, mad old man. Yeah, <laughs> Trafford. <laughs> Legend. Yeah. He, he latched onto my arm yesterday. <laughs> with his, with his <laughs> I teeth? I was choking his head. Oh, my he was gosh. Like, <laughs> um, uh, he's getting up there in age, no? Yeah, 16, 16. Wow, yeah. legend. Uh, did you go to the truck stop today? Yeah. No, wait. No, I didn't because today I had a sink wash because I was in a rush. Oh, my, my gosh. My session got moved. A sink wash? Yeah, I had a wash. Yeah, yeah. The you life know, of a fighter. <laughs> How glamorous. But I have been uh, a, a guy I train with has sponsored me a car, a nice car, a really, really nice car. And uh, that definitely helps. Really? So I've never, yeah, it's a nice sort of brand new BMW. I've never really. Look at I've you. got a BMW from 1998, yeah. but I've never had one from 2021. So it's, that's uh, what you're driving? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's great. It's nice. Um, oh, yeah, it gave me the keys to it. So I was like, I was like tearing up a bit. I was like, why, why would anyone lend me this to drive? But yeah, that's nah, cool. Do you really get to cool. keep it? No, oh, I wish. I wish. Oh. But uh, just for the camp, he said I can have it for the camp, basically. He has like a, a leasing company for okay. cars and stuff. 
Yeah, um, it's really cool. I have to ask you because last time people got mad that I didn't ask you about uh, about this. So your your obsession with Tesco. <laughs> so we don't have Tesco here. Tesco is yeah. like uh, what would you compare it to? Uh, I don't know. Just a shop, just a like grocery store, you know. Okay, like shopping, and you love yeah. it. Yeah, it's just uh There's literally a Tesco next to the gym, and every time I I train, but you're very, you're very like uh, critical of their of their food, of their sandwiches. Mm. Yeah, this is your see this. What, where are you now? Are you in New York? You live in yeah, New York? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in Montreal, mm-hmm. I found like the shops, like the grocery stores, they don't have like the meal deal thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and like your, your uh, petrol stations or gas stations, yeah, you have really bad sandwiches. Like the sandwiches are so crap. Yeah. Like, I had a, I had like a chicken. I can't even remember what it was. It was like chicken paste. Like it was meant to be chicken, but it came out like some paste and I was sick for a couple of days. Oh. It was horrible. But here at the petrol stations, like the Tesco's, the grocery stores, we have really good sandwiches and wraps. Like we've got that on lock. <laughs> which is the best one? Uh, Tesco's. Because I do like a free no, like, pound which, meal deal. No, but like which, uh, which sandwich is the best one? Oh, so for me, it's uh, roast chicken and stuffing. That's the best sandwich. And if you're lucky, you can find a triple and you get free sandwiches instead too. Wow. Or free cut. Really? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean if you're lucky? It's well, sometimes it ain't there. It's like high demand, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and what does the meal deal consist of? So you got your main, which is obviously a sandwich, a wrap, okay, yeah, pasta yeah. bowl. You're a snack, pasta bowl there at like, the thing, huh? Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You got um. So then you got your snack, which is like a packet of crisps or chips or whatever. A bar, like a protein bar or a Mars bar or a chocolate bar, or like fruit. Or you can even, if you're being healthy, you get like little carrots and hummus. Oh, wow. Or, and then you've got a drink you can get. It goes from like little coffees, water. you got your fruit smoothies, the normal ones, you know, all the bad stuff. But yeah, I love it. it gets you covered. I love for it. For three pounds. All, yeah. all for three pounds? Three pounds, that's it. But that's the big thing right now because obviously, I don't know if you see, but inflation in the UK is uh, insane at the minute. Mm-hmm. And there's talk of it going to three pound fifty, and if it goes to three pound fifty, I think that's you're done. That's the line. Yeah, you can I, make me not be able to afford my heating, but if I can't afford my Tesco meal deals, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty upset. I feel like we need to get you a Tesco uh, sponsorship. That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be nice. You tweet about them so much. <laughs> you don't tag them though, yeah. so they never see it. Yeah, sometimes they do. So I have I have tweeted about them before, and they've sent me like a direct message or something. Oh, really? The guy was yeah. To say what? They sent me like um, they've sent me like vouchers, like twenty pound here. <laughs> Come like, on, need yeah. more than that. Yeah. Yeah, vouchers. Um, mm-hmm. Mowgli. Yeah, that's that's what your mom calls you, or called yeah, you. Well, pretty much everyone in my town calls me that. I didn't know this. Everyone. I, so yeah, I, I read. Why? Why Mowgli? Uh, so I think when I was born, my dad is like set on calling me Arnold after Schwarzenegger. Obviously, obviously. I don't think my mom liked the idea of the name. <laughs> okay. And then in the in the room where I was I was born, there was like uh, Mowgli in the Jungle Book stuff around the room, and she was just like, "Whatever, I'm going to call him Mowgli," and it just stuck. I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. That's wow. what she told me. That is amazing. Yeah. 
Wait, first yeah. of all, so your dad named my... you after Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. My brother's after Jake the Snake. Stop it. Come on. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> he, he was going to be, uh, it was that or Sergio after, um, I don't know if you know bodybuilding, but Sergio Olivia, uh, bodybuilder. Okay. No, I don't know. Yeah, so my mom put her foot down on Sergio. She was like, you're not having a, he's not being called Sergio. Yeah. <laughs> Sergio, Al- wow, your dad was a big wrestling fan? Yeah, yeah, he was, he wrestled himself. He, he did. I wish I could find the tape somewhere. Pro wrestling? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. For who? Yeah. Like for WWF? He was the rhino. No, no, like, oh, okay. like region. He was the rhino. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing, it was in like a, um, I remember watching him in a barn somewhere and it was so old school. I don't even think I was supposed to be there. I got uh, like burnt on my arm when everyone was smoking cigarettes, like walking through the crowd, I had all what burns and stuff wow. trying to get to the front. Yeah. There was like hay bales everywhere and like this barn somewhere. It was pretty cool. I wish I could find the video somewhere. I'll find it one day. Yeah. Uh, how long did he do that for? Uh, it must have been a couple of years, I think. It wasn't long. It was just like... On the side of his strongman thing, I think just because he was massive, his yeah, friends yeah, yeah. were like, "Oh, you can come wrestle with us." Mm. And so he, so he loved Jake the Snake. Yeah, I guess so. That's well, unless he's lying. I, don't know. I mean, what a story that is! And Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> wow, did he ever meet Arnold? I don't think so. I definitely haven't. No. Wow. Do you do you like Arnold as well? Just because you're named after him. Yeah, of course. I, I'm a massive Arnold fan, to be honest. Of I course. watch all his. I try to prioritize his films <laughs> over the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! And so Mowgli, everyone, like all your friends, called you Mowgli. Yeah, still do. Yeah, still, still do. till this day. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's I'm used to it. Some places people call me Billy. Like so. I, so when I was boxing as an amateur, I was also doing uh, MMA fights as an amateur, but like the amateur commission didn't want you doing that. So uh, I used to just use my middle name to do MMA. So in certain areas, people call me Billy. Yeah. yeah. So you were like, a, you, you were having like a split life. <laughs> yeah. I was an MMA fighter and a boxer. And they never put yeah. two and two together. No, <laughs> and it wasn't even a fake name. It was just my middle name. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is amazing. Very yeah. smart. Why? But I, I'm curious why you didn't go with Mowgli. That's true. That would have made sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why did you choose MMA ultimately? Uh, just just like where I was really. I was doing the amateur boxing. I wanted to go all the way with it, but there's a lot of politics. The gyms around here. But I wasn't getting the fights. I was training and hmm. not competing. But then I kept getting offered MMA fights. So I was like. Wow! If I'm getting offered all these fights here, I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue that. Who do you think yeah, wins? So I just went with that. Dillian White or Tyson Fury? Uh, Tyson Fury. Yeah, all day. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like Dillian, but I, yeah, I don't. I don't really. Maybe worth a bet, like a puncher's chance, but yeah, nah, I don't think so. Isn't that crazy? He's making eight million. Yeah, good money though. Good for him. Yeah, That's good. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see it because like Ty- Tyson's obviously. Dealt with the biggest puncher in this era. Three, well, you could say three times he's beat him, yeah. But, uh, and, you know, to say anyone had a puncher's chance is Deontay Wilder and he handled him. Right. Hmm. Well, Arnold, I have to say, always great to talk to you. I really enjoy these conversations. Um, and I know the fans do as well. I don't know if you do, to be <laughs> honest, but I appreciate you always coming on and talking to us. Um, you're, you're, you're a fascinating oh, person to me. I really... Uh, I enjoy the fact that you're just yourself. You know, you don't 
yeah, put on a front. You know, you don't put it on, like the trucker thing. I don't know if a lot of people would admit that. Not to say there's anything wrong with being a trucker, but like, you know, you want to live a life of a glamorous fighter who's, you know, they probably should put a, a shower in the gym over there in Birmingham. No, I mean, they're working on it. It's new. It's new. All right. Fine. <laughs> Is it going to come in soon? I mean, what takes so long? I hope so. <laughs> well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of enjoying the trucking life, to be honest. You are. <laughs> I'm part of the road now. <laughs> do you feel? Do you feel? Uh, do you see like any familiar faces? What the truck stop? Yeah. Uh no, I, actually, I bumped into John Gooden there the other day because he was Come at the on. gym. What? Yeah, he, he's taking showers he there the, too. <laughs> probably, yeah. Oh, no, he was at the gym uh, filming, and then I guess he stopped on the way home as well, and he caught me having. Uh, it was KFC that time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, I guess it's not really a part of the... Th- I, I mean, I don't hear it. Maybe I'm just not a part of that, uh, you know, that world, uh, being a germaphobe mm. myself. But uh, I love the fact <laughs> that you do it, and I love the fact that you're coming back. And uh, it's going to be great. March 19th, you versus Hangman. The the mm. I mean, the trash talk is going to be off the chain between you two. <laughs> the venom yeah. is going to be incredible. <laughs> just pure hatred. <laughs> just pure hatred. Just pure hatred. Very happy for you, Arnold. Uh, wish you the best in training camp. Good luck with the Thank drives. You. If you're looking for some content, you know, I do a four-hour show twice a week. You can listen to the MMA Hour if you just need something to uh, pass the time. Just... I, don't, I don't really, like, listen about, like, fight stuff, really. I just kind of... I know. I, bet, I was listening to, like, some history podcasts that just teach me about some random history stuff. Yeah, <laughs> makes you a lot smarter. Yeah. Although, as you can see, like, we're, it's not a lot of fight talk here. You know, we're kind of just trying to yeah, shoot. Yeah, But, you know, I get it. I get it. I'm not, I'm not offended. Uh, thank you, as always, for coming on. Good luck March 19th. I can't wait. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on, bud. All right. We'll talk to you soon. There he is, the one and only Arnold Billy Mowgli Allen. What a guy. Legitimately one of my favorite people in MMA. He likes to beep at sheep. He likes to honk his horn at the sheep as he's, uh, as he's driving past them. Now, am I, I don't know, am I, am I exposing myself that I didn't know about the chair in the shower? I don't know. But if you go through the, uh, <laughs> Casey's telling me, of course, Casey loved that interview. He's telling me, I, I love talking to that guy. He's legitimately one of my favorite, <laughs> he's a sheep beeper. Like, who does that? But he is legitimately one of my favorite people in the sport. There's just something so uh, lovable about him. Him and him and Dan Hooker, two of the uh, the most likable people in the sport, going toe to toe March nineteenth at the O2 in London. Great stuff. And he drops like these little nuggets about his life, and you're like, "What? Your brother was named after Jake the Snake? Oh my God, I love it. It's that's the reason why I do this this show. Like that right there." The reason why I love the show so much. All right. Um, another one of our, you know, favorites as of late, quickly climbing the ranks, although it's a bit of a love-hate relationship, as far as I can tell from this vantage point, uh, is our next guest returning to action this Saturday at 271, Houston, big fight, 125-pound division, retirement fight, the rare retirement fight where we know going into it that... It's no more for one of the competitors, not for our guest, but she is going up against the legend of women's MMA, the great Roxanne Modafferi, a.k.a. the Happy Warrior. Of course, we're talking about King Casey O'Neill. She is kind enough to join us via the Magic of Zoom. Hello, Casey. How are you? 
I'm good. How are you, Ariel? I'm doing uh, great. It's all love on my side too, just so you know. No mm. love, hate here. All, all right. love. I mean, sometimes the text messages, I can't really decipher if it's love, hate, if it's, you know, love, hate. It's just a bit of fun, you know. I think I'm as mean as I can be to my friends, so oh. I guess that makes you my I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Okay, so uh, thanks for doing this before you head out. I'm assuming you uh, you head out tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow morning we fly. So one extra day in Vegas, I don't mind that, but definitely ready to go and get the fight week started. This is a big one, right? I mean, it feels a little bit different, this one. It's not Apex, big pay-per-view, big arena, big crowd. Does it feel different for you? Definitely. This is what I've been waiting for. And this is what, you know, I, I was thinking the UFC was going to be like when I first got into the UFC. So finally getting my chance to fight in front of the crowd and fight on like a big card and just have like the fight week vibe around, have the fans there, have the proper way in. Um, I'm excited for all of it. I can't wait. When they offered you Roxanne, what did you think? At first, I really thought I was going to get someone a little higher ranked than that. Like, um, But I was happy with it. Um, obviously, she's a veteran of the sport. She's been around, and anybody who watches the sport knows who Roxanne is and what she's done for female MMA. So it's awesome to be able to fight somebody who I was watching growing up, you know, doing this before females did it as a thing. So it's super cool to be her last fight, and uh, I'll make sure that her retirement fight is a good one. Uh, and so then when you when you found out about the retirement angle, how do you feel about that? Um, I'm not sure. You know, in my mind, I feel like she's got one foot out the door then. So it makes me think, you know, like if you know you're going to retire, do you fight as hard and everything like that? Obviously, we're going to see. But um, yeah, in my mind, I'm like, oh, so she's basically saying she's done already quitting before she gets in the fight. Um, but I wish her well on the rest of her life after fighting and everything. I'm sure she'll go on to do great things. You know, when you hear about a retirement fight, I agree with you. You 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 think those things, but also it's like I don't know. And and I'm not a fighter, so I'm not going up against someone who is uh, saying they retire. But like, is there any weird, I don't know, remorse or anything? Like, you know, everyone everyone wants to see someone go out on a, on a good note, but you're the one that's going to ruin the party for them. Like, those, those are there any mixed feelings there, or is there maybe feelings of? I love the idea of ruining the party. I love the idea of handing her a loss on her way out, that sort of thing, like in a sort of sinister way. Um, and I don't really have any feelings when it comes to it, to be honest. A fight's a fight in my mind, and I don't have any friends when it comes to being in the cage, so I don't feel bad for her, or I don't you know, feel happy that I'm spoiling her party. I feel no ways about it. All I know is I'm going to go in there and win and finish the fight like I do every single time. Um, I don't feel any differently about it, I don't think. I'll just try and make it an early retirement for her. Do you uh, do you cross paths with her at all? Do you ever see her in Vegas? No, I don't think I've ever run into Roxy before. Okay. But um, her best friend actually does train at our gym now. Oh, my. Which uh, has been fun. So, yeah. Who Who's that? Uh, Serena, I think her name is. So she trains at Extreme Couture now, but she's so nice it's just hard to navigate you know not trying to cross paths with people too much I try and uh, stay away from friendships with people that I could possibly fight or people that are friends with people I'm fighting so it's been fun trying to navigate that you don't want her spying on you and relaying information back and all that stuff I actually went and did around sparring with her so that you know in my mind she was going to go home and tell Roxy like oh my god be careful (laughs) made sure to go a little bit extra hard in that room do you think she did 
Yeah, probably. I hope so. Um, I hope so. When when the fight was announced, we had Roxy on the show, and I asked her about this being her retirement fight. I just want to play the clip for you and, and get your take on it, okay? Mm-hmm. Here it is. And how did you feel about the opponent? I mean, Casey O'Neill is a, is a rock star right now. She's rising up. Uh, did you like her as the opponent for your retirement fight? Uh, honestly, I say yes to everybody, so I didn't really care. I was excited at first, and now there's stuff where, like, she's training with one of my friends and, like, oh, no. just little detail stuff that really sucks. So now I'm like, all right, I just want to friggin' fight her and get this over with. But, um, you know, she's as good as anybody, and she better be careful because everything I've ever wanted to do in a fight and haven't tried yet, I'm going to try on her. Oh, so. my gosh. Like what? You guys like, better Can you give us a hint? I mean, flying, spinning, rolling, magic, you know, Kamehameha, I don't know. You imagine. So there you have it. She's going to throw the kitchen sink at you. How do you feel about that? Okay. Well, in my opinion, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. So oh. I think that she's going to come out and have the exact same fight that she always has, that she's had for 50 fights now. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to fall into that. And if she wants to try and do all that crazy stuff, uh, she better be ready for some crazy stuff coming back at her. Um, that's all I got to say on that. But I, like I told you about the friend thing. It's yes. been weird for both of us, I think. I bet. I bet. Definitely ready to just get the fight over with. And, you know, when uh, I feel like people are fighting Roxy these days, especially the last few fights, because she's so unassuming and, you know, maybe because people don't, you know, it's the same thing with Macy Barber a few years ago. Everyone's like, oh, you're going to steal. Like, this is a, a stepping stone fight. Is it, is it like mm -hmm. a thing that you have to convince yourself or at least tell yourself, don't buy into this, don't listen to this? Because I think most people are picking you to win this fight, considering she's almost done, considering she has a foot out the door, it's the end of her career, you're a rising star that could kind of get your head a little bit and, and maybe give you a false sense of confidence, right? I mean, I always have a sense of confidence about myself. For a lot of my fights, I've been the underdog. My first three fights in the UFC, I was the underdog and always knew I was better than um, the people I was fighting. And now other people know that I'm better than the people that I'm fighting. So it doesn't change anything in my head. I've always had that confidence. And uh, Roxy's definitely tough, but it's 2022, you know. Tough is not exactly a skill that gets you very far in the UFC anymore. Well, I see. I mean, you're very tough. You've got that tough armor. In fact, uh, you got that limited edition Thug Nose t-shirt I saw you training in, which, I mean, everyone wants to get that. I mean, it was just limited edition drop. I saw you training in that. We have actual photographic evidence. How did you get that? Oh, I just had a really good friend at the MMA hour that sent that one over to me. And I actually have a shirt that I'm going to return the favor with that I'm wearing right wow, now. Wow, look at King that. Casey shirt. I'm going to send one over to you. So uh, make sure we get that happening. We'll do a switch. What about all the love that you got when you wore that shirt? I mean, I feel like everyone was hitting you up. I know. I had to stop wearing it because it just seemed like that was all anybody was talking about was the T-shirt. It was just but the one time. I got it packed. Yeah, I've got it packed in my suitcase ready to go with me. I'm going to wear it in Houston everywhere for you. So Are you, is it, I promised you that. Yeah, so I wanted to know where we stand on that one because I think there was a deal that if you wore it to some sort of fight week activity, you get immortalized on the wall. Is that still a thing? Are we still going with that? Yeah, it's ready. It's all washed, okay. pressed, put in my suitcase, ready to go. You press your T-shirts? No, I'm just okay. saying because right. it's a special one, you know? No, no, I appreciate that. Uh, you do have a, another King Casey one. Don't you have one like something about Queen or is that the same one? I just didn't see it. 
where it says I have like four different shirts now. This is the this is my newest one that we've done. What belt is Sorry, that? I'm just sitting in my kitchen on the chair now. But uh this was actually made by Eternal, the promotion that I fought for oh, okay. in Australia for a long time. They made a limited edition drop, so uh they're available on Eternal Shop. But I think it's really cool. So I just got mine and uh I'm excited for it. I like that. But the one that with the queen, it says something clever on it, but I forget what it says now. It says, fuck queens, I'm Kane Casey. That's right. I like that one. Are you yeah. rocking that one too? Yeah, I got them all. That one's a bit more of a training shirt now though, because it's kind of old and uh, oh. I've been putting in it forever. But I will have them all going up on my Instagram shop, hopefully soon. I just got to get around to it. I'm uh, bad at doing anything that doesn't involve fighting. I get it. It takes me it. forever. I w don't you wish that they could let you walk out with one of those shirts? Yeah, you know, maybe one day again, but we'll see. Yeah, it's, uh, it would be nice. I'm not trying to get you in trouble or anything, but I just I like. I'd love to fight shirt. in like a pink outfit as well one time, but obviously, why can't gotta wait you? for that to happen too? Well, they don't, they don't have pink. pink. They don't offer pink. No, why no. pink? I just like pink. Pink's you my know. favorite color, by the way. I don't know if you know this. Is it really? Yeah. It's the only thing that sort of makes me feel girly about the fighting side of things, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't really get my nails done or do anything like that, but wearing pink makes me feel, you know, like a girl when I'm in there. There, there have been some fighters, even male fighters back in the day that would paint their nails. Toenails. Yeah. You don't do that. I actually, I haven't gone yet. I'm going today. I'm going to go get it done. Oh, okay. Um, for, for the fight. Anything special? Whatever color you want, Ariel, you let me know and I'll make wow. sure I, I get it done. I feel like we should go with pink. I mean, you just said you like the pink. pink. No? Yeah, we can do pink. I'll do pink. Can you do that? I have a great idea. Pink and yeah. black. Like one one finger pink, one finger black, one finger pink, one finger black. Is that cool? I don't know if I'm the right person to ask. but Okay. I'll I'll have a look at it. Maybe wow. we might do some. Well, my some favorite black. pro wrestler back in the day was Bret the Hitman Hart, who wore pink and black, the pink and black attack. So I mean, I feel well, like my outfit's black. If that helps, pink and black. There you go. It will. It will. I feel like you don't love the black on the nails. I feel like you're trying to steer away from that. I don't mm. love the oh, black. You're trying to be nice. Like, okay. Yeah. Why? Too morbid. Too too. A little gothic. Gothic. Okay. I'm also yeah. Just. Yeah. What about just hot pink? pink? pink will do. Hot pink, not like yeah. a light pink that it looks like a white from afar, like a real bright pink. You want a real bright pink? Like I want like fluorescent pink. Okay, we can do that. All right, all right. Can make this, it work. This is big. Uh, and by I'll the way, main event, Australia versus New Zealand. But I feel mm -hmm. like you're more of an Izzy gal, paradigm, this and that. W which side do you go on that one? I'm sitting on the fence for this one. Okay. I'm not saying anything. You know, uh -oh. I'm just happy that Australian and New Zealand MMA has got to the stage where there's a card with so many of us fighting in America. You know, it's not even in Australia and we're making it happen and selling tickets and everything. And it's a big talked about fight and it's two people from my side of the world. So I'm just proud of that um, fact. And whoever wins, you know, I'm sure there'll be a third fight down the line and we'll see. Well, if Izzy I'm wins. Not, I'm staying on the fence. I'm probably, staying on the fence. probably not a third fight if Izzy wins. Um, well, you never know. Yeah, sometimes you get, yeah. You um, have you ever met Rob? I don't think I've ever met Rob before, no. Izzy? But I have met Izzy. Oh. Did so you just like a couple him? Times. Yeah. I mean, they're both super nice, likable guys, you know. I don't see how you wouldn't like Rob, of all people, just a family man, you know, so... I always, I always root for him to do well, but then when he's fighting Israel, who I also always root to do right. well, it's kind of hard. 
I feel, but you don't have to sit on the fence with Bam Bam, right? You obviously go with Bam Bam. No, I'm all on the Bam Bam train. Yeah. Have you ever done a shoe? I've got my shoe ready. So when he comes out the back, he can drink from my shoe. Wow. Have you ever done one? No. Why? No. I don't drink beer for one. Um, so it wouldn't count. I'd probably drink some water out of one. But, uh, you know, I'll do it. If it's like not non-alcoholic, I'll do it. Yeah. Well, why don't you drink beer? I just don't like beer. No you know, alcohol or just no beer? Weird one. Um, I'll drink sometimes, but not very often at all. And I'm actually doing a whole sober year, 2022, um, because I had one drunken night in Mexico, the first time I drank in a long time. Uh-oh. That got pretty wild. So we're we're done with alcohol okay. for a little while. How how bad did it get? Um, I lost my tooth. I had to get what a new tooth. Oh my put gosh! In. Which yeah. one? <laughs> That's all we'll see. Which one? Um, this one here. Oh my gosh! Wait, you got? I lost my tooth. It got knocked out. Um, I woke up without it. Oh my gosh! That's. Do you even know how you lost it? Mm, I'm not a hundred percent sure oh my how gosh. it went away, but uh, we got a new one. Okay. It's fine. Was it the tequila? That's tequila. Usually... Yeah. No more tequila. And oh. honestly, once I found out that the bar was all inclusive, it kind of went downhill from there. Uh, so we'll just yeah. Yeah. So you're going, was this a problem for you or was it just because of that one night? No, no, never. You know, that was like probably the first time I've drunk in two years or so. Um, But you never like those types of nights, you know? Sure. I just like to be sober and do my stupid dances that everybody seems to love. So, yeah. Oh, Oh. someone's calling you. I'm sorry. That is my my manager calling me. Who should know that I'm on this call. In the interview? I mean, golly, he helped book this interview. He should know. Tim? Yeah. Uh, you can blame Tim for that. That was Tim. I will. I will blame him. Uh, the tooth, by the way, did you get it put in in America or in uh, Mexico? Dr. Kim, Hollywood Smile in Vegas. He does oh. a lot of the fighters. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just sent him a message and he got my tooth put in uh, pretty quickly as soon as I got back. Is it the same one or is it like, a, is that a fake tooth? No, it's a fake tooth. Can you take it in and out? <laughs> no. Okay. It looks it's very like real. A proper fake. No one would know. Yeah. If you didn't say this. I know. Thank you. He did a good job. So make sure if you ever need your tooth put in in Vegas, make sure you head over to him. He'll do it right. Hollywood smile. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do have to ask you about one thing. You know, let's, I feel like we should clear up the whole like Joanne Calderwood thing. Do we want to talk about it or not? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we need to close the loop. You're one of the favorites, but it's like mm-hmm. the one thing that kind of lingering out there that, you know, we're getting behind you here, Casey, but like, it's like, I feel like it's the one thing we need to address. Should we address it or no? Sure. What is there to address though? It, it, I feel like it went out of control, that whole thing. Like she said she didn't like you, but the parking and, and then you responded. I mean, let's be honest. It's some other reason. I'm not sure why, but uh, obviously she doesn't like me for some reason, um, but she's never said it to my face. We've walked past each other multiple times in the PI and she seems to always have her head down. And I've been waiting to run into her actually since she said it, but she hasn't oh, no. been at the PI at the same time as me, but I'd love to know. So I guess we'll find out next time I see her and I'll definitely be sure to ask her what, what happened there. I feel like I always rooted for her, you know, as my fellow Scott, but if that's the way she wants to go, then, I'm the better Scottish fighter, clearly, at the moment. So we can fight, too, if she wants. Oh, my. Would you? Is that something you want? Sure. Next, if she wants to do it. Oh, my. I don't know if I want I'll this. take out Roxy, and then I'll take out Joanne, and then I think I've done this, uh, the syndicate girls. So. 
If she wants to do it, I'm down with it. Let's go. Are we still parking in those spots or? I never parked in those spots. So here's what happened. I would stop to get my food and run in with my car still on and then run out and leave. There was no parking. And I'd love to point out the fact that there's 12 spots there and always empty. So you pull in, you get your food, you leave. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have done it. But the public call out was pretty crazy, let's be right. honest. And then were you writing notes as her on other people's cars? Oh, I just helped her out. I was like, you know what? You're right. So I just decided, you know, Francis was part there. Claudia was part there. A couple of people were part there. So I just made them know, you know, that just to be careful in case she gets them called out on uh, the MMA or... No. And, and did you like, did you keep doing that? Or was it just that one time with the notes? Well, I mean, nobody parks there anymore. So I guess she got what she wanted. Yeah. Uh, and when you wrote the notes, you signed it as her? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just spreading the news. Sure, sure, sure. You're, you're being a good Samaritan. You know? Yeah. Just helping her out. You know, I, I felt her message was positive and needed to be spread to more than just me. Did you get a lot of heat when she said that? Um, some people said something and I posted a video about it, but I've never heard from her about it. Okay. So water under the bridge. Mm, until we see each other and then I'll ask her why she really doesn't like me and then I'll have a real reason why she doesn't like uh, me. Oh, do you have a hypothesis? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. Okay. I like to think that it's just because I'm doing well at the moment that, you know, there's some tension there, but who knows? It's always hard with girls in your same weight division. Sure. Everyone always has a feeling about it, you know? Are you saying it's on site? When you see her, you're not saying that. No, I okay. mean, I'm just going to ask her. I'm going to walk up and ask her what's going I, on. I respect I that. would never fight her for free when I could get paid to do it. So, you know, it's pretty easy. We fight for the same promotion and the same weight division. And if there's a problem, then we can fight. Uh, are you still feeling, you know, it seemed like the last time we spoke, you wanted the slow build. But I feel like you win on Saturday in a big way on a big card. It's going to be hard to, and, and considering Valentina has fought all the, you know, number one through number eight, I think, already, and beaten them pretty convincingly. It's going to be tough to avoid the uh, the fast build, so to speak. How, how do you feel now? Yeah, I'm still happy to slow build, um, but obviously I can't say no when Mick calls the phone. Every time he's called, I've sort of answered and been like, okay, you know, we can do that. But I just want to fight as many times as possible and get as much experience. So um, however that ends up playing out, I guess is the way that it's going to be. But in my like perfect world, I would fight everybody in the top 15 before I got there. Mm. I don't know if you're going to have enough time. I mean, Valentina has no one to fight. I know. I know. We'll see what happens. But I still think I'm a couple of years away from being ready for that just because of my uh, experience. Yeah. No, I, I think they should respect that, not push you before you're feeling 100% ready. That would be... Yeah. A little, I mean, I'm sure they will. I mean, Mick's always been great with me, you know. Um, not that I've needed to say no to anything, but he seems like he understands my path and understands where I'm at, and you know, has done really well for me and helped me become who I am, helped me build, and helped me get uh, good fights for myself. Last time you were on the show, you were like, uh, oh, you know, I'm not sure about the next one, and then like a day mm -hmm. later, a story comes out about Macy Barber fight. You totally, you never mentioned that. Yeah, I know. I mean, they called me weird. about it and then I was really, I was thinking it over. I was thinking it over because as I said, I don't like to say no to things, but 
I had a couple injuries coming out of one of those fights and um, just wasn't smart to take that fight straight away. But, you know, I'd still love that fight one time down the road as well. Um, and so now you're all good? Yeah, I'm great. I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised we're on the prelims. If I'm being honest, it doesn't really matter. But for, for I thought I was going to be on the main card too. But um, there's a lot of good fights on there. Once they put Ty and Derek Lewis on there, I kind of figured that I was going to get pushed to the prelims. So I'm not mad about it. I'm still getting to fight on an amazing card and still getting to be a part of the whole atmosphere. And after my performance on Saturday, there'll be no choice but to put me on main cards after it. So. You know, I'll make my case on Saturday. Casey will make her case. Casey will make her case. Man, you walk, walk out <laughs> with the uh, Venom gear and you had the Thug Nose shirt under the Venom gear on your way to the cage. I think that will go over really well. Do you reckon I would get fined for that? No. What <laughs> are you not, talking? I'll pay I the fine. I'll pay the fine, okay? Okay. Deal. Okay, you got it. Um, Deal. Well, Casey, I'm very excited about this. Thanks for coming on. We've I think we cleared a lot of different things up. Uh, I think we're in a good place now and uh, very exciting. We also found out last time right before, I think you just signed off that you're born on October 7th. Yeah. So, I mean, 10, you, seven. you are, I mean, you are the face Kindred of the 10-7 movement. It's an amazing yeah. thing. Um, we're not drinking. We're sober in 2022. Sure, we lost a tooth, but that's not a big deal. We learn, we live <laughs> and learn, we win or learn. And uh, you, you're going to go paint your nails pink and black for the MMA hour nope, crew. just pink. Just pink. But yeah. Fluorescent pink. pink. And you're going to wear the shirt yeah. at a fight week activity mm -hmm. this week in Houston. Yeah, you got it. All right. I'll wear it on uh, on media day for you. Oh, my Get gosh. a lot of views. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be incredible. That's going to be the most watched video. Thank you so much. Good luck to you, Casey. Looking forward to the fight. And uh, safe travels to Houston tomorrow. Thanks, Aria. Keep All right. talking. Talk to you later. Bye. There she is, King Casey O'Neill. Um, who I'm still like I still don't even know I f I still feel like she hates me I, I I don't know I just think that's her uh, general demeanor but uh, one of the rising stars in the uh, in the flyweight division and a big fight for her on Saturday against Roxanne Modafferi and you know what she is right it's a it's a great card you know here I am once again selling pay per views selling cards letting you all know. It is pretty, I mean, it's pretty stacked. It's pretty loaded. Main event is fantastic. Can't wait for it. One of my most anticipated fights of at least the first half of the year, Israel Adesonia against Robert Whitaker. Just absolutely amazing. Uh, Whitaker undefeated since the loss. Izzy, of course, one loss. Jan Bohovic moved up 205. A lot of you have been asking, is Izzy going to be on the show before the fight? I was told he doesn't want to do Zoom interviews. So... Maybe in studio after the fight if all goes well, but he's he's not into the Zoom interviews, which, you know, listen, what can you say? Uh, that's what I was told. Maybe that's a, an excuse for he just doesn't like me anymore. I saw him talking about some media, but I think we're, I mean, I feel like Izzy and I have always vibed, right? He was on the first episode when uh, we came back, back in August. A lot of love for Izzy. A lot of love for Rob. I feel like the rivalry between Izzy and Rob reminds me a little bit of Woodley Thompson back in the day where like they're two super nice guys with, you know, great reputations for the most part. Everyone likes them. And yet there's this friction there. And you're like, I feel like you guys should be getting along. I feel like you guys should be friends. Remember like Woodley and Thompson, everyone's like, how can you say bad things about Thompson? He's such a likable guy. I feel like most people feel that way about Rob. Anyway, the Brunson Cannoneer fight, 
I mean, a little bit flying under the radar. Not even the co-main, by the way. Uh, co-main is Derek Lewis versus Tai Tuivasa. Kyler Phillips against Marcelo Rojo. Bobby Green against Nasrat Hakparast. Um, then we've got Andre Arlovsky, the Supremes now, against Jared Vandera. Roxanne Modafferi against Casey O'Neill. Alex Perez against Matt Schnell. Solid. Maxime Grishin against William Knight. A lot of early prelim fights. Six. Alex Hernandez on there against Hinata Moicano. Solid one. Ronnie Lawrence against Mano Martinez. Uh, Carlos Ulberg returning. Teammate, of course, of Izzy. AJ Dobson against Jacob Malkoon. Blood Diamond also on there. Legit Blood Diamond. That's his name. Respect. Teammate. So a lot of uh, New Zealand slash uh, Australia flavor on this card, of course, happening in Houston. Uh, there was supposed to be a um, a triad combat event at the same venue end of February. They said they canceled due to the rise in COVID cases in the area. But as you can see, the uh, UFC pay-per-view is still going on and the Rockets aren't canceled. I don't know. Not saying that there could be another reason, but it did seem a little sus, as the kids like to say, when you have all these other events going on there and this one's happening in a month and you're canceling, but they're not. Something not exactly adding up. Uh, in any event, I am looking forward to that. More 271 talk to come. And it seems like this one really came quickly. I feel like we're just finishing digesting what happened at 270 and now all of a sudden it's 271. Three weeks in between the, the two pay-per-views, we were coming off five weeks between 269 and 270, but they're coming fast and furious now because we've got three weeks in between 270 and 271, and then we've got three weeks in between 271 and 272, and then a month between 72 and 73. All right, uh, one more guest to come, and that's going to be at 4.30, the aforementioned Bam Bam Taitui Vasa had to jump on to explain how this all went down, fighting Derek Lewis in Houston. Always a pleasure, always fun to talk to him. Like I said, some fun personalities on today's show, but we'll take a bit of a break as far as interviews are concerned. And uh, we do have to check in with uh, New York Rick in a bit. And of course, we have to check in with GC to see how he did this past weekend with the fights. Sean Strickland, Jack Hermanson, all that stuff and more. Before we get to GC, though, a quick word... Please support them because they support us. I'm happy that Frankie didn't restart the song at that point because we were almost done. I thought about it. No, but it felt like a good, t- you know, sometimes it's just good to have the disclaimer sans music, you know? Understood. G-City? Oh, yeah. I thought, you were asking fr- yeah I thought you were asking Frank there. That's a lot, man. That disclaimer is. No, I was asking Frank. Oh, I, I was just, just turning to you him. at this point. That was my transition. Uh, how are we feeling? We've got the blessed ever sweatshirt. Yeah, blessed ever. There it is. Look shout out that. Max Holloway. Yeah, got some pretty cool, uh, pretty cool merch. Uh, I got, I got to tell Max's guy. You know, here we are repping his gear. You got to come on the show and tell us what happened with the hand. You know. Yeah, it's Max Holloway logo. King Casey, cool shirt. Might have to cop one of those. I found the website for it. Is there, is there an actual store up? I guess internal, eternal MMA. Yeah, said. it's like, yeah, it's their, their website. Pretty cool shirt. They Yo, got one for Jack Della too. If she, uh, if she wears the Thug No shirt to Media Day. Yeah. I mean, where I, I don't, where do you go on the wall? You have to point? make some room, man. <laughs> someone's got to go. Yeah, someone's got to go. I mean, DJ, it might be time, you know, <laughs> to sit this one out. I mean, come on. 
Maybe uh, you know what? You wear a thug nose shirt to a UFC media day. You might have to go in the DC spot there for at least a few weeks. At least a couple of weeks. I mean, McAfee got a spot for a little bit. He you got to give. You got to give. Her you know, some I was thinking about that. the McAfee thing a little bit more. I I feel like where it all kind of went sour for us was when I ripped up his picture. Maybe maybe that was Listen, extreme. personally behind the scenes when you ripped it. I was like, wow. Do you think that was that too was much? a statement? Yeah. I mean, you ri- that was a that was a nice quality picture. Yeah. CA or yeah, CA printed it out and everything on real. Yeah. Photo oh, paper. Th- was he mad about it? I mean. You can talk to him about it after okay. the show. Yeah. Um, wow, Arnold Allen is tweeting some of the pictures that he took of the sheep. I mean, how good is I mean, how good is Arnold Allen? He's the isn't greatest. Isn't he the best? The trousers one, the short pockets thing, I couldn't get over. I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing at that. I don't know why. If you ever want to just laugh, just pull up his Twitter feed, and it's just incredible content. Yeah, like I don't, I can't tell like if he's like trying to be funny on purpose or if like that's just like the way he lives his life. I, I really think that that's just the way he is. Yeah, like I think he's just, I don't think he's like trying to be funny and he's just, he's hilarious with it though. Like even stuff like when he's holding up the t-shirt, 25 clean tests, I told you it's my dad that's on the sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. He's the man. Him versus Dan Hooker. I don't like it. What a fight. It's one of those fights that you just don't want to see either of them win or don't want to see either of them lose. That's right. What a fight. All right. So, by the way, we still have the Hamzat uh, picture up there. Are we keeping that up like um, as a sign of protest until he joins the show? What's the reason behind it? Uh, no, I took him as one of the one of my futures. I'm waiting on some uh, some other posters, memorabilia, whatever for my other future bets. I'm, okay. uh, I'm invested it's... in them. I'm a fan of them. For I know, the but it year. just seems like we've had Hamza now for a month and change. I mean, this is a real poster. This isn't just a printout. I oh. paid good money for this. I got this shipped you to did? my house. I brought from it where? in. Uh, a site called Redbubble. Shout out to Redbubble. They make Hamza. That looks like you printed it off a computer. Is it high quality? I mean, with all due respect. And this was 20-something dollars. I mean, this is... That's 20-something dollars? It looks exact same as the poster behind your your right shoulder. This thing is washed out. This is a a piece of printer paper that I printed out five minutes before I came on. This is something... That's high quality? I mean, in Connor's defense, Redbubble is like a print-on-demand service. Oh, okay. So it's just like some guy. Well, it's no, a, Hamzat's never coming on the show. I mean, he's no, just over Hamza, here. Just, listen, I, I, I've been in deep talks with his manager. He says he's coming on um, in the next few weeks. We'll see. I've never talked to Hamzat. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he would be fantastic if he came Still on the show. blocked on his Twitter for only <laughs> praising him. <laughs> I was blocked. It makes his debut. Check his Twitter. Yeah. Blocked. Oh, wow. Like, oh, okay. I wonder wow. why. Um, all right, so we're waiting for this. So you're going to just populate the whole. You still got the certificate up there, but you, I mean, you had so many futures in total. It was like twelve or fourteen guys, right? And yeah, we're not we're not going to do everyone. Okay, just the ones that you really believe. Yeah, in. slowly we're going to populate the wall. All right, I need to get a frame for the for the certificate. Yeah, and big news. I mean, the whole crew is going to the uh, Taylor Serrano fight. Yeah, man, everyone got tickets. Yeah. I mean, I was the first to buy him, so I guess I started the trend here. And then Frank came along. Now Yoon's coming too. Yoon's we, coming we got too. The whole squad. Yeah, Yoon is coming. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Is, unbelievable. Is New York, New York Rick won't. He doesn't. Die. He's kind of like removed. Know. It's from not the, on a Monday, so I doubt it'll be right. there. Oh, that's a good zing right there. What about Corporate Alex? Is he showing up? I that's... can imagine there's almost <laughs> zero chance that that happens. We'll get Joe. Joe, maybe I can't Joe. imagine Joe comes either. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's a chance. But Yoon can, Yoon's coming. Yoon is definitely the most shocking one. Yeah, EK's saying he's coming. Yeah, I mean, Joe's there's a whole crew. There's Joe's a whole definitely coming, by the way. Is he? Yes. He's hanging out with you. 
Well, I wouldn't go that far. Oh. First time you buy tickets to a fight, Frank? I don't have to answer that. Why he not? didn't want to sit with me. Yeah, that we, is weird. He, he, is it because of the rumble thing? I mean, everything went dry. We had this great back and forth yeah. about me going to the fights. I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy tickets tonight. And then after I said that, it just stopped communication. I told him I bought the tickets. I told him exactly where I was sitting. You should buy tickets near me. And then, you know, last night he's like, oh, I'm just getting around to it. It was sold out where you're sitting. So, uh, yeah, we're not going to be sitting together. Why is that? You picked up on that. That's Frank. Why is that Frank? I mean, he he texts too much. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> this was Slack too. It's not even. Oh my know. god, Slack, Jeez Louise! I gotta say though, I am I am really looking forward to that. I mean, that scene is going to be great. It's actually turning out to be bigger than you know. I think most people expected. They announced last week second highest presale in boxing history at MSG. Now. There is a caveat there. They haven't been doing pre-sales forever. Like when yeah. Ali fought Frazier in 1971, there's no such thing as a pre-sale. So people are like, oh, my God, look at the history. But no, still, it's <laughs> it's significant. You know, it's something. Headlining, it's a big deal. They just had the media tour. Um, they had one in New York. And then this morning, they had one in London. And uh, that was cool. Actually, Serrano hey, we, kind of uh, laid down the gauntlet. I'm saying, are we going to get three-minute rounds or what? I mean, if I'm being honest, uh, Katie kind of shut her down. <laughs> it was a little bit awkward because Serrano uh, came out a, a, at the top. She was like, you know, we're making history. Let's make even more history. Let's go with, uh, you know, three 12-minute rounds. Let's let's do it like the men. Let's make make a statement here, right? And then, uh, and then like, Katie was like, I think we're making enough statements. There's enough history. And didn't say no, <laughs> yeah. but it was... That sounds like a no to me. It was, a, it was very like much a no. A no. Yeah. But she didn't actually say no, but it was very much a no. Uh, somewhat surprising. But, you know, honestly... They don't get paid more. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, that's true. I got to decide who I'm cheering for. Oh yeah, I got to go all out. I got to get a T-shirt, flag. I think I think Frank's saying Serrano is uh, next. Door Frank neighbor. is like full Boricua on uh, Saturday, April thirtieth. Right, you're showing up with the uh, the Puerto Rican flag, the works, right? The glasses, the, whole the hat. Nine yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where are we leaning right now, GC? Dude, I don't know. It's like a Down pick the middle. Yeah. I just got to decide who I'm cheering for and just make an emotional bet on No, it. I'm saying like, wh- where are we leaning in terms of your fandom, your your rooting interest? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, even that? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I go back and forth. Like, yeah. I go back and forth. Who's the favorite? I mean, obviously Katie's probably the favorite, right? Like minus 120 though. Oh. I mean, I could cheer for Katie. I could be obnoxious. I could get an Irish flag, drink Guinnesses all day, you know, really go all out. Oh, that's going to be fun. Or I could go for a Serrano and... You know, Two of the best fan round. bases when it comes to combat sports. Like that scene yeah. is going to be amazing. All oh, the Irish fans there, I can't wait. all the Puerto Rican fans there. Golly, first fight night I've ever done. Never been to a fight in person before. You haven't? Nope. No MMA. No MMA. No boxing. No nothing. Yeah, I can't wait. Wow, look at you. He tried to start one the other night, though. Yeah, he did. Wow. Next up, Invicta. <laughs> uh, is that Wednesday? No, but I'm just saying. You, <laughs> oh, I'm going to go to an yes. event. <laughs> first, you go to Invicta. Yeah, well, first, you go to this. About it. Then you go to Invicta. Then you'll go to a uh, WWE. So, uh, how did we do this past weekend? Uh, I, I did end up losing. I had a great start. I think that's where you got your frame of mind. Yeah, of, yeah. I had a good night. I, I heard people saying that you were yeah, killing it. Yeah, quite a few people let me yeah. know that I was doing well. The bets were smashing if they were right. But uh, yeah, after everyone kind of started celebrating, we uh, we pretty much lost for the rest of the night. Um, you know, but we're still losing small amounts. It's these things where, you know, if one bet goes our way, then we ended up having a winning night. So it's just going to take one good weekend to get back on track, and we are, we are going to do that. I can feel it. It's coming. might be 271. 
This might be the one where we get it back on track, but we will get it back on track. Uh, we can start with the singles here, though. Okay. Uh, yeah, I go two and three on the singles. Uh, Puna Soriano loses. How about you with Maxima, man? You're just hyping him up. You can't believe anyone bet against him. How on earth was he an underdog? What I was surprised. idiots could possibly I lose? I, I mean, was surprised. You stared me right in the face while I said I was going to take Puna Soriano. You, you were like, this guy's losing his money. You know, first the Kyle Crutchmer, now this. Like, I mean, you're just burning my money away here. That one I was surprised. I mean, listen, I, I don't want to affect, unless you want me to. You have your pick. I said after the crutch. I know. I after know. the crutch, I was like, if you really think it's that bad of a pick, I need you to let me know. I need you to give me fair warning because, I mean, you're just sitting on these wrestlers. I but, knew but, Max but Moff was going to wrestle. You also said, when you make these announcements on the show, you have made the bet already. Have you not? That's true, but, you know, so maybe I what, got the cash out option. Uh, maybe I can okay. just stay away. All right. I'd like enough. to have a back and forth next time. <laughs> you know, we've got Crutchman, we've got Maximov now. So yeah, don't touch. If it happens there. again, if it happens again, right, I don't, fair enough, fair enough, I don't fair know enough. We're we'll do. see. Okay, um, noted. I, I also, you also clearly stated you don't like the people that root against your pick, so I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, Unlike I mean, you I, picking against my bills. Well, I mean, you don't like you don't root against the picks, but I feel like you're passive aggressively <laughs> calling me out when you're going in with Maximov. Be like, I just can't no. believe oh, no. anyone would honestly, bet against you. This honestly, guy is an idiot. No, that is not true. I said it later in the week. That was it. I always feel like it's also you know hindsight's twenty twenty with you. You're like, no, maybe Maximov could pull it off. Maybe. Oh know? wow, might be some value as an underdog. I could, there, I could show you. Oh, so you think like I'm hedging? Like I'm saying that if it you doesn't know, you turn go, out that you way, you go light on it before the fight, and then when the fight after the fight happens, it's I can't, can't believe, believe I was out this there guy was an underdog. Banging the drum. What you want my slip? You want my slip? There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll give you my. Hey, what about I? Listen, you're lucky I didn't bring you up to Anthony Pettis. You called into question his gambling ways. He's got the slips. I was the man who supported Anthony Pettis. <laughs> I put him on the big hitters. While everyone was calling him out, <laughs> saying that he didn't make the bet, I was here saying I believe him until uh, until further notice. You bailed on the uh, on the video. You didn't want the real video of uh, of Stevens. Yeah, I just felt like he. I mean, he heard it. Yeah, he's calling. Yeah. I don't even think he called them cheeseburger cheeks. I think he called them like glazed donut. What do you call? No, it was cheeseburger. It was cheese. Cheese. Yeah, okay. So he saw the clip. Yeah. What yeah, do I need to replay it for him? No, that's a good that's a good point. All right. Yeah, all pa- right. Parlays. We go one and one. Quite literally nothing. It's just it zeroes out. We won one, we lost one. Dennis Bondar, freak injury. He was getting beat anyway. Um, you know, what are you gonna do? So final recap, we finished down uh one point four three units, about two and a half down on the year. It just takes one week. We're gonna write this ship. We're, we're not even worried. But it is getting kind of annoying having these mad weeks, you know. You kind of just take it as it comes. But after it happens, like, you know, it feels like we left the winning ways back in 2021. So we got to get this back on track here, which is what we're determined to do here with uh, with UFC 271. Um, I do have a couple shout-outs to make, though. A couple oh, yeah. big hitters. Yeah. Uh, my guy, Andres Ramirez, he hits a plus 2,000 parlay. Yes, I messed up the graphic here. Nick Maximov is actually supposed to be a Uruguay soccer team. Ten legs. He mixes MMA and soccer uh, in this one. You're Canadian. The Canadian national team wow. uh, gets on there. Maximov, Chidi, Shavkat, Argentina, Japan, USA, Canada, Iran, and uh, Panama, Mexico, under two and a half goals. Uh, yeah, $10 into $2,100 cash. Is it plus, two, plus 20000 um, What was Canada? 
I can't see. It's too small for me. Nah, yeah, no. Nah, I actually, uh, I'd have to go back to it. Oh, he okay. sent me a video. This, <clears throat> the slip was so long. It was because it was just like such a big parlay. Uh, and then I have an honorable mention. Uh, the man returns. Our boy, uh, oh, our good friend. Gosh, this guy T- is T- coming after me all the time. I Jeez, mean, Louise! I was he, just repeating what you said. He said, "Put some respect on his last so name." So, what is it? Yurkowitz. Yurkovich is what Yurkov- he sent me. Yurkovich. Yurkovich. Oh yeah, there's he a sent w me. There. Yeah. There's a W there. Yeah, he Yurkovich. sent me like Yurkovich. The, uh, Yurkovich. Yeah, for all right, Yurkovich. I mean, I'm great- sorry. Uh, yes, I mean we do apologize, Tej. Uh, that's that's I on mean, us. He keeps bringing it up, jeez, Louise. But he keeps hitting big bets, so yeah. we got respect. Giving more respect is due. No, plus is he 16, legit? I mean, plus sixteen hundred. Yeah. Let's let's bring it back up here. The honorable mention plus sixteen hundred uh, on John Castaneda to finish in round three, and he bet three hundred twelve dollars on this. Like he's not going lightly on these things. Wins almost five grand off of it, forty nine hundred and ninety two dollars. So uh, shout out to Tej on that one. Uh, Yurkovich. Yurkovich, the pride of Poland. Is that a Polish flag there? Yes, sir. He's got the emoji in his Twitter name. So, uh, yeah. Is he uh, is he in Poland or is he just of Polish descent? I can't say for certain. Okay. I'm going to guess Polish descent. That's going to be my guess. All right. And then lastly, we did it. We got to the 100, the road to 100. It wasn't easy this week, but we did it. And we got the <laughs> Draft King, the man of the week. Wow, look, look at this. this. This is incre- this is high production, but this is better than the last one. Wow. There what it the- is. Wow. There it is. Wow. Matt Besser, our man M. Besser, gets it done. Look at that. How did you do that? Look at that. What in the that world? Is, that is five stars right there. Wow. How do that you do that? Stars. These it, are production secrets. When so I you see just that stuff, it makes me think that we're leaving a lot on the table in terms of production value for this show. Like, if we can do this, what else can we do? Nah, I mean, we've we're, been, we're we, just getting we, to the tip the of the iceberg. The show has had here. the same format for 12 years, <laughs> and then you come out with that stuff. We've never seen anything close to that. I mean, shout God. out to Matt Besser, $135. Uh, we're going big this week, too. We're going for 150 150 people. Yeah. That's were what you, we're going were for you sweating it out similar. with the 100? Nah. Nah, you usually get that final push on Saturday. Okay. I noticed you don't tag me in those tweets, so I just stumble upon them sometimes. Like, I mean, I feel like it would be easy to let me know, so I retweet it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I can start tagging you. Well, I don't, want, I don't want to make, you know, you don't need to be bothered with all that. Well, you know, I'm trying to get you to 100 because then there's no league, right? Right, yeah. It's a bummer. If I really have to, you know, depend on you, the Helwani crutch, that's what we'll call it. All right. Get the Helwani rope. I, I, I'm going to need it this week, 150. We're going to need it this week. I saw Alex Weber talking about it. Yeah, is man. He, is he like the unofficial commissioner of it or something? No. Okay. The official commissioner is, is you. me. All right. Yes. Who's the unofficial? <laughs> well, there's no unofficial. There's, right, I right. guess if there has to be one, it's Alex Weber uh, for giving the shout out to it. Uh, yeah. CIP726. He won the free league. Didn't win any money. He should have entered the money league. He would have won the money league. He outscored Wait, there's everyone. two leagues? There's a money league and then a free league. If you want to you know, enter the free league, have some fun. Oh, I didn't know that. But he should have entered the money league because he would have won the whole thing. He would have won the whole thing. Yeah, he would have won the whole Damn. thing. He outscored everyone in the money league. And is yeah. there a cost of entry? $5. That's it? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just do the money league? That's what I'm saying. $5 to enter. I'm thinking about doing a big money league. I'm like, scratching like like a 25-person, like $20 entry, like winner take all. Do you need 100 like for that? Bucks. No, I would, only, I would only do like 25 people for that. I feel like you could get 25 The real that. players. Yeah. The real players. For 25 bucks. I feel like you could get that. No. I think you could get even pay per view. Maybe we'll maybe we'll pull it out for the pay per view for this Saturday. Yeah. Wow. 
Now, so there's no more uh, video game winner thing? I'm trying to switch it up. I'm trying oh, okay. to keep it, you know, I'm trying really to keep like it that. fresh. I really like that. Wow. No, no, I was this was this is this is like this is 2022. This is Emmy award winning production. When the thing was flashing, I really liked that little subtle (laughs) detail. I don't know why. I'm getting three dimensional graphics with the zoom into our guy, and you wanted the little flash. I like the flash. It was a nice. I liked how it was like. We'll go back to the eight. No, no, no. I'm just saying. We can go back to the eight bit. It was a nice look. Save me a lot of time. Which one's easier for you guys back there, Frank? Which one's easier for you? Frank doesn't do it. Defer to Connor on this. Yeah. Okay. Um. Does New York Rick do the DraftKings League? He used to be the resident gambler around these parts. Nah, he says no. He doesn't do it. Can't be bothered. Can't He's be bothered. really in a sort of like laissez-faire mode in his life. Doesn't want to be bothered. Clocks in, clocks out. He spends a lot of time in the green room on uh, Saturday. He did, yeah, he did. I mean, nice to see the support. Um, all right, so we've got that. That's it, right? That's we've it. We recapped everything. No we LFA. You didn't do LFA? No LFA, but an O had to go. And who won? Um, someone's O went someone's O went and a quick look uh, and we'll get your official picks but a quick look right now Israel Adesanya uh, Mm -hmm, of course Yeah. Uh, a minus 280 right now he is Bobby Knuckles plus 225 yeah interesting man I see a lot of people taking the shot on uh, on Bob on Whitaker Uh, by the way for those wondering when they first met Opened at a minus 260 for Izzy, Whitaker plus 220, closed at a minus 300 plus 200. Uh, this one, by the way. Hmm. Wait, the first time they fought, it closed at no, minus 300? I was reading the 271. <laughs> I mean, come on. Jeez uh, Louise. Uh, no, this is 2021. One second, one second. Okay, here it is. First time they met. Wow. This is interesting. First time they met. Izzy opened as a plus 160. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rob was a minus 185, closed as a minus 130, Rob minus 111. How about that? Yeah. That first fight, too, uh, I rewatched it. The crowd was, it was awesome. heavy for Rob. Yeah, it was, in, it was in Melbourne. Right. But it was like, yeah. It was, uh, uh, it was, it was interesting to rewatch it. That was the first time... Wow, he was a minus 400 against Anderson. That was the, f- it closed at a minus 556. Yeah, that was the first time in Izzy's career that he was an underdog. And the only time, at least according to the uh, the UFC run here on Best Fight Odds. Yeah. I mean, o- he's- only time in his career that he was the underdog was that fight. Now, he's listed as an underdog against John Jones here, but, you know, that was just for a make believe fight. Yeah. And I mean, besides the Yon fight, which he did at light heavyweight. I mean, he's undefeated in his pro MMA career, so probably rightfully so that he's yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not the underdog often. Oh, my. I'm it's going to be a great card, man. I cannot wait. There's a different type of energy about him this time. A different, like he's got, uh, I was watching his little sit-down interview that he did with his YouTube channel, and uh, they asked him about this idea that Rob has improved exponentially since their first fight. And he was laughing that off. And I, I just find Izzy to be one of the most interesting people in MMA only because what you see is truly what you get. Like that guy has no filter. And of course, like a guy like Arnold Allen has no filter, but like to get to the point that he's at and still have no filter. I mean, honestly, five minute mark of that video, he's doing a sit down with his YouTube channel. He rips the loudest fart, like in the interview. (laughs) 
<laughs> like that is true. He just like. Uh, I mean, that's awesome. Did I you see it. this clip? No, I haven't he seen it, but I'm about to go it. look it up. <laughs> that's wild. I mean, I can't get enough of Izzy, dude. I, I'm actually surprised at how much, like on Twitter and on like message boards, like some people like uh, give him hate. Yeah, they don't really like him. They they want to see Rob win. I'm. I'm all on board. That's just MMA with fans Izzy, being haters. I mean, he's, in my opinion, he's the man. Like he's, he's as cool as it gets. Now, does this feel like a big fight though? Like, does this? I, I guess for me, like I said, the pay per view happening three weeks after the Ganu fight, just it feels like it's happening. Like it kind of crept up on us. Yeah, Izzy. and we had the one week off. Right. A lot of people are saying because it's the night before the Super Bowl, might take some steam away from it, but. Nah. This if you're be, a fan, you're tuning into this. By the way, there was once a time way before you were, you know, involved in this show where uh, a UFC event on the Saturday before the Super Bowl was a staple. But it was always yeah. in Vegas. Always in Vegas. Oh, okay. So like UFC 109 back in the day, Silva Belfort. I mean, there's, there was a thousand. Uh, 94, GSP, BJ Penn. Um, I could go, you know, the 100... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, you, you get the point. Yes. Uh, was it one well, Anyway, um, yeah, that was always the staple. So it's actually kind of nice that they came back. Now, I wonder, by the way, if ESPN slash UFC knew about this change in schedule for the NFL because, you know, they had the pay per view, the last pay per view on the night of the conference championships, which, if it was the old schedule, it would have been on an off weekend. And this time, they're going on the weekend of the Super Bowl, which will obviously take away a little bit, I think, of the attention. You know what I mean? They yeah. booked these two pay-per-views. All, I mean, I may, I'm just hypothesizing, but like almost like it was like the old schedule. Do you understand? Like 270 would have yeah. fallen on the off week, and this would have fallen on the week after the Super Bowl. Right, but we... like. I mean, there would be no excuse for that because, like, we've known about the Super Bowl getting pushed back for it's, yeah, oh, for a minute, yeah, for a minute because they added the seventeenth game. Right. When did they add it? Beginning of the season. I mean, at the beginning of the season, but it wasn't just like in September. They were like, "All right, we're doing one more." Like they, this it was something the end that was, of last season. Yeah, like they've known that this right. was coming. I'm just so. saying, just yeah. a little sus, you know, sus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll get your picks on. Uh, let's yep. see what else we got here. What I wonder that? what Casey is. Casey's a minus three fifty. I thought maybe it would be bigger. Yeah, might get bigger. Derek Lewis minus one eighty. Ty Tuivasa plus one fifty five. Uh, Am I going to be the square that plays the fight doesn't go the distance on that one? Got to think someone gets knocked out. Oh, how about this one? Uh, Jared Cannonier favorite. Yeah. Wow. Decent size favorite too. Yeah. Bronson's minus one seventy like... plus one fifty. That's surprising. No, I thought for sure Derek would be the favorite. What is your Vegas wrestlers? Now? You 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 know your wrestlers. Wow. Alex Perez, a pretty big favorite, minus 380. Um, Ronnie Lawrence, a minus 305. Carlos Elberg, a minus 235. And, uh, yeah. William wow. Knight getting a lot of love as a dog this week. Hartford zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is he? I don't see him. Oh, plus 145 against Maxime Grishin. I mean, the one that jumps out at me is the uh, the Jared Cannonier. All Just right. because Derek's looks so good as of late. That's my Helwani lean that I got to go with. I'm just then. saying. No, I mean Derrickson. I mean, you know, he's 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 an OG, but I'm just saying that one. Uh, that one kind of jumps out at me. So we'll get those picks on Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. Good work. Well done. I appreciate the production value, and uh, good work to you and the team for getting those tickets. I mean, I, I sort of feel like I'm a little bit responsible for making this fight as big as it is. Like, can I pat myself on the back or no? 
Yeah, the old Barry Horowitz. Well, thank you. Appreciate yeah, that. Appreciate, appreciate that. that yeah. uh, I mean, I just sort of feel like in the MMA world, who was talking about Katie Taylor and Amanda yeah. Serrano before? Now for all this, up. though, are you even going to be at the fight? I, I actually don't know. Uh, very good chance I won't be. <laughs> I can't be bothered. Uh, no, it's actually it's it's my son's birthday, and I and I made a, a vow to myself. Now this one's in New York, obviously, so it'd be easy. But uh, one rule that I made to myself when my kids were born was that I would never miss a birthday, no matter oh, what. Oh, and it's on his actual birthday. It's on his actual birthday. Now this one's fine. I go at night. I mean the birthday, you know. But um, luckily at this point, my son's turning ten. My middle son is turning eight. Actually, next week. And uh, Claire's turning five. So what's that? 10, 8, 5, 23? 23 birthdays? Right? Yeah. I haven't missed one yet. That's so solid. I'm pretty proud about that. That's, you know, That's a solid was, streak to keep up. There was, a, there was a period there with a lot of trips going on. You know, there's a lot yeah. going on yeah. where I was like yeah. dodging bullets yeah. left and right. But uh, luckily... Uh, Child's no, no, birthday, that is a... Uh, That's a big one. That's a valuable excuse. Definitely. But, you know, if there's a big event... We'll forgive you for it, but it's a valuable Let me tell you something. If there's a big event, back in the day, they're like, this event ain't going on without Helwani. So, you know, birthday or not, we could do it virtually. But nowadays, less people want me at the event, so it's all good. It all works out. But we'll see. We'll see from there. Uh, Maybe leading up to the fight, there'll be some stuff that I'll be doing. But, um, you know, fight week, if you will. But, you know, that's TBD. Or TBA. (laughs) One of the two. One of the two. All right, there he is, GC joining us. Uh, we'll get his official UFC 271 picks on Wednesday. Still to come. And now it's time to okay. open up your ears sure. and your minds, MMA fans. It's time for Rick's Picks. Rick's Picks. Rick's Picks are lots of fun, and his hair is in a bun, because it's, you yes. already know what it is. Rick's picks. I was going to say something, but I got drunk. Boys and girls, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. It's the new craze taking the world by storm. Live from the Vox Studios in beautiful New York City, it's time for Rick's picks. Ah, he left. Well, I was going to say, Tuivasa told me that he came back. He's back and ready to go. I was like, oh, let's just go to Tuivasa. But now here we are. Listen, I mean, you want, you want to bump me out? Let's go. I'm, no, I'm I mean, they, play, they played the music. I was like, okay, this is perfect. No, so, no, he's, he's, uh, I said, you know what? We got Rick here. Ty, co-main event or not, you're freaking waiting so your I turn. I bumped him in the real order and when you're about to tease him coming up next and I bumped him yeah, there too. So yeah. double bump for That's Ty. My Sorry bad. about that. That's my bad. How are you, sir? I'm good. How about you? Oh, I'm good. You know, a lot going on, as you know, with 271, uh, Taylor Serrano, Sean Strickland. What do you yeah, think of Sean Strickland? Yeah, a little Strickland? bit of you taking credit for making Taylor Serrano. I didn't say I made it. No, 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 no. That's, uh, I mean, that is slander. I said I deserve, I think, some credit within the MMA world of getting the word out about this fight. Am I wrong? I feel like I was you talking about some credit. You I mean, some credit. within the MMA world, not in the boxing world. And by the now, way, did let's it break be honest. your heart? Yeah. Did it break your heart that that your idol Katie Taylor wasn't up for coming a on my bit show? Of three round? Oh no. Uh, no! What do you mean? She was just on? No, no, no! I thought maybe because like last week when Eddie Heard came on. Um, no, she, didn't Serrano break my heart. Was game. Yeah, Katie you saw Taylor the clip. Not. You saw the clip. She really gave her the stiff arm on that one. That was interesting. Here's the thing about Katie: uber professional. Yeah, smart businesswoman. In her mind, she's probably like, you know what? I don't get paid more. Yeah. And by the that's way, a, that's good cover. I I'm believe not, that is very as smart good cover. on Serrano's part to just kind of throw that out there. 
on the spot. She threw she threw down the gauntlet. She's she's challenging her. I love that. And then she the the the, the response was great. She's like, oh, I feel like uh, you know we're we're making history, yeah. and uh, you know this is gonna be great. And and then and then Serrano went back. And she doubled down and she's like, yeah, but why don't we actually make, like, why don't we yes. finally tell the dinosaurs that we can go three minute rounds, 12 rounds. And yeah, then, so, and then Katie's like, ah, I feel like we've proven enough. <laughs> it's like, All right, fine. So I think that's to my point. Like, I don't, yeah, no, I, don't I think it's a, I think it's a good look for Serrano. I don't know how, how good a look it is. Listen, for, in, for in, in a world where we like to count, you know, dubs and L's. That, wow. that, was, that was a huge dub for Serrano. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say, we're, you know, just no, I would never Katie say Taylor's that. Record, I would never say know. that. No, no, no. A huge dub for Serrano. It's a TBD. Yeah. By the way, maybe Katie went to the back after well, and was like, you know what? Let's add those damn rounds. Maybe. And I'm only I'm only joking because, honestly, like, if, if you've spent your career fighting a certain way, um, I get the willingness, the, the gung-ho attitude from Serrano to say, let's do this differently. Let's make truly make history. But I also kind of get if Katie Taylor's like, nah, this is how we've done it and this is how I fight. If we want to talk about that, you know, next time before the, in the planning, um, I'm game for that too. So um, I'm, I'm only kidding, but I am looking forward uh, Are you going? to that fight. We'll see. Wow. We'll see. You're considering it too? It's, look, it's in the hometown, you know. It's a like, big deal. Tickets I know are pretty it's not, cheap, it's by the not way. Monday. It's not Monday, it's not but Monday. I might make an exception. Tickets are pretty cheap. Listen. Did you look at the ticket prices? Not bad. Maybe maybe we'll do some work, you know? Maybe we don't have to pay a ticket price. Maybe maybe oh. we'll do a little bit of work. Um, you think MMA fighting will cover it? There's a crossover appeal. <clears throat> I don't know. I like um, it. I like but it. But I would like to I think I would like to be in the building, yes. Yeah. Um for history, mm-hmm. truly. History, her story. Her story, yes, Her story. right. Sorry. Um, what about that, Sean Strickland? Was he too hard on himself? Was he too hard on himself? Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, no, he wasn't too hard on himself. Really? I think I think he he was appropriately uh, tough on himself in this case. If you are going to continue to be the guy in the media who talks about murder, kill, this, that, the other, and you come out with that jab heavy performance where you know, I'm not about to criticize Sean Strickland's fight style and say that he did not have uh, a great performance against Jack Hermanson or that he um, he isn't a, a capable and, and and high level fighter. But if you are going to continue to push that narrative and that's the way you fought that fight, I think he's right to be a little bit hard on himself. I thought it was a fine performance. Jack it was fine, but but that you don't you don't preempt that with murder this, kill this guy this. I love right. to get into the slugfest. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you come out with the with the most jab heavy performance that we've seen. It was uh, interesting that I he said. I understand that he said two things that were really interesting. Number one, he said, you know, the the win bonus got to me, and he just kind of realized at some point, like, oh, I'm about to win this fight, so let me just yeah. secure that win bonus. Which again, more. You know, proof that the win bonus is actually a deterrent, in my opinion. By the way, I'm not saying he's dumb. Smart man. Yeah, yeah smart yeah. man. And then the other one uh, that I thought was interesting was like, oh, you know, these suits came up to me, and I was like, oh, you know, and so yeah, that got pro- to me. Proximity to the title shot. He is he is on his way um, toward a title shot, and and he doesn't want to sacrifice that. Don't get me wrong. Smart decision. Understand it. Um, no criticism of the performance itself. Objectively, if we just isolated in a vacuum on a whole. I do understand if that's how you're selling the fight and then that is the f- result of the fight to be critical of yourself and kudos to him even on that front. Um, but yeah, you, there's there's a little bit of a disconnect between how he's how he's talking about fighting and, and what the end result was. So I get it. Interesting. Um, 
Oh, and by the way, since you, you and you're the perfect guy to ask about this because you have a uh, a background in the world of PR. Sure. What about the post fight? You know, like it's it's not so much the post fight interviews, but the post fight press conference, like that one on Saturday. You know, like the stuff he was saying to a yeah. few media members. It's don't it, don't love that. Don't yeah. love the media row session. Um, it, it, no, by the way, a media row session is funny, but like you can't be offensive when doing it. Like I if don't you, love it in just in general as a concept either. Yeah, um, there's you know those people are there to do their jobs, not kind of be put in that position. That's true. Um, but there's a certain all PR is good PR aspect to it, right? There's a certain level of like, if he's not, if if all it's bringing him is positive attention, people are saying, look at this, you know, for one for one reason or another, and he's not being penalized for it or slapped on the wrist or, or suffering any negative consequences, it's hard for me to say that, you know, he shouldn't continue what he's doing. It seems to be working. See, you know, it does it sort of fly under the effective. radar. Like no one really has paid attention Again, to this enough. There's not been a penalty, right? There's there's nobody right. taking him to task for this, really. Um, so, but man, he is. I mean, he's pushing. He's pushing he's the envelope. Playing with fire. He's he's pushing the envelope. I asked him his manager last week, like if anyone has ever said anything to. Him. Actually, you know what? I didn't ask him. I think it was PT that asked him. So my mistake. But um, he was like, eh, there there have been there have been chats. I'm sure and. We don't – I think that the, the concern, right, or the fear is like he's what we assume to be authentically him, right? He's trying to be authentically him. If we do kind of police that, then it becomes a situation where it's like are we getting the genuine article? Do, do we end up you know, shooting ourselves in the foot and no longer getting authenticity from people? Um, but I think the, the line of being offensive toward people is, is where that should be drawn probably. That, that is the that is – the issue. That it is, is amazing. I mean, talk about a guy who has no filter. No. I mean, that's just another level of no But again, filter. like, is that what we want or do we want the filter? That's the that's the issue. If 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 there's too I don't much want the filter, but hard, like I, I'm, I think we're aligned. Yeah. I, I don't want a filtered version, but I also think it's okay to not, you know, if you're a media member trying to do your job there, not necessarily be a subject to uh to offensive. I've always been drawn to the crazy characters. I like the crazy characters. Um, Yeah. I want to promote the crazy characters. I want to support the crazy characters. I want to cover the crazy – like life is more fun with the crazy characters around. There feels like there's some – there's a way to do that and be that way and not go too far to where you're not alienating people, fan bases – sectors, genders, whatever it is. Yeah, and and I also don't want to look, I'm, you know, quote unquote like coming in maybe not quote unquote, but I'm like essentially coming to the defense of people. Look, the media members who are involved in that may not have even been bothered by it. So I you well, know it doesn't that's, seem that's like Oscar's bo- like the the one that he keeps sure. going after is Oscar Willis of the Mac Life. You're friends with him more than I am, but I yeah. just saw like on social media like he's promo- like it doesn't seem like he's bothered. No. British people have uh Probably a better sense of humor. Yeah, I mean, than there most. was a lot of people there, though. You know, t- taking, yeah, uh, getting shots taken at them. And and again, like it's not my place to defend. You know, to come to their defense if they don't need defending. And um, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, there's there's certainly he is coming as close to the line, if not crossing the line, as you can. Yeah. Um, I think it's. Can you imagine a buildup of him and uh, Izzy? I think Izzy. Yeah, I, I I think it's so different. I think what they do is so different, and and. Izzy's not just um, – I think the thing with Izzy is he's not unfiltered for the sake of being unfiltered 
whereas I get that sense a little bit from Sean Strickland. Mm. Sean Strickland's just first thing that comes to mind. I'm going to tell you it, and, and that's his one of his endearing qualities for some. Um, Israel's a lot more calculated. Israel is knows when to be unfiltered or tries to be unfiltered um, when it suits him, when it's best for him, and he's very calculated and he's a very smart um, individual. I agree. I agree. Um, and I think that that is a big difference between the two. But Calculated. Yeah, everything very, very calculated with him. Um, even those moments, you know, where he's letting you in, it's because he's chosen to do right. that as opposed to just, hey, I'm an open book, which right. is very much what Sean Tricklin is. He, he, Here I am. Love me, hate me, you know, whatever you want. Um, but, yeah, very different characters. I, I I don't think that would be a particularly uh, lopsided fight. I'd, I'd like to see that oh, yeah. potentially one day. I do think Sean Strickland has given enough of account of himself that um, I'm looking at that as like, yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't know if Izzy just, you know, blows the doors off him. Um, I, I'd like to see that potentially. So, um, look, it's working. Whatever he's doing um, is working and and – well, as I said, I think at the top of the show, maybe not. Um, I feel like he was probably upset because he knew that he could maybe cut the line. I think he's right there. Oh, he. I mean, he's he's. I think he should fight Vittori next. Yeah, Vittori. It or, seems or like Costa, they're buddies. Right? Those. Those. Yeah, are the two but fights. I don't know. Is Costa going to fight out eighty five again? Who knows? I mean, he says he is, but I think I think he will. Right. Oh, so then, if let's say he is, it's Costa or Vittori. Costa or Vittori, and you know he's friends with Vittori, so I think he'd prefer Costa. So, um, but he is th- those one are like the two fights. Let's say Izzy fights the winner of Brunson Cannoneer, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Let's say the winner of well, the winner of Whitaker and actually, yeah, if Whitaker wins, of course, they probably run it back, right? Yeah. But let's say Izzy wins, and you know everything stays the same. He probably fights the winner or, of the. Or, or uh, maybe they don't run it back immediately. You know, if I feel like we're getting into a situation where every single time somebody loses, yeah. we now have to do, every time a champion loses, we have to do an immediate rematch. They may not. Um, I think there there's a clear look. Brunson Cannoneer. That winner has to be the guy that's next in line, um, and then right after that is is potentially a you know Strickland or if he waits and maybe he doesn't take a fight he might be next up after that anyway you know it's not always yeah just knowing Izzy's I mean from afar yeah. I feel like he would kind of relish the idea of fighting a Sean Strickland I I think that guys as game as they come Israel I, I no think but you know he, what I mean because he's, he's been talking about yes, take any of new them challenge that's the thing he's he doesn't want to go you know Vittori again yeah. Whitaker again he, potentially Brunson again he wants a new challenge he's yeah. dying for one and, and I think look if Strickland is the guy he'll be the guy is he's a bit of the, the kingmaker you know he he gets to choose he, he's he's he lining them up and as he should um so if Strickland you know gives a good account and, and makes himself the uh the unmistakable guy then yeah I'm, I'm into it all right, so what do we got? Rick's picks this week. Brian Battle. Um, wow. The real tough winner. You know, he he solidified that. He cemented that with his win over Treshawn Gore, the, the fight that was supposed to be the tough finale and then ended up not being because Gore was injured. He had to pull out. Um, what I loved about this performance, beyond just, look, shout out to Brian Battle for winning the fight and and uh, beating Treshawn Gore on Saturday. He had the tough trophy with him. He had his coach, his coaches hold it, and he brought the tough trophy um, I love the the pettiness of that. I am a big fan of that level of petty, Man. of saying, putting it in people's face and being like, this trophy was always mine. Um, everybody doubted me and I, I'm still holding it. And I bet he would have given it to Treshawn if, if he won too. Or You think I, so? I don't I think, know about that. I don't know about maybe that. Maybe not, but <laughs> that would have been a good move. That would have been a cool move if he did that. Um but I'm a fan of uh, I'm a fan of that level of petty of of carrying that hardware around and being like, look, 
You, everybody's out. He was the last pick for Team Volkanovsky. Everybody's doubted him. It's been like this inevitable, like this crawl to Treshawn Gore is the, the, the real tough champ. He's going to knock him out and yada, yada. And he's probably been hearing that and hearing that and hearing that and hearing that since the airing. Um, and he got to shove it in people's faces. And I love that. I love the pettiness of that. And I also loved his exchange with Bisping. I don't know if you saw that. Yes. Where he said, who who needs two eyes? And I feel like he knew what he was saying there. He was giving the, a little wonder, bit of a wink. I wonder. I, I feel, feel like, like he, just, he knew. Really? He kind of did a bit of like a, a, oh, a nudge really? to the ribs type. Like it sounded like he knew what he was doing there. He's he's a smart and kind of funny dude. Um, but Bisping saying, tell me about it is just tremendous. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love, I like, I think Brian Battle's a great character. Um, I think he, I think he could really be something interesting for uh, for MMA. I, I like him a lot. Who wins, Battle or Maximov? Yeah, it's hard to look. I I thought very highly of of Punaheli Soriano. Um, I thought he was going to win that fight. I thought there's a I case to be made that he, he was the underdog. Could, I mean, I put my money where that my fight mouth is because I think he did more damage in every single round. Um, there wasn't much going on from Maximov there. Um, I, um, I like yeah, the callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, <laughs> you just went right through it. I mean, who bets on Soriano? Goes Maximov? Horrible. Well, because I think Soriano won that fight. You really do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maximov didn't do anything, unfortunately. Like, it was the it was the most... It was the... Uh, uh, Casey, our, our colleague at MMA Fighting, pointed this out, and it was extremely astute. It was the least Diaz-like fight from somebody associated with oh, the 100%. Diaz brothers. It was, it was all grappling, zero damage not trying to uh do much of anything i really think you can make a pretty strong case that that puna won that fight um there, w- there was not a lot going on there from from nick's side um but either way uh it's i i think highly of puna uh, and you know for for whether i agree with the decision or not it was at least close enough i think to to make the case uh for for maximov there and that would be a tough fight I think that'd be a tough fight for battle. He's he's a really good grappler. He's a really good wrestler. I kind of feel like they should make that fight next. I I wouldn't mind it, but Just I with feel the storyline like, of tough and everything like that. Yeah, but he's. I don't know how many people even know about that tough storyline when it comes to Maximov. That's what you like, promote. That's what you. That's what you're there for. Yeah, it's a little in the weeds. I think I, mean, I think Maximov is looking yeah. up up a little bit more um, at this point. Look, Puna Puna's a really good win. That's yeah. a really good win. I feel like. Battle is underneath that. I don't feel like at this point in his career. Let me let me be clear. Yeah, I feel like Battle is going backwards. You know, if you're if you're doing the the ranking, even though neither is ranked, if if you're doing that pecking order, um, and I feel like uh, I feel like Nick's looking upward now. All right. Um, shout out to Rick's pick for this week, Habib. Habib for oh, don't not tell me. knowing I not don't knowing who Drake was. No, back at UFC you believe this? I do. I do believe it. Really? He didn't know this guy. He didn't know, know this guy. What did he? You, where did he say? Are you calling? Are you calling BS? I'm calling on, BS. On Habib? He's no selling it. Where did he say it? By the way, give credit on on the Full Send podcast. Oh yes, the hottest. Uh, is that is that your new favorite? Oh, it's they're the biggest influencers in MMA. I That's mean, your new favorite. I just found out what Full Send means. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. It, it does means not like going me all the way. Yeah. Now, will the purses that you know, like with the sponsorships that they do with these guys, will they be half send? <laughs> or are they going to be full send you're talking, purse, you know? talking about like show and win is that yeah well, I just don't know is it or at least with the sponsorship deal I mean like huh, like geez Louise they have a great ability to like find something that's something cool you know somewhat cool and then just shove it down our throats yeah, look this I is mean, like there's... this is like Nick the Tooth circa 2010 <laughs> I mean <laughs> a little bit every yeah, freaking right. second it's the freaking Nelk it's Boys it's the Nelk Boys 
Look, Don't tell Tuivasa I say this. I was I, about by to the say, way, there's I fighters no, who are buying into it too. Like the I have no seem beef. Be They're Canadian. I, you know, I support everyone who's Canadian. I, like they're self-made. It's a great story. But why is it? Why does it feel like there's more Nelk Boy content on the UFC channels than there than is UFC like content? Casey O'Neill content? Well, I mean, there there probably is. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, do no, we be, I mean, do we believe also that they're actually going to be sponsoring these guys? And by yeah, the way, why I, thought you're, I thought you're not allowed to have your own sponsors for the fight. Like, what are you going to come out with a Nelk Boy? logo on your shirt no i'm sure there's more it's probably more akin to like a patty pimblet bar stool type deal than fair than, okay um and also what if they go to this event last night and it's like oh we don't it's like anyone duds. Here. yeah yeah maybe they just wait i think they're going to multiple uh, uh, okay this is way too in, deep uh, into the like it's just like being rammed down my then. throat constantly yes it is. i will say the podcasts are good production like they have a couch in there how do they bring this couch everywhere <laughs> good production they have a couch no i mean they, they <laughs> actually travel with a couch the couch was in the cage did you see that i did see i've that. seen that couch Habib's in... done a couch in the cage at eagle fc remember they were all chilling oh, on the, they were on the they were yeah um, oh maybe that's where they use that couch okay fair enough but let me say uh sorry l- let me bring this back to habib for a yeah. second i 100 percent believe this and and I would yeah, never I would never dare uh question the eagle. Um I just love I just love the fact that Habib like and even now there's a little bit of like pride in his voice that he's just like I don't have time for this. The only thing I care about is smashing people. Well, um, not anymore. Teaching people how to smash. Teaching people how to coaching right. people to smash yeah. organizations that have fighters that smash. <laughs> uh Habib Habib is just all, we smash. You know it's very it's very uh apropos to steal a word from you that you that you like a lot. Um Alexander Gustafson talking mm-hmm. today about Hamzat Shemaev, another person fi- training five times a day, another person who all he cares about is smashing people. Um, and you can kind of tell that from the training footage that sure. just like it looks like to me, it looks like a um, like an apex predator, like feasting on prey. Like every time you oh, see yeah. a new piece of uh, footage of Hamzat Shemaev, he I, it just looks like he's always going 100 miles an hour um, and always at, at full uh, full send. Uh, he's always sending <laughs> wow. it. He's always amazing. sending it. Um, Hamzat, another guy like that. Um, I like I like the fighters of that of that ilk of that uh, you know of that mentality. Um, and Habib, shout out shout out for you. Don't need to know Drake when all you're doing is smashing people. Is it fair to say that if he didn't know Drake, he doesn't know who the Nelk Boys are? Yeah, he had no clue. I, in fact, I think the Nelk Boys, their first appearance on UFC programming was when they went to Fight Island, right? And I believe they. They did that introduced them thing. to Habib, yeah. and Habib was not into it because he had no idea who they were. Well, so in I fact, feel like we from can the confirm. clips I saw of that, and by the way, like uh, I know some people are going to try to spin this, and I'm hate like their views are nuts. Everything they do, yeah. But I feel like there were moments there of just of the clips. I didn't watch the whole thing where he's like, "Why am I doing this?" Like he felt very. Yeah, but- <laughs> that's that's true but i feel like that's every habib interview actually. is it you can kind of see the points where he's just like uh, what am uh, i doing here yeah what am i doing what are here we doing? but he, he's i'm he, above this but he's he's having to adapt to this role right of now he's like a personality and now he's he's a promoter, promoter. Now he's having to like put that hat on but i think that's always inevitable in every habib interview he was never like that with me just for the record listen Back was, in the days. It was real the, the real OGs remember. The real OGs they, remember. They remember when he was getting injured and people used to say, why do you have this guy on? You remember that? Sure. And then the I, infamous... I remember there was one time in particular he joined us from a restaurant or something. Do you remember that? He was in a restaurant hmm. and everyone's like, why do you have him on? He's made of glass. All he does is pull out. For some, the restaurant 
portion of that is not. It was a year end yes, video. They're, they're, it was a year end show. It was like the December or maybe it was a January. It was winter time, and I remember he was on, and I remember getting a lot of hate for having him on. Oh, I remember all the hate that we yeah. used to have for getting, having him on too, because it was you know a time in his career where he he was often injured or he was on the sidelines, yeah, um, recovering, and people were like, oh, again, 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 but. There was a reason. There was a reason. There was a reason. You knew. You knew that the eagle would be something special. Yeah. Um, my last shout out, Rick's pick for this week, Jack Hermanson. Mm. First of all, just what a mensch in what general. A mensch. What a what an appearance last week. Love that week. guy. Love that guy. Even playing along with your non lookalike lookalike. Oh, like, just so, not, it was not so spot good. on. It was so um, close. But but shout out to Hermanson for playing along with that. The poem, the the lyrical poem that he released uh on sunday yeah just who does that he's just a very special he's great he's a very special type of fighter um wishing uh strickland luck in his future murders um i mean just <laughs> a plus a plus for her in there um what a great character to have in the sport um tough you know again up down up down it's been a rough like he can't seem to get over that hump um at the top of of 185 um but great character to have around great fighter um, shout out to Jack Hermanson. So likable. Yeah, just a mensch. By the way, very underrated video blogs. High, high production quality. 100%. Very I, high production I remember quality. the one in, in particular where he got the news. Uh, who was it? Who was it that fell out of the fight? Costa? Costa, right? Mm, Is that right? So. Yeah. Uh, Is that right? Who was it? Which fight? He got the news that somebody somebody was out of the fight. And then he got a last minute replacement. And this is COVID era. You know, you know, someone was talking to me recently yeah. about like, oh, I can name every um a friend of a relative was like, I can name every pay-per-view from 190 on. You know how I always say Yeah, can, you're you're not like COVID times, like none of them stick out for me. Like if you ask the me, pay-per-views you're talking. All the even. events, like 265, 240. Oh, wow. It's all I've lost all oh, of that. Oh, so you can't do it anymore. I can't it's do it anymore. To, it's up to that era. It's up to like 220. Wow. Yeah. That was your that was, that was your my thing. thing. That was your calling card. Who was it that replaced? I don't know. Was it not Vittori? Yeah, was it wasn't it Vittori was stepping in for somebody though? But who was Vittori coming in for? Holland? Right? No, Holland's usually the one coming in. I don't know. Now no I'm like, oh, I remember. And then I don't even remember what the hell it was. But I remember him getting the news of his opponent falling out and him just being like, Shabazian. Oh, man, Shabazian. don't tell me. No, yes. not Yeah, yeah. I think was... that was right. Oh. And he was just like, no, no, no. No, it was Holland. Know, don't don't tell me Holland. that. And uh, and then five seconds later, he's like, yeah, give me the fight. Because he's, he's that type of dude. Yeah. Or and Darren that was Till. all. That might be what it was. Mm. It was Till. It was Till. And uh, it was all on the video. Lo- it was all on the video blog. Um, really high production, and uh, just shout out to him for for blessing us with that content. Yes, yes, yes. I love that guy. Always so smiley. Beautiful the smile. Yeah, I guess he is the Joker. But when you think of the Joker, you think of like a bad guy, right? You think <laughs> He's of the a villain. Good one. He's like yeah. the nice Joker. He's the uh, the lovable Joker. A tough stretch for him, but. If uh, the last few fights are any indication, that means he's oh, going to win the next down, one. Yeah, it, it one loss, good. one loss. Who do you I like in the main it, event but... on uh, Saturday? Have you made your? Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I can't really get off the Israel Adesanya yeah, train now, right? Been on like, that train for a while. I've been on that train for a long time. I wonder if he regrets going up to two hundred five. Like, could you imagine if he was no. still undefeated? No, he doesn't he strike me as know. that type of dude. He strikes me as the type of dude who will take a lesson away from that. 
honestly, yeah. and not the type of dude who's going to um, let that like eat him up. I mean, it's the same with like every time it's like, oh, you know, how's Israel going to respond to this? He comes out and just smokes somebody. Like, it's, yeah. I don't think he's that type of guy to like let it weigh him down. He seems to be like really focused, locked in the gym type dude, just get it done. It's hard for me to pick against Israel. I'm kind of, I got to be honest, I'm kind of with him when it comes to like, the Rob looks stuff? good. Rob looks good, but does he look that much better? Like, are his improvements that much better? I I think it will be a much better fight because I don't think Rob fought the right fight the first time. Um, I think he was very emotional, and as he said, you know himself. I think it will be a better fight, but I'm not looking at Rob Whitaker and thinking to myself like this is a completely changed fighter that has a a, a completely different um, look for Israel Adesanya. I think Israel is this good, man. I really do. I, I find it hard to believe that any of the current crop of middleweights is gonna, is going to be able to push him that hard. Um, he's he re- he really is that good, and that striking is on a different level. Is it fair that he's not the number one pound for pound fighter because he went up and lost as opposed to? Yeah, well, risk and reward, right? Because if yeah. he had gone up and won that fight, he would have vaulted to number one. Undoubtedly, sure. people would have been putting him in that spot right away. So I think that makes sense to me. That you, you know, look, you took the risk and and it came up short. So you, you, there has to be a, a a little bit of a ding there because if he had won. He would have he would have been number one, no doubt mm-hmm. in my mind. As good as Kamaru Usman has been, he would have been number one. Um, I think it's fair, but man, do I think he's good. I really it's it's hard for me to see anybody beating Israel right now. All right. That's a Saturday. Thank you very much. You'll Thank be watching? You. Nah, you know, I'm just yeah. gonna skip it this time. All right. Eh. I mean, I know you love Izzy. That's your guy. You were talking about Izzy when he was fighting in China. Back yeah. in the day, you're like, oh, there's this guy. It's Izzy and Felicia Spencer. Those are your two big claim to fame. Not bad. I did not all right. Bad. Well, I mean, one won a belt. Title holder and title yeah. contender. Yeah, not bad. I did, I did all right. All right, there he is, everyone. New York Rick. And in a matter of seconds, spread the word. We're going to be joined by Bam Bam, Taitui Vasa, of course. Everyone looking forward to the main event between uh, Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker. Uh, but dare I say, the co-main event is the people's main event because Derek Lewis fighting back in Houston is always a very big deal. And of course he wants to right the wrong from this past August. And you've got Bam Bam who is on quite the role. Everyone loves him. He's turned into one of the darlings. I mean, this is kind of like the um, Arnold Allen, Dan Hooker fight in that everyone seems to love both of these guys and no one wants to see them lose. And of course, Taitui Vasa, not that long ago, was on that uh, losing streak, but now he's won four in a row, all via finish. Stefan Struve, Harry Huntsucker, who we're still not sure if he's a real person or not, but he apparently is, Greg Hardy and Augusto Sakai. Most recently, back in December. And then you'll recall in early January, we had them on back to back on the program. And they were like, eh, not going to fight. Uh, February, no, we're not going to fight then. Uh, maybe down the line. All of a sudden, a day later, they booked the fight for this weekend. So I had to get some answers as we kick off the fight week for UFC 271. Without further ado, let's go back to the Zoom machine and say hello to our last guest of the day, the one and only Bam Bam. What's happening, Oos? What's happening? What's What's going on? Man, you know, you're a big star. When We we never have interviews at this time. 4.30, like, we're already packing up, but we waited for you. That's how big of a deal you are, Ooze. Well, I'm going to wait for the Wi-Fi. I'm struggling that these I days. Know. I can't buy credit. 
this is why oh is that why because i was actually like you what you told me was you had to go to the doctor which i i understand you have to do stuff but i was like man this guy's such a pro because i hate the car interviews ty i don't like the so i was like this guy wants to be in a controlled environment in the hotel i thought that's why you did it not because of the wi-fi you don't want to pay well, for the that, <laughs> well i'm very professional you know yes, that so yes. but also there was no i got no credit that's in okay. america fair <laughs> enough fair enough i like the beer we letting it grow um uh, yeah for now for the fight all right, huh? i like, like it. it you gonna let it grow for the fight all right done i'm keeping it for the fight then. Oh, okay i mean a lot of people watching you got to look your best is that the line of thinking if you think I look good, well, then I'm going to leave it. I think you look great. Or should I cut it? I mean, don't right, take thanks. my word for it, but I, okay. All right. I think you look great. It, it gives you a, a kind of a different edge. So can I ask you, so you come on the show, you're in Dubai, right? I mean, you're downing those mm -hmm. beers left and right. You almost choked on one of the ice cubes there, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty icy. But you, you killed it. And then uh, literally the next guest is Derek Lewis. I ask you about Derek Lewis. And you're like, I'd love to take that fight, but, you know, maybe a little bit down the line. I don't think it's going to happen. Lewis is the next guest talking about how much he hated fighting in Houston and the nerves. So it's like not even on the radar. And then the next day they booked this fight. So what happened? Well, I continued to drink after I talked to you. And then um, apparently Mick, Mick messaged me that night. That night? And then, uh, yeah, that night. <laughs> and then... Um, and I didn't. I, I was. I was too. I was too pissed. And then I, I woke up in the morning, and everyone was calling me. And then, yeah. And then we, we pretty much said yes the next day. Is it presumptuous on my part, Ty, to think that maybe like I had something small? I mean, like, do you feel? I feel like it's too coincidental. <laughs> It's all you. It's I, all I, you. I don't want to say. I felt like you were going to say it, but you didn't say. It. Like I feel like it, <laughs> if you're, it's all you. All your work. All your work. I you mean, this it. is uh, this is a big deal, right? Is it not a big deal for you fighting Derek Lewis in Houston? Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, like I said, it's, it's a great opportunity. I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let it slide. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, it's been good. Short camp. I don't mind the short camp. I was still pretty fit from the last one, so. All good. I'm ready to roll. You didn't think you'd come back this fast, right? Nah, not at all. I was getting pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I was on my. I was in my holiday mode. I, I was gonna. I was gonna continue the holiday for a little bit, but um, like I said, it's a big opportunity. You know, I'm a, like I said, I'm a big fan of Derek as well. And why not? If it's if it's uh, popped up, you might as well grab it with two hands and run with it. But you know, after you woke up from you know the getting pissed and all that did you say yes right away or did you think like uh you know it's a little soon was no, there any... no yeah, it was it was, was yes yeah, same same it was just a i was just like shit i was planning on going out when i woke up and then uh yeah i didn't get to go out so i was only that was my only regret ah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> well you did have a couple good nights but... no i mean I'm sure you. Yeah, yeah, I slipped a few in. That's for sure. I got Christmas. I was. I got to enjoy Christmas too. So I was. I was excited about that. And I was. I got to spend it with my son. So as long as that was out of the way, it was. It was kind of a bit of a bit of a blessing. So just keep on the ball. And why not? I get to fight the you know the third best heavyweight in the world, and and you know I think I might win. So did you go from Dubai to Australia, back to the states? <laughs> No, no, no. I come from Dubai here yesterday, 16 hours. Damn. So, oh, so your son came to Dubai? 
Yeah, my son came to Dubai for Christmas. Okay, nice. Uh, I got to see him when I when I finished the fight with Sakai. I went home and then um, we did Christmas and then he yeah, I sent him back and then then I found out about the fight. So then I stayed longer in Dubai to do the camp and uh, I'm going to head home after after this fight. How do you feel about that flight, 16 hours? How do you do on the flight? I just stay up the whole night before and then ah. once I get on the flight, I crash out hard. Does it work? Yeah, most of the time. Did it work this time? Yeah, I was up and down, but I slept, I slept most of it. I'm a pretty good sleeper. I can sleep anywhere. Does, does it go direct at least? Yeah, it's direct. So oh, the border, the border, Houston, direct, sixteen hours. Damn, that is a long, long flight, man. That is a long flight. You sit, you sitting first, I, I presume, right? Uh, business. Okay, that's not bad. Business, not bad. Yeah. Respect. They taking care of you now. Oh no, I get, I get my flights. I look after myself. Come on, Ty. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. I always, I always sit in business. I can't sit at the back. I'm too big. You pay for yourself? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't want to sit in the economy. No, I don't blame so you. Just my, I yeah, don't bl- I just get my own. All right. I mean, I respect it and I, I appreciate it, but I feel like you've you've earned the right to have your flight paid for you. Yeah. Well, soon. You need me to negotiate <laughs> that for you? You want me to make a call? Well, you you make the moves around I here, mean, so you yeah. keep talking about it. I reckon I'm going to get my own jet soon. Did Mick say when he called you or left you the message? Did he say I saw you on the show? It was great, and it actually gave me this great idea to have you guys fight in Houston. Did he at least give me the credit? Have you, are you are you got my phone tapped? Because <laughs> that's exactly what he said. No, he did it. Did he really? I swear, man, that's oh, exactly wow. the words. Wow, that's a, so. At that point. I didn't get a message from you or Derek being like, hey, man, thanks for making the fight. Like, nothing. I'd even get like, I'd even break the news of the fight. Someone else broke the news. I couldn't even get the scoop. Oh, uh, see? I didn't know. I thought you had my phone tapped. You would have been on to it. It's fine. I'll just take credit all week long for making this fight, if that's okay with you. <laughs> no, thank you. So I appreciate it. Uh, that's, that's all I wanted. Are you surprised that he's taking the fight? Because he said he hated fighting in Houston. He doesn't like it. Too much pressure. People hitting him up. Were you surprised he took it? I'm not. I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't know he didn't like fighting in Houston. Oh, you didn't stick around for that interview. <laughs> you didn't watch him after you. Uh, I was, the pub was calling me. <laughs> <laughs> was that your last the pub beer? No, no. I, I got. I kept going all night. No, but like that that night was that your last night of drinking? Did oh you stop? yeah, yeah. That night, yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, it was. It was. Man. Nothing. You don't slip but, uh, one in. Nah, nah. I try not to. I'm not a. I'm not a one. I'm not a one. One right. or two B type of guy. I either just cut it all out or <laughs> I go all in. What's the most you had in in like one evening? Beers. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. That's it. Oh, what a know. That'd be like o- over twenty. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Come Easy. on, really. 30? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Have you gone to 50? Yeah, I don't know. I've never counted, but yeah, sure? I reckon it'd be up there. Wow, that is amazing. When's the last time you did it, like a night like that? I reckon that night after I talked to you, I did a few. Wow, that night? I probably did, I probably did 15, 20 before I talked to you. Before you talked to me? 
Yeah. You were you were on the sauce? Yeah, for sure. Always. I didn't realize you I mean you hide it very well. I guess I mean I guess you're a pro. Yeah, we've been yeah. <laughs> from the area. We <laughs> we do this. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is crazy. Um so that I mean that explains a lot. Now uh the Shrivasa is coming out next week. Next week. I feel like After we should have timed fight. it for this week. I also, you got to send me your. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll send you. I can send it to. No problem, no problem. We'll put it right here on the desk proudly. But Done. how come you didn't do it for this week? I feel like now you're in focus. Everyone's talking about you this week, so a lot of people would buy your stuff. Oh, I think when I win and then do I mean, another show, I think true. it'll be yeah. you know. Oh I mean? my god, the peak, you know what I mean? You got to wait for it to peak. You can't just finish a bit early. I like that you confidence. I, mean? I like that confidence. Are you gonna do the shoey? <laughs> On the cage with the Shuivasa? Are you gonna have it? Is that the plan? That's that's it. Well might yeah, might might do. Hope if it all plans out. Could you imagine? We gotta, we gotta, I don't know, yeah. I've gotta get it thrown in first. I've got to see who's there, see who's around. Wait, do you do I mean do you have the physical one with you there? Do you have one? It comes this week, yeah, it's coming, yeah. That's the greatest marketing thing you could possibly do. None of this happy dad stuff. You gotta get your own gear. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Look at I'm this rocking kid. it. Ty, I gotta say, I'm giving you a lot of good ideas lately. I got you the Derek. You pretty much, <laughs> you, yeah. You you are you, you're doing it for me. Are you banking on I the fact? It. No, no problem. My pleasure. Are you banking on the fact that you know, in Houston, maybe he doesn't do. You know, he he got a lot of pressure. You may maybe you don't see the best Derek Lewis. Are you banking on that? Oh no, it's a fight. He's yeah. he's been in. He's been in. He's been in a hundred fights before. It's uh. It's 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 our job. This is what we do. You know what I mean? I'm I'm uh, I'm prepared for the best, Derek Bruce. So that's what I've been preparing for, and that's what I'm gonna expect. Crazy stat. He's like seven and zero in February. Did you know this? Is what? Like historically, when he fights in February, he never loses for some reason. How the fuck do you know? <laughs> <laughs> someone tweeted someone, someone tweeted it to me and like, I verified who the fuck is I, don't know, I, don't like know. I don't know it's weird man it's like a, it's actually quite impressive it's like 7 or 8 and 0 so you'll, you're gonna be so, yeah. you'll be the first one you'll, you'll give him the L for the first time in February his birthday month oh his, his birthday's in February yeah when's his birthday let's find out right now um I'm gonna give him a shui vasa for his birthday. Present. Yeah, he he's already been asked about it, and uh, he doesn't like the the shui vasa. Yeah, but no, no, he doesn't like the shui because that's normal shoes. But the shui vasa is a it's a you know it's an item, it's a, it's a thing. It's not dirty. It's sure, clean. sure. It's yeah, because it's of course you're making it marketing. Uh, there's a Instagram page. Can you buy them already? No, next week. Oh, I, I thought maybe you could pre-order. Oh, you want to pre-order now? Shit, you, do you want to just do you want, do you want to, <laughs> so that it comes in time? So that it comes in time. Do you want to fight Derek for me? I, I mean, uh, listen. Some might, eh, some would say that I could, I could pull it off. Uh, Frank, do we have any breaking news <laughs> music? Can you give us the breaking news? Uh, by the way, uh, Derek Lewis's birthday is today. I've just verified. This. Is it early? It is, it's, it's actually today, February seventh. He turns thirty-seven today. Oh wow! Happy birthday, there! Yeah, <laughs> happy birthday. You, have you seen him around the hotel? Maybe he's not at the hotel. He's a local guy. 
Yeah, I would think you'd be at home. Yeah, I would be at home too instead of staying at that hotel. Yeah. Now, this is a big one for Australia, New Zealand. It feels like it's a card that should be happening in Australia with the Izzy and Rob at the very top. Where do you fall on that one? Because I feel like... Huge. Are you a Rob guy? Oh, they're both, they're, they're both my boys. Yeah. Man. They're both my But, you know, it's like an like Aussie-New Zealand kind of thing. It's like when the, the All Blacks play, play the Aussies, it's, you got to go for your, you got to go for your country, you know what I mean? You, but... They're both my boys, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, the belt's going to stay in either Australia or New Zealand, so I'm right. happy with that. <laughs> yeah, but if you had to pick, you go with with you go with Rob because he's yeah. I've got to go with the Aussie. Right. I have to. Casey O'Neill said she's down to do a shoey. Yeah, yeah, she's Aussie. She should. She, yeah. She's king. She's, she's never on. done it. She's also the king. She fights also. Yeah, yeah. She's on the card. Yeah, it's, it's it's a great it's a great event for Australia and New Zealand. Casey, uh, Jacob Malcoon, Alberg, uh, Carlos Alberg, uh, Blood Black Diamond, Diamond Carlos. Yeah. yeah, everyone, it's on. It feels like this card should be happening in Australia. If I'm being honest. Yeah, well, fuck if Australia and New Zealand weren't fucking <laughs> stupid. I know it's such a. I mean, fucking maybe a it could be, but. They, they, I don't know. Who knows what's going on with, especially New Zealand. I don't know what they're doing. How about the fact that Jared Cannonier and Derek Brunson is a number one contender fight, essentially, and you guys are above them? You see that? I don't know. I don't, Ariel, I don't watch fighting, man. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm too busy. <laughs> I got drinks to, to drink. I know. I got you. I got you. I got you. But I'm just saying, that's huge respect for you guys. You're above them oh, on the good. card. Yeah, I mean they're the number. They're fighting oh. for number one contender spot, and you're above them. Right, we're, the, we're the big boys. We can't. We're, yeah. we're at the top. This is we're big. bringing the heavyweights to coming back, man. The heavyweights are coming back. Did you watch Francis a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I did. That was good, right? What do you think? Yeah, he did well. It was a bit boring more than I thought. I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, five weeks back. Fuck, he did good. He wrestled mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did crazy, right? He was down 2 nothing. comes back. All of a sudden, he's uh, he's like freaking Daniel Cormier out there. Yeah, I saw him flipping shit and everything. He's <laughs> doing good. Uh, okay, so I kind of feel like, uh, call me crazy, but all of a sudden, you fight Derek Lewis, you beat Derek Lewis. I mean, I feel like you're right there. You're in that discussion. Am I crazy? Man, you know what? Everything you say comes to life. You're pretty much like, do you feel the same way though? Well, it's, it seems like that, yeah. In uh, in on the paperwork, if I beat him, yeah, it should be pretty much up there. What paperwork? I haven't really thought about it to be honest. What paperwork? Like on the you know, oh, the rankings, if I beat stuff. him, yeah, 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 yeah. stuff like that. That's I mean, you are really from where we spoke a, a month ago, and we're talking about you know the slow build, this and that. Here you are fighting Derek Lewis in Houston, big knockout as you've been knocking everyone out. I mean, if your management isn't calling up and saying, we're next, give us John Jones, give us, you know, Francis is out, give us Stipe. I mean, there's nowhere else between Derek and the and the top. Count me in. I'll yeah. jump in against John Jones. That'd be fun, right? Yeah. All right, kid. Now, what about Greg Hardy? How's this guy going to say that, you know, he was, he, I saw his post talking about you and your your reply to him, but it seems like he thinks like a little zig, a little zag that he would have won the fight. 
He's a cocksucker. I don't know what he's on about. If he wants it again, he can come see me. I'll slap the shit out of him again. Oh, man. Do you know, like, I know you don't follow sports and stuff, but you know about, like, you real, I feel like the turning point for you in terms of your fandom was that win because so many people wanted to see him get knocked out. So many people hate him. I'm never, he's fucking hated, man. I don't know, man. Well, you know why, right? I don't know. I just heard he did some shit in yeah. the past, but I don't know. I'm not a, I don't know, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's real evident that he's fucking hated. A lot of people hate his ass. I I, w- I I reckon you probably got more love for that than any other win. Well, there you go, guys. He got it. Well, I, I'm sure. I don't know if you saw that love, but I feel like that's the moment where everyone was like, "Bam, bam is the man." Thank you, Bam, bam. I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like when you yeah. did it on Twitter, everyone was, you know, there was a lot of celebration. Now, what about the walkout on Saturday? What are we doing there? Uh, it's always going to be a banger. Yeah, have you made your decision? Not yet, actually. No. What's the process like? How do you? How does it come to you? I kind of have a hit list over the years. I've had it ever since. But mainly, you know, they're honestly like the songs I used to listen to with my mom. Really? So there, yeah. is, there is a reason for these. There is like some sort of. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of them like remind me of back when I used to drive around with my mom and stuff like that. So. Oh, now it makes so much more sense because I think some people thought yeah. it was just like, could you find the most random song? But these are oh, all like, no, no, they're all my, they're all like songs I listen to on a daily basis. Right. Wow. Yeah. So do you have like a a, sh- a list right now that you're thinking about for Saturday? A short list. There's a couple on the short list. Yeah. Definitely. Do you want to tell us, or is it supposed to be a surprise? Uh, you're, you're hacked into my phone. I'm sure you can Stop. check my recent playlist. No, maybe we could decide together. We make this interactive. You know, put out a uh, poll. Oh, so you just want to make all my decisions. <laughs> I'm saying we make it interactive. We make it, you know, for the people. The people decide. You're the man I of the people. For the people. You know that. Yeah, I know you are. It's crazy. The people just love you. What is it like to just be unanimously loved? I feel like you get, you're one of the few guys on social media who gets no hate. Everyone just loves you. What is that life like? There's a few dickheads in there. You get dickheads? Really? couple they just talk shit yeah but uh, they're probably just what are they called trolls yeah you saw what kevin holland did to a troll recently oh is, is that was that a, a guy talking shit on his, i couldn't do that. i would end up bashing him yeah it was a guy who kept writing to him dms like i would smash you i smash you i smash you he paid for his bus ticket paid for his hotel put him up and then you know wrecked him i i i, I like that shit pretty amazing right oh yeah i i dm other fighters but they never reply who do you dm i like justin willis that other <laughs> brazilian guy shit like that oh, but they yeah. never reply uh, i dm dog greg buddy a couple times after you fought yeah let's hear a little bitch <laughs> <laughs> why do you have to rub it in you already beat the guy Make them, you know, if they want to go around two, we can go around two. Carlos Felipe, right? Yeah, fuck that. Fucking. <laughs> How did he get done for steroids? He's fat as shit. That's like fucking me getting done for steroids or some shit. Like, how the hell did that happen? Uh, well, you know, just by doing the steroids doesn't mean you get big. You actually have to work out to get big. Fuck, I'd be calling my deal up and fucking getting the refund or something. Fuck, you know. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> 
fucking what? And you and Justin, you still it's still on site between you guys, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm on. I'm, I'm I'm slapping the shit out of him if I ever see him. I don't even know if people even remember like what the issue is between you guys. His titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like DC could have brokered a deal there between, but I think he's on the outs with DC too. No, with DC, we we, we made an agreement. We told him, um, come down to the gym and we'll sort it out. But he didn't come down. He didn't show up. He left the state. <laughs> 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 I flew there by myself. Oh my gosh, you're crazy, man. So so after this you're going back home to Australia, yes? Yeah, man. My boy started school, so I'm I'm I wanna go do the drop offs and pickups and isn't that all the best that daddy stuff. Yeah, oh well, I've never done it, so I wanna I wanna oh not 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 uh not since he started like sure, little sure. sort of proper school, you know what I mean? So I'm really looking forward to that. I love how uh how into being a father you are. You know, like people have this you know, idea of you just like drinking beers and having fun, but you know, like your social media picture of your son, it's, it, it feels like it's like the best thing in your life that nothing is more important than that. Yeah, it than is. Being a dad. You know, it's like I, my childhood wasn't all that. So it's, I want to be, you know, I want to, I want to do there, do right. all that shit. You know, I think it's, I think it's really important. And he's a young boy, you know what I mean? He's at an age now. He tries to bully his mom around and she's, she listens to him a lot. You know what I mean? And, He's like me a lot, so I want to be there to not let him yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> think he can run the run the show. <laughs> How old is he now? He's five. He's five. And uh, do you very have, boss. Yeah. Do you, are, are, Going on twenty four. You're not married, right? No, no. But you, me and his mum not together. Anymore. Okay, but you guys are in in good uh, relations, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's she's the best mum. She looks after him. She does everything good. So does he know what you do? Close. Yeah, well, he he knows he's his uncle's Tyson Pedro as well, so he he's got a he's got a fair idea, you know. He's grown up around the fighting stuff now. Does he so, ever yeah. say to you, "I want to do what you do"? He's too good looking. I would never let uh, him do wow. this year. You wouldn't want to do, but Even if he says, "I want to follow in your footsteps." Uh I'll punch him in the eye and see what he says. And yeah, then uh, yeah. if he can't handle that, well, then maybe go do what you want to do, <laughs> not <Yeah>. fighting. <laughs> and, and, but uh, like, I don't care. He can be a ballerina for all I care as long sure, as he's sure. happy. And, I mean, he can do whatever. Does he have a cool nickname too? Uh, no, I haven't figured one out yet. No. You Do you have, have a name for him? Uh, let me think about it. Let me think about it. I got all the ideas. Like you just come up with all the things. Like, well, can I give you, you, you a, give him one? Well, what about what about Pebbles? Whenever <laughs> 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 I call what? my son Pebbles again, Bam Bam and Pebbles aren't the. Uh, don't ever do that again. Were oh you a big Flintstone gosh. fan back in the day? <laughs> Uh, oh, fuck, I was going to say that line, but I forgot it. Oh. I can make you a bedrock something, but it sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, but yes or no? Nah, yeah, I love, I love, I used to love the Flintstones. I know. I feel like people have forgotten about the Flintstones. Like, I feel like it's not a part of. 
Yeah, the cartoons these days are pretty. Yeah. They're not low with that. It's not yeah. the same. I used to love it. I used to come home from school every day and watch Flintstones with my mom. It was my favorite cartoon growing up. I think that's why I oh, like so, you so much. I think, yeah. I kind of look like Fred Flintstone a bit too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we Okay, so we won't get the music. Even though I made this fight happen, I can't even get a sneak pre, uh, peek of the music. Um, but we are in Houston. You're going to get love even though you're fighting Derek Lewis. That's just a testament to how popular you are. And you win this fight, you're fighting either Stipe, John Jones, Francis, or Cyril Gunn. That's pretty much the short list right there. Sounds pretty cool. And the Shui Vasa comes out next week. Um, we didn't time it for the fight, but you're so confident that you're winning the fight, everyone's going to talk about it because you're going to have it in your possession come Saturday. One of the Nuck boys is going to throw it to you as you're sitting on the on the cage. Stone Cold's going to tweet about it. He's going he's gonna to give you props after I tag him, of course, because, you know, I kind of made that one happen as well. Don't mention it. Don't, you know, it's okay. I'm not asking for Are a you thank a fortune you. teller? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to lay it all out for you. I'm trying to, that's what they say, right? What is it? Um, you have to practice. Put it into the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There I am. That's what I do. That's what you do. And now, and, and you have to cut weight this week? Yeah, I've got a few kilos. Just really? water, though. Yeah. Oh, man. Kilos, huh? Yeah, about four, four, four five kilo. Wait, what is four kilo? I don't know. I don't even know. Four kilogram into pounds. Just so we know, because, you, you know, you're in America. Uh, yeah, eight, pa- yeah. eight pounds. Almost nine. Is that yeah. normal for you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't wait for this. I mean, everyone's talking about the main event, but the people's main event. Is this one, if you ask me? Definitely, definitely. You know, I came up with that term too. I don't know I'm if you excited, know man. It's gonna be uh, two. We 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 go out there to fight, and we go out there to take people's heads off. So it's either gonna be mine or his. Oh, it's gonna I'm be excited. Great. What do you think? In your mind, how do you feel it ends? One of us are gonna get a hiding. Yeah. No, but I like, think, do you, yeah. you think a, you think a quick one for you? I mean, obviously, you think you're gonna win. You thinking a first round knockout, a second round? What are you thinking? Oh, it's going to come when it comes, but I'm okay. not too sure. But I think I've got to be a bit smart as well. I can't go out there. And, don't, yeah, uh, don't, don't, don't do he's, that. An, he's got the name Knockout King for a reason, you know what I mean? So I've got to go out there and, and, and be a bit smart about it as well. Oh, for sure. you got to be smart. Uh, a lot riding on this one. People love watching you fight, but you also have to look out for yourself, so we don't want you to do you know anything stupid out there. Um, do me a favor. When you do the media day, probably on Wednesday, yeah? Yeah. Tell them this is people's main event. I came up with that. I don't get enough credit for I came up with that term, people's main event. Say like, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm the people's main event because I'm a man of the people, you know, for the ooses out there. All right. Is that what, Yo, is that what you want me to say? I just, I just thought of something incredible. Another great idea. This is the ooses main event. This is the usos main event. Cause isn't that fuck pe- your good, <laughs> fuck your good man. Ah, oh, this is the Usos fuck main event. Fuck your number one. Respect, dog. Fuck the most. You killed it, bro. Come you killed on, it. Come on. <laughs> Ty, thanks for doing this, man. <laughs> Much love, respect. See that right here, West Side, Best Side. And uh, by the way, in Hu- uh, Frank, where should uh, where should Ty go in Houston? You got any recommendations for a guy like him? I like Cafe Japon. 
Cafe Japon. You don't really seem like a Cafe Japon kind of guy. From Frank, my guy Frank is a Houston guy, so he's trying to give you a local right. recommendation. What know. is it? Uh, can you say it again, Frank? It's Cafe Japon. It's it's sushi. Oh, you like sushi? Yeah. Doesn't seem like you're so into it. Give him a good bar. You got a good bar for him for the like to do the post fight celebration. It's on. Where's the best barbecue? Where's the best barbecue, Frank? That's in Austin, so that's hard. To, mm. yeah. What? There's no barbecue in Houston there at is, all. Is but. Also, is that Bam Bam Me or is that someone else? Because yeah, I put it up there for you, but it's a- <laughs> it's. I'm uh, just curious. It's a uh, Brian Barberina. Oh, Brian! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he had a Bam Bam nickname too. Did you fight him for it? Yeah. No, 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 no. He's he's obviously he's obviously better than me. So put it back here. Listen, so- he he gave me a lunchbox. What have you given me? Nothing. You say you're going to give me the something. The Shrivas is on the way. Yeah. You're going to send the address. All right. I'm just saying. I give what I, you know, what I put out here, I put it out here, you know? I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Do it too. Put that up there. <laughs> so you can. <laughs> See? Oh, my gosh. So play with that, no. All right. All right. Yes. Uh, keep the beard. It looks great. I think the I think Celine Dion on Saturday is the perfect choice. So go with that one. I know you were thinking about that one. I saw the text. And when you do the shri- and when you go when you go to the media day, call it the Usos main event, all right? All right, done. See you, Ty. Thank done. you so much. Good luck to you on Saturday. Cheers, bro. All right, See there ya. he is. Our guy, Bam Bam Tuivasa, big fight. He 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 confirms, in case you were wondering. That not only do they watch the show, they take our ideas. I mean, come on. They take our ideas. Confirmation. Clip that off. Put it on the feed. Should we get a cut of pay-per-view sales on Saturday? Yes or no? Put it on the poll. Should we be sitting cage side, not like media row, but like actual cage side for this fight. Come out just for the fight because we made, you know, I mean, we we literally made the fight. I did that one time, by the way, BJ Penn versus Jens Pulver. Um, 2006, I'm working for spiketv.com. As the Tough Five blogger, if you watch BJ Penn versus Jens Pulver, is it 2006? Yes, yeah, 2006 at the Palms, either the Palms or the Hard Rock. If you watch that fight, you will see me wearing a white shirt, like front row, not not media row, literally up against the cage. You will see me. I'm sitting next to Brian Diamond, who at the time was the head man over at Spike TV Sports. I'm literally sitting at the front perhaps in a sign of things to come, I was working for Spike, the broadcast partner, and they didn't credential me in the arena. They gave me a seat in the back. But for that fight, because it was such a big deal, it was BJ versus Jens, Brian texted me and he said, come out and sit with me. So if you go back and watch that fight, wherever you watch fights, Fight Pass, ESPN+, Plus, you'll see me there sitting in the front. And so we could have a big impact on this fight week, my friends. We've got King Casey, Maybe we should stop talking about this since they're watching. But anyway, King Casey, you know, wearing our shirt. We've got the Usos main event. We made the fight happen. I'm very proud. I'm very proud of what we're doing here. Very proud of the impact that we're having. I'm very proud of what we're accomplishing here on the program. In any event, 
We're out of time. We've gone way too long. It's 5.02. We've got places to go. We've got people to see. We've got things to do. So, Frank, you hit our music. Although I feel like we kind of dropped the ball on that one, Frank. I mean, the guy was asking for not a single barbecue recommendation. Not one. I mean, honestly, if I was in Houston tonight, I would go to Gringo's Mexican Kitchen. Why did you say that to him? Poor guy. What is that? Mexican? Yeah. It's Tex-Mex. It's my favorite. Oh, now I got to text him. Gringo's? Gringo's. I, uh, last time I was in Houston was for uh, John Jones, Dominic Reyes, February of 2020, like the last normal fight week before the pandemic and everything. And actually, New York Rick, Mark Ramundi, and I went to a turkey leg place. Do you know this turkey leg place that everyone waits outside of? Are you familiar with this place? I am familiar with it, yeah. We had like a turkey leg with mac and cheese on top. It was crazy. Have you had it? No. Oh. What was it called? I wonder if uh, New York Rick remembers. What is it called? Turkey Leg Hut. Is it really? That's the one. Well, if you're in Houston for uh, 271, go to the uh, Turkey Leg Hut where you can get some fine turkey legs. In any event, we're out of time. Fun show. Fun day. Uh, I enjoyed it immensely. A lot of characters. Thank you very much to everyone who joined us today. Thanks to all of you, as always. We're back on Wednesday, by the way, so uh, more fun to come. Some more 271 flavor there. But for now, we'll say goodbye. Thank you to Nicholas Maximov. Thank you to Alexander Gustafson, to Anthony Pettis. Thank you to Arnold Allen, Casey O'Neill, and Bam Bam Tuivasa. Thanks to GC New York Rick. Thanks to all of you. Like I said, back on Wednesday, same time and place. Until then, I say peace. I'm out of here.